Yes, sir. Hello yes, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick a Side podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez and Joel Dells. And this is now episode 155. In this episode, we'll be recapping the Super Bowl, debating whether or not Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer, Kyler Murray and Carson Wentz's future, and more. A quick Patreon shout out to William, Tyler, Ruthless Rooster, Sensei Stevie, Drew Stop Whining, S.A. Crimes, Kevin, Woody Buckets, Tizzy, Corey, Max, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Chris, Charles, Michael, Greg, Cole, On Bloods, Cuz, Liam, T. Grove, B. Money, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, Travis Ball, Aaron Moran, Matthew Jimenez, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Ricky, Enzo, Sean, Muffins, John, Sean Triplett, Court Cousins, Ben Mac, P. Dot, George, Hakari, Mateen, Dave Two Freedom, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua, man. Couldn't do it without you, bro. I was smiling because I saw someone in the comments say Drew's looking huge, and that's just the last thing this guy needs with his. What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? You know who said that? Jonathan, right? Yo, Jonathan, appreciate the love. Working out, trying to get. In some better good, shape. You know, I appreciate that, and I appreciate the fans noticing that. Yeah, it's also the shirt is a medium, and you're usually a large. That is really shirt, what it so, is. Yeah. That is what it is. Yeah. A medium definitely makes me look a lot bigger than I actually am. But Won't you know complain. what? Come on. Won't complain at all. Ramley, man. Come on now. We have Come a new Patreon on. that I want to shout out. His name is Mickey. Mickey. So shout Mickey. out to Mickey. Mickey. Appreciate you. Mickey. Appreciate you. And shout out, shout out to my guy, Jude. Amen. I don't know if he's watching Hell right now live, yeah. but watch out to my guy, Jude. Always tuning in. We love you, man. You know, you know what's funny is that I know this is going to be a great episode. I know that you're going to, you know, talk up your Rams. Going to have a great day. We actually great watched night. the Super Bowl together. We were at Max's house yep. and I didn't know he had a Funko Funko oh, Get Funko. Yeah. Yeah, a Funko page is awesome. Yeah, yeah no. So it's, tough. I don't know if, if you went through his page and actually saw like his entire setup. He has like a four by three of Funkos. It's nuts. It's, it's, it's so crazy. Cool. Yeah. What's the best Funko he has, you think? Mm, that's a good well, he, question. He just got a James Harden Nets he one, did. which he, I hate to see. He's probably throwing it in the trash. Yeah. Um, he's a Nets fan? Yes. Probably the Iron Spider that he has. I don't know if you know who the Iron Spider is, but he was in Endgame. And he was also in, in um, Infinity War, but it's basically like, oh, he's in the new Spider-Man also, where he has like the actual... The the legs and it fights for him and it goes on um, kill mode. You know what I'm talking about? I think no, I do. do you? Yeah. I think All right. You have to be. Come on. You, <laughs> like, you guys are giving me nothing. I, I have nothing, bro. No, no. But he I'm, no. That one here. looks sick. That one looks really cool. <sighs> we were watching a game together. <laughs> so we started early. Off. Starting early. Starting early. First of all, I, I want to say this as well. For the people out there that are listening, listening that are like. Riv, wear the Josh Giddy jersey. He's going to wear it, but it's next episode. We want, uh, we Josh just, Giddy yeah. got to do right, and he's got to stitch that for us. He, he has to. He posted yesterday. Yeah, I know yeah, that was. Got to see it. We're still fans of his, of course. Yeah, but. I am, of course. He's <laughs> the next Jerry West. <laughs> he's going to be one of the best players to ever. Relax, play the game. relax. One of That's the best fact. ever. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. He's going to be Harden. He has a chance. Okay, work. Yeah, Josh Giddy. Yeah, he's better def- than Harden. He Yo, has bro, a chance. You really got to. I can't with you, bro. <laughs> ah, man, I'm happy. I saw uh, Harden's uh, introductory press conference and Ben Simmons. Yep. I like what they had to say. Oh, I for mean, sure. James Harden is that's the best duo in the league right now. Embiid and Harden, that's the best duo in the NBA. 
Like they without did, a Tam doubt. and Brown have something to say about that, but whatever. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, okay. LeBron and AD, are you kidding? We're not worried Sixers about are, Sixers are just going to fold. Sixers always fold. Um, I'll be honest. Sixers, I'm in. I'm in. They'll fold. I'm in. Unfortunately, I'm in. We were watching the game together. and oh, Please, let's talk about this. Look, I, I thought the Bengals were going to win. I'll be honest, though. I actually placed a bet on the Rams that I ended up cashing out on. Rams money line. So it's not like yeah, I wasn't surprised by the outcome. Odell touchdown, Cup touchdown, and T. Higgins touchdown. I cashed out. You know how to do what I had to do. It's pretty all day. My Rams future hit. You know, put it that Ooh, New Year's Eve. It's you know, com, light. com plus fifteen hundred. Whatever. I I keep forgetting. But before we get into the first segment, we actually get into this. I actually I want to shout out everybody that's been listening to oh, the podcast 100%. about the football season. Give him a, give him a round out. of applause. This is the thing. In week one. We barely had people watching our episodes, the football the episodes. Football the basketball episode. episodes were always popping to the point that we were contemplating not even talking about football anymore. But because of our explosion on TikTok, YouTube, the viewership getting up there, we stuck with football. We grinded out the entire season. And now I feel like people tune into both. It's basketball and football. Yep. It's not just one. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. This was an awesome season. This was the first season that I was covering the sport and people were actually listening to what we were saying. For sure. Last year was not like that. And I, I love the journey and I, I wouldn't have rather done it with any of you guys. You guys made this season awesome. You too, bro. Thanks, bro. With your Rams and Matthew Stafford propaganda, it gets ridiculous at times. And, and, no, it's the most unridiculous <laughs> so thing. That's probably the now. least ridiculous Come thing Drew now. has said on the show. It's praise Matt Stafford easily, and the Rams. Easily. But I'm happy that you guys are on this journey with me, and I can't wait to talk about the offseason with you guys and draft and get into this show. Because I know this show is going to be a great one. It's going to be a movie. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a movie. I've been thinking about it since Super Bowl ended. How am I going to come across? Am I going to be an asshole? Am I going to be a humble guy? One of the two might happen. Probably both. The Rams beat the Bengals 23-20 to off of late-game heroics by the referees. Now, oh Drew, God. I, I, Drew, I want you, this is your segment. I want you no, to No, talk. no, you can go first, bro. You can go you first. You want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. I want you to go first. All right. He's setting me up. He's setting me up for a rebuttal. Okay. I'll go first. The game was extremely close. I thought it was one of the better Super Bowls that I've seen in a while. Last season, it was domination by the Bucks. The year before, San Fran had the lead on KC. Then we had these miraculous Mahomes and Tyreek Hill play that ended up resulting in them winning Jimmy G, missing that touchdown. But this game, it was close throughout the entire game, and that's what I love so much about it. The Bengals should have won this game. (laughs) It's as simple as that. What Joe Burrow had to go through in this game, I don't think any other quarterback could have survived it. There was charts by PFF that measured the the pass the pass blocking rates by each team. Matthew Stafford's curve was consistent. Joe Burrow's from the first snap to the very last trending downwards. I mean, he was in trouble. He did not have more than one and a half seconds to get the ball off. And the game plan was to pass the ball, was to make quick passes and really spread out the offense so we can make a decision with the ball. Burrow by no means played a perfect game. I thought he missed some throws. He missed some crucial third down throws. Uh, fourth and one, 
the very last play of the game by the Bengals, he had Uzama to his left side. I thought it was a good play design, but Aaron Donald just got there and he couldn't even, he couldn't even get there. Burrow was under duress so many times. He's taken 70 sacks this season. The fact that he was standing up straight to finish out this game is a credit to him. No doubt. He almost injured his knee. Yeah. Again, he did because mm-hmm. he was get, he's been beat up all season long. This is a quarterback who won a playoff game despite taking nine sacks, took seven sacks in the Super Bowl, and was three points away from beating a stacked Los Angeles Rams team. There was a point in time where the Rams offense was stagnant, and it showed. It did. The Rams are not a team built off of depth. So when you lose OBJ, when you don't have Robert Woods, when you don't have Tyler Higby, it shows and it hurts. Or Kendall Blanton. Can't forget him. He you're right. Out also. You're right. You're right. Sean McVay, for the first 11 drives, he was, it wasn't a spread out offense. They weren't playing up tempo. In, in the first 11 drives, the average space of, the, of where players lined up was about 23 yards. On the very last drive, it was 27 yards. And that's how the Bengals spread out their offense. When Zach Taylor went to Cincy, he took some core concepts of Sean McVay's offense, but he just spread out the offense more. And the offense has been able to be successful. On that last drive, the Rams' offense was more spread out. It was, And when you spread out the offense, it makes defenses spread out with it, which means that they have to play more zone. And when teams play zone... A smart quarterback like Stafford, not as smart as Burrow, but a smart quarterback like Stafford can pick apart that zone. And that's why you saw they weren't able to double-team Cup because it's a zone. He finds the open spot. Him and Stafford have that connection. That no-look pass was amazing. And then the touchdown on Eli Apple. Just an amazing throw. Matthew Matthew Stafford played an amazing game. He had two interceptions, but the second one, it was a the receiver should have caught it. The first one. The first one, you keep saying, oh, it was basically an arm punt. No. The Rams were on the Bengals' 46-yard line. It was third and 14. Let him nitpick. Had Matthew Stafford gotten six yards, Matt Gay can attempt a field goal and that's three more points on the board. I still don't agree with that decision. I thought it was a bad decision. I'm sure. Matthew Stafford also missed a pass on third and four that was very high, and it gave the Bengals the ball back in the fourth. But overall, he played a very great game. All season long, I have, you know, I have said I don't trust Stafford in these big-time moments. I know. But I never once said he wasn't a great quarterback. And this is where you guys get me misconstrued. You mostly. You don't like to pick a side. I've never. That's his issue. No, no, no. He came up with the name of the show and refuses to do so. I am picking a side. But I have to be honest. And based on Matthew Stafford's career in Detroit, he has shown moments where he does make some boneheaded, egregious mistakes. But I never question his ability, his talent. He's a great quarterback. And overall, I'm glad he has a Super Bowl championship. Whether or not this makes him a Hall of Famer, we'll say for the next segment. And I know he's not one, but you're going to have something to say about that. I'm saving for the next segment. Oh, just it's just a it. preview, a little sneak peek interesting, interesting. of my thoughts on it. Interesting. Matthew Stafford played a hell of a game. The running game wasn't nowhere to be found. You know these entire playoffs versus Arizona, 
I didn't give Stafford much credit because everything was open. Everything was easy. Versus the Bucks, he was really great. Versus the 49ers, he was good. Versus the Bengals, I thought he played great. But the Bengals, man, for your two most important plays of the game to be third and one and fourth and one and not have Joe Mixon out there hurt. I understand the thought process on third and one is that Piron is in there to pass block because Joe Mixon's not the best pass blocker. Piron is better at pass blocking. So they probably thought, okay, we, we can catch the Rams off guard a little bit by having Piron in there. They think it's a pass and we run it. Piron was so close to the first down. If that was Mixon, I guarantee he gets that. Yeah. He had 14 carries for over 70 yards. He was really, he was really, he was great. He was great in that game. I wish they have get, they would have given him the ball more. And I just can't help but think back to the first Bengals offensive drive where Zach Taylor goes for it on fourth down in midfield that led to the Rams scoring drive. I like the aggressiveness, but to begin the game, I'm not in love with it. Even though Burrow on that on that uh, on that fourth down, he missed T. Higgins. T. Higgins was open, but I'm not in love with that call. Now to my final point, the refs. Ugh. What do they have to do with this? Listen, man. What do they have to do with this? Listen, at all, man? man. All game long, they weren't calling penalties. Third and goal at the nine yard line, they called one on Logan Wilson, who did not hold. Cooper Cup. That was clean coverage. What I will say to rebuttal that is that the down before, Daryl Henderson was held. That was the play to call the holding on. That was the one. Bro, he was holding his hip. Logan Wilson, that was a legal play. It was past five yards. He was holding his hip. You know who Devondre Campbell is, right? Uh-huh. All-pro linebacker. Yes, who had a great the season for yes. On Twitter, he went through and broke down the play and said Logan Wilson well, to not be hold. fair, he's probably going to side with the linebacker. Okay, but it wasn't not. a hold. It really wasn't. It, I agree. It really I don't, wasn't. I don't think it, it wasn't egregious. The second and goal one was the one where you could clearly see Daryl Henderson. I mean, they grabbed his entire shoulder pad. I think it was Jermaine Pratt that did it. He was held. So that was a makeup call. But my gripe with it is that all game long, you haven't been calling penalties. And now in the most crucial possession, the most crucial down of the game, arguably, you call it. And then fourth and one, when the Bengals have the ball, Tyler Boyd was held on that play. Tyler Boyd was held. They didn't call it. That's my gripe with it. And what about the T. Higgins oh, no call? I, no, I was just waiting for that one. Okay, I'll explain it. The T. Higgins no call, yes, it was offensive pass interference. In real time, I can understand why the refs missed it. But secondly, it wasn't like that play was a third and ten or fourth and two to where if this pass isn't completed, we turn the ball that over or we're punting. still third down. Okay, but it was first. That holding call was third down. It would have been fourth and goal at the nine. Okay, you have one more shot, and plus you still have I don't, three timeouts. I don't think the you Rams— still have three timeouts. The Bengals okay, could not you're, move you're the right, ball. You're right, you're right. I don't think the Rams get it on fourth and nine. Based on how it was going, I don't think they get it on fourth and nine. That T. Higgins touchdown was on a first and ten. Big hypothetical guy, this guy right here. That that T Higgins touchdown was on a first and ten. Even if Burrow misses the pass, or they call the offense pass interference. For one, Aaron Donald was offsides on that play. It would have been offset. He wasn't actually. Or a defensive lineman was offside. He was not. All right, whatever. It was a first and ten. They would have still had chances to get a first down on that drive. The drive was not over after that. They just hadn't been able to move that the ball. That third all game. and goal at not at the nine yard line for the Rams. <sighs> 
there's a 99% chance if that's fourth and goal at the nine, the Rams do there's not convert. There's a 99% convert. chance if it's first and 25 that the they Bengals got don't 10, convert. Bro, there was another, there was they another got flag 10, on that drive also. They got 10 chances at the goal line. I would hope Matthew Stafford can convert on that. And they weren't stopping Cup that entire drive. They would have thrown the yeah, ball to Cup. Look, we're going to live in hypotheticals. On 39. We're going con- to continue on, to go on, on hypotheticals. I mean, on fourth and goal at the nine, they would have thrown the ball to Cooper Cup. Did they not run a goal line fade to Cooper Cup for the game-winning touchdown? True or false? So what what are we hearing here? At the two yard line, when you have to account for the run, okay, and on the fourth and goal, you don't have to account run. for a run. They could have run the entire game. Okay, no but you still have to respect it. Do you? Barely. Yes. They, they they ran a, a QB sneak and they stopped it. The yeah. very next play, it was second and goal. Fade. It was second and goal again. It was second. They ran and a goal. sneak on the one yard line with Matthew Stafford. Didn't, didn't get, get it. it. Next play, jump ball to Cooper Cup. Yes. who is not known for that. In not second, at all. At sec- Only reason second he got goal. the opportunities because ODB was out. Okay, I know, but second and goal. And Perfect. at second and goal. So listen, here, no, this is what he's doing now. He's saying that Cooper Cup, who has been money legitimately all season in a third and nine, where apparently the run is now not a factor, is not going to get a great opportunity to catch the ball. This is what I'm saying. Second and goal at the two-yard line. You have to play goal line formation at the goal line. That's just is what it is. That's why Cup had the one-on-one with Eli Apple. When it's fourth and goal at the nine-yard line, you don't have to play goal line formation. Changes, you can, I know. You can play nine. You can have four defensive backs out there. I guarantee you they would have had two bodies on Cup in that play. That's what I'm saying. There's a big difference between second and goal at the two versus fourth and goal at the nine. Yes. That's what I'm saying. But whatever. The Rams won, and ultimately, I am happy for them. Aaron Donald solidifies his legacy. Andrew Whitworth, who is going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame, one of the best left tackles of our generation. OBJ, Cooper Cup, who, regardless of where I may rank him amongst top receivers, he just had the best receiving season of all time. That cannot be argued. When we look back in the record books, Cooper Cup will be at the top of the list in best receiver, receiving seasons of all time, despite him having to go up against Eli Apple and stuff like that to do it. Doesn't matter. He's not going up against X's, so that's why, I, you know, I would probably still take— He was take playing on the outside that game when he touched down. Against Eli Apple. Okay. Is that his fault or the Bengals' fault? Uh, I'm not saying it's neither body's fault, but I'm He's just saying— He's got to beat the guy in front of him. But I'm just saying— He did. Regardless of where I rank Cooper Cup, this is he had the best receiving season of all time. For sure. Matthew Stafford being in a Detroit Lions situation that's been horrid his entire career, despite a couple of seasons here and there— he solidifies his career as somebody who's not just a stat patter, volume stats guy, and you can win with him. And I think when he went to the Rams, we all thought it was possible. He was a guy that was great with the Lions. It's just the situation overshadowed it. So credit to the Rams. They won. Uh, I don't feel that bitter about it. What we talked <laughs> we, we talked about it. We talked about it last week how this Super Bowl didn't have a villain. Yeah. Am I a bit upset that Joe Burrow didn't win? Oh, yes, I am. Because Joe Burrow is my guy, and I feel for Bengals fans. Yeah. I really do. You want to know why I feel for Bengals fans? Because they may never see their team go to the Super Bowl again. And I know that everybody's saying the Bengals have such a bright future, cast space, these receivers. In 2009 and 2010, I saw my team, the New York Jets, go to two back-to-back AFC championships. It's 2022, and I have not seen them make the playoffs since. We snipped it like once. Hate to see it. Super Bowl hangovers are a real thing. And I feel bad for Cincy. I feel bad for Bengals fans because this was a soul-crushing loss. And with all the hypotheticals that I named out there, 
I guarantee they're thinking about those in their head. They're dreaming about it. If this could have went right, we still think about it. If we could have stopped Ben Roethlisberger and AB on four, on third down, we could have won that game. That's going through their head. So I feel bad for those fans. The city deserved the Super Bowl, but the LA Rams, you know, NFL had to make good on his markets. I understand. It was rich. I, I understand what happened. Couldn't have Cincinnati win. It's my time now. Yeah, it's your time. Ah, oh, man. I've been waiting for this one. I really have been. I had to endure a lot sitting in this chair. Matthew Stafford against Tennessee on primetime. For weeks and weeks and weeks of already hearing Matthew Stafford is not primetime. Can't trust him. So what would he what that he's top three active quarterbacks in game winning drives? He was in Detroit. Meant nothing. The worst franchise in football means nothing when you're coming back to win a game. Game against the Niners, primetime. Chokes it, right? Doesn't have a great game. I have to sit in this chair and I have to withstand this guy telling me, what do I keep telling you? You can't, can't trust, trust Stafford can't trust on prime time. Well, question him. Can't trust him. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Here comes playoff time and people are expecting me to fall off, right? Because Staffy's look questionable. The last, last game of the season, they lose to the Niners at home. Stafford throws a pick in. Overtime to lose the game. the lead. And I'm supposed to fall off the Ramley. Why would I, like, why would I stick with them after they show me time and time and again? I should not trust this guy, Matthew Stafford. But then I remember who Matthew Stafford actually is. What he's done his entire career with the worst franchise in football. Now he comes over to the Rams with a roster that is literally built for Matthew Stafford to succeed in. So it was a blowout against Arizona. Absolute like slaughtering. Then against the Buccaneers, they're up 27 to 3. Suddenly the game's 27-27. And Matthew Stafford, with no timeouts, two plays, takes him down the field, puts him in field goal range for his first game winning drive of the postseason. The very next week against the Niners, three straight drives going down the field and scoring to lead. The Rams to his now second game-winning drive of the postseason. Now, here we are in the biggest moment of the season, the NFL Super Bowl. And Matthew Stafford loses Odell Beckham in the first half. It's clear how effective he and how essential he was to the offense. He goes out, and the, the offense is stagnant. It really is. Run game couldn't get anything going. Cam Makers... Wasn't it Sony Michelle? Wasn't it Daryl Henderson? Had a few moments. Really wasn't it either. He was. Good receiver again. But when it mattered most, I had my feet kicked up, calm as could be, because I knew one thing and one thing only who my quarterback was. And that was Matthew Stafford. 15 plays gets the Rams down the field, but let's not overlook. This no-look pass to Cooper Cup. Because if this was Patrick Mahomes, we would be talking about it till the next Super Bowl. We still, people were talking about it, though. Because it happened on Sunday. I would, be, I would hope that people would be talking about it. But I want more people to talk about it. Because the fact that to do it in the Super Bowl, to do it when you're losing, to do it when the game is on the line, 
I remember hearing that Stafford, one of his biggest problems was the confidence in his arm, that that was a downfall of his. He's too overconfident in his arm. But what does he do? He trusts himself, trusts his abilities, looks off the defender where Bell is absolutely lost and tosses an absolute dime to Cooper Cup. I have goosebumps. For him to go down that field and for you to tell me about this non-holding call, whatever you want to say, the game was poorly officiated. The whole game. So whether you want to call that this one moment. The biggest moment. The biggest, well, sure. The Bengals shouldn't have even, or the Rams shouldn't have even been in this position that they were losing. 75-yard touchdown should not have counted. So what am I here worried about one missed call when there was an obvious missed call that benefited the Bengals as well? And even still, I don't fully believe that that was a missed call. He was grabbing his hip, and it was beyond five yards. It was a flag. And Sean McVay, youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl. That deserves praise. But let me tell you this. He was the worst part about the Rams this Sunday. He called a terrible game. You know what his game plan was on the final drive? Get the ball to Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford, do whatever you can to get the ball to Cooper Cup. I can tell you right now, Sean McVay did not tell Matthew Stafford to no look pass to Cooper Cup. You know who only can do that? Matthew Stafford. Now, I don't want to make this just a Matthew Stafford thing because I just had to address that solely. Aaron Donald. Wow. He was absolutely amazing. I'll give all the credit in the world to Stafford. I'll give all the credit in the world to Cup. You cannot talk about this game without mentioning Aaron Donald. Two sacks, the game-winning play on Joe Burrow. Eight pressures. Eight pressures. He was amazing, in my opinion, should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Was absolutely amazing. I understand why Cooper Cup got it, for sure. But Cooper Cup did not leave his mark on this game until the last drive. Aaron Donald made his presence felt the entire game. In my opinion, he should have been Super Bowl MVP. And it could have been a whole lot easier for him to walk away from this game. Because he walks away with the greatest resume defensive players ever had in a span of eight years. What an excellent moment this is for the Rams organization, for the Ramley. Matthew Stafford vindicating his career in year one after leaving the worst franchise in football to come and show your value this quickly is impressive to me, and I'm nothing but happy for him. And I'm thrilled to be sitting in this chair right now, celebrating a Rams championship. Called it. Week Week one. one. Week one. I sat in this chair and I said, they might be perfect. Kills me that it was over the Bears. (laughs) I do have to disagree with you about the Aaron Donald thing. He doesn't have a better resume than Lawrence Taylor in his first eight years. Three defensive player of the years. All pro Interior, too. You yeah, interior, interior lineman, too. Getting 18-plus sacks as an interior lineman is absolutely insane. Lawrence Taylor, in his first eight seasons, was an all-pro in all of them except one. He was seven-time all-pro. So similar to Aaron Donald. He was an MVP in 1988. It's a def- yeah. Come on. Yep. Can we, can we, I, that's amazing. MVP, Aaron Donald hasn't deserved an MVP? I'm not saying he hasn't. That's what I'm saying. He's a three-time defense player of the year, too. Similar, similar to And two-time Super Bowl champion. Donald's got one. Super Bowl Aaron MVP? Donald, it's one and two, but... I'm, does he have the Super Bowl MVP? No. Let me check. 
He does not. Because in my honest to God opinion, I do, regardless of agenda or not, I do believe he should have been Super Bowl MVP. I don't think anyone would be mad by that. He he left his mark on this game, the game winning from play. start to finish, and he had the game winning play. So you add the Super Bowl MVP on top of that, I think the conversation starts to really favor Aaron Donald. It's a conversation, it but is, no. Lawrence Taylor, I think, still has He has the longevity. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, listen, you won't hear her argument. Like you said, they're two of the most, probably the two most dominant players we've ever seen play defense. I mean, we haven't seen Lawrence Taylor before our time, but Aaron Donald's a freak. Sunday, listen, if you guys listen to the show, if you're watching, I want you to know that Drew celebrated this win like he's been a Rams fan for 15 years. Listen, you should have saw him. When, when you pick, he when you're on the right crazy. side of history, there's a certain euphoria that goes through your body. Joel can, can attest to this also because Joel last season predicted that the Buccaneers would win the Super Bowl. And I'm sure he felt that same joy that I was feeling. It was hilarious because you were like more excited than Sean was. I don't know. I, I, I saw Sean, you Sean told me he, came, he went home and cried. Oh, I would. Don't get me wrong. You when, know that when the Jets won, I will cry. Yeah, I will cry like a baby. I cried when Payton won. The Are you Super, kidding me? The Super Bowl had 122 million viewers. Detroit, their TV market, 50% of people that lived in Detroit were watching it. I wonder and they, they made up two of the biggest ones. The, okay. It was Cincy and it was Detroit. Wow. Yeah. That makes so sense. most Lions fans were really rooting yeah. for Stafford. Yeah, if you're a Lions fan, how do you not root for Stafford? You just realize the organization's bad, not Stafford. This game was amazing. You know, like you mentioned, these last couple of Super Bowls, last year was obviously terrible. And the year before that, the Chiefs kind of took a while to get going. But this one was great. We saw we saw all the stars shine, right? Jamar Chase right out the gate, deep ball over Jalen Ramsey. We saw Cooper Cup have two touchdowns and to win MVP. Aaron Donald had multiple sacks. He could have arguably been MVP. Odell was having this resurgence and really looked like he was going to cap off his season, showing everyone that the Browns were at fault and Baker was at fault, not Odell. And... That if you know the game-winning drive by the Rams, capped off by the game-stopping drive, I guess if you want to call it that, by the Rams defense. I mean, it was really hard to have a better storybook ending to way the way this game went. I was rooting for the Rams. I was pulling for them without a doubt. But I, I, me and Joel were talking before the game started. We said. I wouldn't be too mad if the Bengals, if the Bengals won. Because like you said, I'm a Jets fan. I've been in those franchises that have been down the dumps before. And it really does suck when you get all the way there. And the Cincinnati where no one expected it, I wouldn't have been too upset. But I'm happy that, you know, I was the most right at this table the entire playoffs. I had one more than Drew. I had like seven more than you. Did you? you I did. I had Damn. one more. I had one more. All right. All right. Uh, I had like, it was a rough year for you. We discussed it though. It's okay. You'll oh, you talking about your playoff year. record? Play, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the way through. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it, it's okay. I had and the it's... ultimate W though. You did for sure. Thanks. I wasn't here week one. To be you fair, aren't, you weren't. You saying. weren't. Would you have picked him week one? Probably not. Okay. All right. <laughs> Who would you pick? Honest. Probably Green Bay. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? We'll see next year. All it took was week one for me to change it from Against Green the, Bay to the Bears. Rams. Too is hilarious. Bro, they, I'm, I don't know Bears, if you can. Sorry. I don't know if you can remember that game. It was absolute. I'm just saying, like if you can, like I, that's oh, yeah. it. Really stuck out. Oh, yeah, to they me. smoked. They them. dominated. They them. smoked them. It looked. It was like something out of a movie. Like the five K, uh, the eight K television, yeah. the bright lights of SoFi. It really was awesome to see. And to talk about this phantom holding call that's been going crazy everywhere. I tweeted it. I don't give a damn 
I don't care one bit about this stupid holding call. Talk to him. Because Talk to him. number one, we talked about the T. Higgins 75-yard touchdown. That was absolute nonsense. It was also third down for the Rams. They had an extra down. If they didn't get it on fourth down, they have three timeouts to stop Cincinnati, who wasn't able to move the ball the entire game. Cincinnati had two touchdowns. One was a touchdown, 75 yards to T. Higgins. That was an offensive pass interference. The other touchdown was a Joe Mixon pass. Those were their only two touchdowns of the game. And they had opportunities. They had opportunities he to score. He had a score. higher QBR than, than Joe Burrow. They had a 45-yard pass to Jamar Chase over Jalen Ramsey. They settled for a field goal. They intercepted Matt Stafford on the 30-yard line. They settled for a field goal. So the Bengals had opportunities to go down and score, but they settled for field goals. That's why the whole the Bengals should have won is nonsense. They had opportunities to multiple with big plays offensively and defensively, and they folded. So I can't sit here and feel bad for Cincinnati because they had the opportunity to. They had the chance to do this. The Rams dominated this game. Seven total sacks, 26 pressures. The Bengals converted just 21% of their third downs. They were one for three on fourth down. They were one for three in the red zone. The only thing the Bengals won was the turnover battle, which we discussed already. The first interception, I wasn't mad with. Stafford had a rollout to his left. It was obvious. Well, in his eyes, nobody was open. Maybe there is once we see the all 22. He threw it up to Van Jefferson because you know what? If you don't get it there, you punt the ball. Who cares? And the second one was a little bit in front of the receiver. Sure, it got tipped. The DB was in perfect position and he got an interception. So the whole... The Bengals deserve to win. The refs stole this for them. It, it's complete nonsense. And let's let's not forget the last five possessions for the Bengals. Punt, 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 turnover on downs, 50 total yards of offense. That's the team that deserves to win? Yes. Okay. And You're like, drunk. I'm, I'm You're not, drunk. Maybe just a little bit. I will tell you this, though. You're t- <laughs> this is just ridiculous what you guys are saying. Oh, no. The, I spoke nothing. The T. Higgins... The T. Higgins touchdown, you said you you basically in your monologue said, had that touchdown not happened, you uh, you basically this is what I got from it. Had that touchdown not happened, the Rams comfortably win. That's what that's what I thought you meant. They shouldn't have been in that situation. It was 13 to 10 at halftime. It was a close, a very close game. That touchdown does not happen. It's second and ten. And the they, Bengals still have a chance. The, or they call the flag and it's first and 25. The Bengals still have a chance. We're going to throw that out. We're going to throw the first and 25 oh, okay. out. Oh, yeah. First and 25. Right, for first and 25. Difference. I trust Huge Burrow. Difference. I trust Burrow. They got 50, Who had 50 yards in the second five half. five possessions. Bro, bro, bro. They got 50 yards. Can, can we use context though, please? The, fa- the, the, the reason why the Bengals office are to stagnate was because Joe Burrow injured his knee. Let's not forget that. Stafford got banged up too. He did. I know he, he got, got banged, banged up. I'll give him all the credit in the world for bouncing back from that. I know. But there's a difference between an ankle and a knee. He it's, he sprained his knee. Body. He sprained and his Stafford knee, bro. And Stafford was dealing with an ankle injury in the playoffs, too. He, he heard it against the Niners. What I'm saying is that even if that T. Higgins touchdown doesn't happen... They let's say they don't they don't get a they don't score on that position regardless. It's still thirteen oh, to brother. ten with the Rams getting the ball back, and the Bengals defense had been great all game long. They, they were the reason why the Rams scored that first touchdown is because they had they had great field position at midfield because that killer went for it at four down. Cincinnati had great field position twice. You want to know what's the difference? You want to know what's the difference? Please. The Enlighten difference me. is that Matthew Stafford got. 
I mean, the protection he received was out of this world. There were, I could count maybe four times he was really pressured. 100%. What Burrow we was the pressured. Rams to win. The one thing we, we, we said, know, we I know, sat here we and know, said, was because their offensive okay, line is we know, terrible. We know. Matthew Stafford wasn't pressured. He but wasn't this is, pressured. This is a surprise. He got this sacked twice, shocked. though. Yes. That's why I said I can count on one hand how many times he actually got you're pressured. You're acting like this is a surprise. That It's not a surprise, but I'm saying those all those drives that you're telling me, they ended in you know, three punts, punts, punts. Yes. He only had 50 yards in these last couple of drives. Five. All of those crucial third down plays... <laughs> There was a guy on Burrow, whether yes, it was Von Miller or it was pressures. Aaron Donald. They violated. I know, but what I'm saying is that there you have to you have to use context. The Burrow knee injury, and we just can't take out that big play by Higgins. Like, oh, does this play not happen? We're not we're not taking it away. But does we, this play not happen? Oh, they, they you can't talk win. some hypotheticals, and we can't talk others. Honest you can't talk God. about the whole Bro, thing. We can't talk about Higgins. That, you have to allow both. The Higgins play wasn't the biggest play of the game that holding call was the biggest if it play wasn't for the, the Higgins play that holding doesn't matter because the Rams would have smoked them it would have been a two possession game that's just so stupid because they were up 13 to 10 at that point what if that if so they why don't can't, score why on can't, that why drive can't, how is it so if, why, if they, wait hold on. if they don't score on that drive how is how is all of a sudden they get smoked when they're losing 13 to 10 be, be they're losing by three possibly. points they how because the, it's a seven point swing, a 14 point swing potentially. Instead of seven to the Bengals, it goes seven to the Rams. That created a four point swing for the Bengals. What, why do you assume that the Rams would have just scored on that drive? Why do you assume that the Rams didn't score on fourth down or they stopped them and also they don't get it? Stop them also, on you're also no, my hold problem, on, hold my on, problem. hold on, hold on. You're also assuming that after that that throw on T. Higgins, let's say it didn't happen, right? There's no touchdown. You're also telling me that you do believe that Joe Burrow would have gone down the field and scored. They did it. That Joe Mixon touchdown, they did it. Like, no. I mean, no, not the Joe Mixon touchdown, I was but say that was before. The Matthew Stafford interception where they got the field goal. Like they they were they moved down the field at times, bro. Like they were moving the ball before Bro got hurt. They were moving the ball, bro. Barely though. And when did he get? When did he injure his knee? What drive? I think it was in late in the third or early in the fourth. But what I'm saying is still before that they had two. Problem, they had two three okay. and outs before if the you knee guys, injury. If you guys want to say who cares about the holding call because of the T Higgins play, I'm fine with you guys saying that. But when you add on that. Had they called that, had they called that offense pass interference on Higgins, the Rams smoked the Bengals. That's it's a when comfortable I comfortable game. That no, 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 no. It's that, a comfortable game. I don't understand how you can say that when the score is thirteen that. to ten. I can say I, that. How how can you say when the score is thirteen because to ten? Because there's a different They're type down of by there's three. a different type of pressure. They're down by three. There's bro. a different type of pressure. And the Bengals have been facing different type of pressure all season oh, long. We're talking different all type season of mental long. pressure like, where on, they were bro. actually getting like, physical on. pressure. Like I, if you want to, if you want to disregard these. Hypotheticals, I'm okay with it. Okay, but when you guys record everything, yeah, look gonna, at the score. Rams won. But when I'm you gonna, say the only reason why you when, have any type of argument is because you're using hypotheticals. No, but when you say that they comfortably <laughs> win had had that touchdown not happen, that's oh, where I have a problem brother. with it because the Bengals there's no the ball. bro. There's they no ev- the there's ball. no evidence that the Rams comfortably win if that play doesn't happen they regardless. They, it does, legit, does it doesn't make sense. They couldn't move the ball. What do you want from me? They could not move the ball damn near the entire game. Nothing you could say again before the injury to score the touchdown. They scored two touchdowns. One was an OPI. The other one was a trick play by the running back. A trick play that Burrow led the offense down the field. That was their only great drive. Okay. What the fuck? Okay, so we're just going to disregard a great drive you they have, had? You have one great drive. It's You're one supposed drive, to win the Super Bowl? Though. 
You have one great they drive. Have, you no, should win a bowl. The, the only, the honest only God, true bro. great, the only true great drive the Rams had was the last one of the game. What are you talking about? The first one where the they opening drive or the second drive where they went down, Odell scored a touchdown and right down the field. And what about the one? The, are you saying the Cooper Cup one was the one they had at fifty yards because they scored on that drive also? Six plays, fifty yards in a touchdown. Six plays, seventy-five yards in a touchdown. Ten plays, fifty-two in a field goal. 15, 79 I mean, touchdown. The Rams, just 15, like the Bengals, benefited. Drive to end the, game the Rams, also. just like the Bengals, benefited from big plays. OBJ, when he got free on that crosser, the Bengals defenders failed to communicate on that play to, to pick Odell up. Yeah. That led to a big time play. The game overall by both offenses was sloppy, despite a couple drives here and there. Let's not act like the Rams all game were just effortlessly moving the ball and the Bengals struggled all game. It was both sides had these big time plays that led to their scoring drives or a perfect field position that led to these scoring drives. Let's the Rams not act- just took better advantage of it. The Cincinnati Bengals had multiple chances. We talked about the big plays they this had is, and this did not capitalize. Here's another reason. Score here's another reason. Here's an, another reason why the Rams' offense was sloppy. You had to rely on Skorenic to yeah. to be oh, yeah. to be a, a your and number Van two Jefferson. option. Van Jefferson, who really was borderline. I don't want to say irrelevant, but not that great. Twenty-three yards. I guess we irrelevant. know the weapons aren't great, and you had to rely. And you had to rely on your number three. Yeah. So uh, say all you want about the protection, end. but the Rams had Cooper Cup and nobody else. So we're going to Cooper Cup the best receiver again, in the game let's, to you. Let's, who Cooper Cup disappeared for almost seventy percent of the game until he, he came live at the end. He was doubled. He was doubled. The reason why he started to get it free up on that last drive was because the Bengals started to play more zone because the Rams spread out their offense. Okay. Which I'm saying is that you, you talk about Sean McVay all you want. He adjusted in that final drive. I give him credit for that. I know he didn't call the best game, but when he played Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl, that's something he failed to do. He failed to adjust. Despite whether it's been on the last drive or the first one or, the, or in the middle drive, he failed to adjust all game. He went with his core values. In this game, even though it was later than anticipated, he still adjusted, and that's what... Le- Real so- genius move. Get the ball to your best player. So genius. Come on, bro. Like, you, you saying that just minimizes all the concepts I'm just being and, the, honest. and the thought process that go behind this stuff. You called an entire terrible game, and it was basically Matthew Stafford well, and Cooper Well, everything changes Cup. when Odell goes down. That's yeah, everything no, fine, changes. Fine, you know? fine. And he went down in the second quarter. Yeah, very early. It was very early. You're right. But that doesn't change anything to me. Like, why do? Why does it matter that, like, if, if McVay did something good and he changed, and he, like, that's only... You know, it makes matters. the Rams situation it, better. That only it, it matters shows they should win. It matters because the Rams are a team that they rarely suffer injuries. Like they are one of the healthier teams in football. I mean, so these backups like Skoranek, like even Blanton, who's been in the game as of recently. Know, bro, Whitworth was these, injured. Cam Akers got hurt early in the year. You okay, had but, Cooper Cup. I mean, uh, wait, these Robert were, Woods. Or I, okay, Delgate, like, the, relatively they've been healthy. If you look at charts, yes, they yes. have been one of the more yeah. healthier teams in the league. When these backups come in. The communication isn't as sharp. They miss on some plays. They miss on some blocks. There's something not as good. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, McVay had to adjust. Did he adjust late? Yes. But he still adjusted. And you trying to minimize it, like, okay, just give it to Goober Cup. Like, there are concepts involved that are, like, very technically sound that I give him credit for because... To spread out your offense to make the Bengals go zone, that's a tactical the biggest, move. The biggest play of the drive was Matthew Stafford creating the separation for Cooper Cup. It was a flood concept, and that's what they run all the time. Again, the biggest reason why that happened was because Matthew Stafford he's, he's right. pulled a trick out of his backpack 
and made if it not, happen. Von Bell would have ran to Cubs. He's been doing that all year, though. Here we go. So we're minimizing one of the greatest yeah, throws in baseball history. Is that what we're going to do? Wait, that's not, what we're doing. I'm not minimizing. We're minimizing. I'm not minimizing. Pass in the Super Bowl when you're losing. He said it all year. Like that's insane to me. If you look again, the biggest play of that drive was because of Matthew Stafford, not Sean McVay. Inside the NFL, the documentary style NFL show that comes out when the players are mic'd up. Stafford was on the sideline and said to Cup, we've been doing that all year. He literally said it himself. I'm not just saying it to minimize okay, Stafford. No, I Stafford understand. Is, yes, Stafford yes, literally still, said, I know Stafford, impressive. Stafford literally impressive. said that to Cup. Yes, we've okay. been doing it all year. Oh, all right, so what does that have to do with anything other than the fact that that's still on Matthew Stafford to do? Matthew, look, what you just said is correct. Matthew Stafford, that's why they went out and traded for Matthew Stafford. Goff doesn't make that Hell throw. No. He doesn't make that throw. I'm not minimizing the throw by Stafford. I've already had said Stafford played a great game. I had not said he, I didn't say he played mediocre or good one. I said a great game early so, on. That's right, the who, first thing I said. Who are we giving more credit to, McVeigh, or are we giving it to, to Matthew Stafford on that last drive? I'm doing it to both. I think I think can't, they can't I think, even I think, understand I think, I think that McVay at all. adjusted at the right time. I, I think he did. I like why in football do we have to give all the praise to the quarterback and I not? Think, I think like, McVay deserves bro? some credit. No, he, right, like, I'm giving bro? some kind of credit, but I'm like, giving yeah. it eighty to twenty percent because Matthew Stafford eighty to twenty percent. He literally changed to, around the whole scheme. Matthew Stafford has to actually go onto the field and, and actually it. make Execute. it happen. And there's no way Sean McVay's telling him, yeah, no look pass in the big in the biggest game of the of the yeah, season. No, it was it was a phenomenal play, and that was can like we not about a bag of tricks? You know, that's something that if he didn't do that, Von Bell is going to Cooper Cup, and that play is not open because Von Bell is literally sitting there. He's reading yes. Matthew Stafford's eyes. He cuts on his eyes, and Stafford throws the ball where no one is. It's an absolute dime. I don't want to hear like sure McVay he made some good adjustments, but I'm. Basically looking towards Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford for all the credit. He made a great adjustment, though. Like, spreading out your offense from 23 yards to 27 yards to make the Bengals go zone and to then attack them with it, Like I thought that was a great adjustment. Like, why does it have to be we just give the quarterback credit and the play caller that's calling the actual Let's plays not Cooper gets Cup, nothing? He has to actually catch the ball. And he made great catch after great catch in tight situations. We also have to give Matthew Stafford credit for for fitting these balls in these tight windows. Again, sure, I'm going to give you some kind of credit for McVay, but you're telling me an entire game was called poor by Sean McVay. He made a slight adjustment by spreading out the field. Ultimately, that's Matthew, not a slight adjustment. Matthew Stafford has to to execute. Cooper Cup has to execute, and it's that simple. And to the me. whole game, the offense. It's not like he called the the entire game wasn't a bad game. The offense was moving early on. It was when Odell went out when you're like, wow, this offense stopped running these first downs with Cam Akers. That's when it happened. Like, let's stop acting like Sean McVay was shit the entire game. And then, oh, he just turned it all automatically. Like, no, that's what that's what he happened. Had, he was calling game good. Odell went out. He's like, oh, shit. There's no receiver that I can rely on outside of cup. They're playing man. And, and then and let's be honest too. that throw to, to Odell Beckham for the touchdown. That was a perfect throw. That was a perfect throw. It's not McVay really scheming because the defense, he was yeah. on Odell. Stafford high-pointed it, and Odell caught yeah. it right over the top. Again, this was a, a lot more on the players than the coaching. I'm not going to hear it any other way. I'm not saying it's not. It's more on the coaching than the players. That's not what I said once. I'm just saying that you still have to give them credit. Like You Again, still have I, to give I, him I credit. I, I'll but give him, on your I'll monologue, give you're, you're saying it's all Stafford. Like, this is what you've been telling me. All you're telling me is it's all Stafford. It re- it that's, not, where I have, that's where I have a gripe with. And Cup. And Cup. Because I, I literally said, let's not give only to Stafford and Cup. 
I want to look also to Aaron Donald, who absolutely left his mark on this game. The defense as a whole. And I'm 100% not even thinking about Sean McVay because he was the worst part about the Rams on Sunday. It's that simple to me. All right, whatever. You've been minimizing Sean McVay like for the past couple of weeks. Because he was absolutely terrible against the Niners as well. And Matthew Stafford had to save his ass. And against the Buccaneers, Matthew Stafford had to save his ass. Well, Sean McVay is the reason well, why. not the reason they well, fumbled Sean, four times. Sean, Sean McVay is the reason. If the run game is not working at all, why do you continue to go for it? Saying against the Bucs? Against the Buccaneers and against the Bengals. Yeah, no, I don't have any reason for It's a there. staple of their offense. I agree. Oh, no, a real great staple. 23 attempts, 43 yards. Yeah, they didn't do why it. would you do it? Bro, what is, what is McVay's scheme built off of? How about you it's put the ball in your best player's hands and you make something happen? No, it is. It definitely that, is. Come on, bro. You're... It is, McVay, but they, they couldn't do the, anything. The literal reason why the Rams went from the from one of the worst teams to the one of the best with Jared Goff in one year was because of the same things you're talking about. Because Matthew that same Stafford Sean McVay staple. elevates the team. What the more hell? Than any... what, what, hold on. What does that have to do with Stafford? I'm talking about the Rams. No, you're saying they went from one team to another. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm, no, I'm saying Sean McVay went to a Rams team that suffered with Jeff Fisher okay, okay, okay. and turned them into a Super Bowl team because of these concepts you're calling shit right now. Okay. Because of what you're saying right now. Okay. So... Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? All I'm saying is this postseason, Sean McVay was not the best play caller. It's that simple. Versus Tampa Bay. On third and four against against the Niners in in Niners territory, he decides to call a screen pass for Sonny Michelle. What the hell? When when they have to come in and score. That was terrible. That was terrible. So what are we going to say here? Let's start, off, let's, start off, Taylor, let's start off from the beginning. Oh, I'm not saying let's, let's start off, Come on, I'm start, with you. I'm let's with start you. from the beginning. Versus the Cardinals, was everything not freaking wide open? Oh, everything was. I mean, we're talking about a bloodbath. I was okay. going to say, yeah, Cardinals per, was, t- So that game, I can mark as perfectly schemed by McVay. Like, literally, he. I thought that game was a perfect call, play Car- call. Cardinals were in the same league with the Rams. Okay, but... You, you see was, what I'm doing here? Come it was on. a great game. You see, you see what's happening here? You see what's happening here? The run game was Cam Akers literally came from a torn Achilles and dominated that game. It was the game. only game because the Rams were not, I'm excuse me, the Cardinals were not in their league. But you still have to go out and have yeah, a good game play. I just want you to give me credit. That's all I want you to do. The defense wasn't amazing. Of course, wasn't weren't they the whole amazing? Team was, the whole team was amazing. Was, it, I mean, again, they, we, the Rams we were just discuss, at a different. We're not going to discuss this Cardinals game because yeah, exactly. it, it was a it was blowout. A Everyone played versus amazing. The Buccaneers the Bucks, did yes. not play a perfect first offensive half versus them. And they why were phenomenal. Why McVay, was that? McVay got conservative in the second half. And what and did, well, they, they, they fumbled yeah, four times. Yeah, you're right. Correct. Fumbled. But what didn't they do in the second half? I thought they just got conservative. Passed the ball. I mean, they, they stopped running. They stopped. They, they stopped. Pass but the I just, ball. I just said it. They got conservative. They got conservative. He was trying to hold on to the lead. But in the first half, he called a perfect offensive game. Yeah, he made one of the be- he, he made one of the best defenses in the NFL look like a he. It looked like the Arizona JV. game. Look, JV. It looked like well, the Arizona the secondary game. all season hasn't been great. They were healthy, bro. They, they were, were healthy no, that game. They were, you're saying the Bucs were healthy, correct? Yes. And, no, the and, Bucks and that's secondary why I, was healthy. And I was telling you all season, I don't care if they're healthy. The Rams are going I'm to healthy. Their secondary is not, is not. That second, game's more four that's really all it was. No, because the, secondary, the secondary, when it's healthy, it is good. Let's not minimize the secondary. Mm. I'm just saying, McVay versus Arizona, I thought was flawless in that game. But overall, the team, you're right. They it all was a domination. Great. Versus the Bucs. That first half, he called a perfect game. Yeah. Everything that Stafford threw was freaking wide open. The running game, even though it wasn't going as much, they still got these windows. The play action was working. If you want to discredit McVay for the, the Super Rams? Bowl How about the and, Ram- the and the 49ers, Thank and the 49ers, you. Thank you. okay, 
whatever. So two but of the biggest games of the season. It's just my biggest problem is that you are completely minimizing Stafford, and you're I mean you're minimizing I you're minimizing McVay, and you're acting like Stafford came into the Rams and, and changed. Okay, but really, it's the Stafford thing that and bothers Cup. me. You are so you, you are basically saying. you are basically minimizing McVay to the point of saying that. Stafford came in and changed the Rams around. Not that the Rams already had an established roster that was just a quarterback away for making for winning this big game that we all thought they could already do if they had the right quarterback. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but why does that matter to me when all you've told me all season is that that you don't trust Stafford and that's what's holding you back? Wait, hold on. You're not allowed to tell me this. Yes, I am. You're not allowed to tell me this. You're just you you your rebuttal to the point I gave you was to talk about a take I had weeks ago. Weeks ago, you've been, we, it was literally the show you're, that we just had. This, what you're saying, your rebuttal, you chose your rebuttal, your rebuttal to, to win. my point. Hold, no, let me talk, Ken, because I've heard you talk all this time. Your your take, literally, this past show we had was that the Bengals was going to win this game because Joe Burrow is that guy, and Stafford doesn't have that X factor for you. No, I never said that. I said I trust Burrow more than Stafford. That's that, those are my those are my exact. And words. that's unfortunate that it's leading you into this position right now. No, you decided to rebuttal my point with something that doesn't even that doesn't even relate to what the, the points I'm talking no, about, I'm bringing no, to you. No, I hope you know that. No, and I understand what you're saying, like, but like you're you, not like allowed I, to like tell I, me this. Like I because you, I've told I give you, you, I give you, I give you straight line evidence, and you decided, line ev- let, me you decided evidence. let me hear this evidence again. Let me hear this evidence again, please, really quick. That the Rams are just the quarterback position away. McVay already had the team built. This he was is just, so ironic. He was just the quarterback position away. Mm-hmm. An upgrade over Jared Goff okay. to get to this point and win this game. A new argument. We knew that. He went to the Super Bowl in 2018. I am saying this. This is my point. You are minimizing McVay to the point of acting like Stafford is the sole reason. It's interesting as to why they are in this position. But the sole reason why you couldn't believe in the Rams was because of Matthew Stafford. Correct. I also said midseason. No, that it was the biggest mistake of your your career yes, yes, of it being yes, yes. a commentator. You're right. Yes, you're right. That you yes, chose right. the Rams to win yes, yes, Super Bowl. Yes, you're right. Because yes, you're right. You could not trust Stafford. Yes, you're right. So why yes, is it that right. it was just a plug and play and quarterback? Right, it, it was a. If, if it was such it's a plug and just, play, it's not, then it wouldn't not, have been a question. It's not such a plug and play in quarterback. It's a certain type of quarterback agree, in a different I tier. I agree with you in, in a that different sense tier. because Do Stafford's I, at a different tier. It's not. It's not like Jared Goff is a mid tier quarterback. You could even argue he's below that. The Rams needed somebody in that top ten, top twelve vicinity to get to this point. If you tell me the Rams got Derek Carr. I would have probably trusted them to win a Super Bowl too, or a Dak Prescott, or a Joe Burrow, or a Kyler Murray. Interesting. I would have trusted them too. Because Dak Prescott, Stafford, who has one of the best offensive situations there is, couldn't score points against scheme, the, the scheme, Niners. Scheme is not the same. Dallas is a different scheme. Kellen Moore, I don't trust him as a play caller at all. He's not, McVay, on, yeah. He's not Sean McVay. He's not Sean McVay. And Sean McVay did not have that great of a showing against the Niners either. So I mean, doesn't it speak more volumes I mean, well, to what his, the Niners were doing over there? Hasn't over the last no doubt about it. He's o- he was zero six in his to, last six meetings. We have to add context to that. The reason I am. the reason for that is because the 49ers and Rams know each other so well. McVay comes from the Shanahan tree. They know the schemes. They know his concepts. They know the core principles. He's trying to he's trying to he's trying to call. Those games between the 49ers and Rams are always kind of like this, where they just know what they're doing. So he needed Matthew yeah. Stafford to get him over that hump. Yes, he needed. Okay, a, I agree. I'm with needed, you there. I mean, yeah. I mean McVay won needed, with Goff against San Fran in the past. He needed a quarterback that can make off-schedule plays to put them over the hump. I'm not disagreeing with that point. But my gripe is that you've just been minimizing McVay like it's just Stafford. And Cup. 
That's really what it was that last drive. And I do firmly believe that. And I can't be changed of that mindset. I I know what you're saying, but there's a a ton that went into the the win. It wasn't just because of them two. We talked Aaron Donald, Von Miller. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, brother. No doubt about that. The defense was amazing. That was all all postseason. To that that point, all postseason when Joe Burrow has been winning, the constant argument you, you give out, but the defense has been great. But the defense has been great. And you've been right about that. Mm-hmm. But Rams defense has been great this postseason too. But I don't hear you really it give them been. credit like that. What are you talking about? Been. In my initial analysis of the game, I stated that this pressure was going to be too much for Joe Burrow. Yeah. Go back to the tape. But it's been mostly the Stafford praise. Let's See, let's, that, let's come that, on. Let, don't let's do that. Be real. Don't do that. Let's because, be real. Because there's a let's whole lot more that goes into yeah. the, to a football team no, than we, just a quarterback. No, we All know. I that's maximize, why I don't think quarterback is winning stats. This is what he's trying to do. I'm not trying to maximize Stafford, but I only am trying to put him at this pedestal because he gets disrespected. I, I know. Excuse me. I know my my great friend over here has been constantly disrespecting him all season. You have so been, that's bro. why it may seem as if. I may be coming off a little bit strong on my support for Matthew Stafford, but in the grand scheme of things, I understand that this was an awesome team effort by the Rams. Yeah. I understand that. But because I understand our situation and the fact that my friend over here said constantly that he, quote unquote, can't trust Stafford. I heard that multiple times during this game as well. But again, I know my quarterback. My feet were kicked up. My breath was calm. And Matthew Stafford took me to the promised land. So where it may seem where I'm over overhyping Matthew Stafford solely for situation purposes to really make him feel it. It is. Because it's, it's just, this the last thing I'll say, then we'll move on to the Matthew Stafford Hall of Fame for an hour. <laughs> The last thing I'll say is that you act as if Stafford had this Josh Allen-esque postseason run. You act like there haven't been moments in the postseason where Matthew Stafford has made mistakes. That could have cost him, but ultimately weren't capitalized on. Specifically, that Jaquiski Tart interception. You know what that? You know what that sounds like? Honest to God, what's that? A him problem. Oh, it's not a him problem. The play happened. The play happened. And if you go right now and you look in the box score, the play by play, it reads passing complete. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I don't read the play by play. I actually watch it, and I watched him drop it. Oh no, and so I watched I, it. So I, I don't. It. So I don't. I don't Players take don't that drop as just interceptions. Fact. They don't drop interceptions. It's an incomplete pass. No well, player, was, well, no anybody player with two in eyes, NFL history anybody has with two eyes, an interception. Anybody with two eyes knows that's a drop interception. It's an interception. If you don't catch it, it's, it's an incomplete. It's a pass deflection. Okay, okay. I, he did a great actually, job, actually, now I, that I think about it. Bro, 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 he actually, really he did an excellent job. Actually, he broke the play down. Actually, bro, if not for Jaquiski Tart, that could have been a 50-yard bomb. Wow, bro, actually, so instead that, of belittling Jaquiski, <laughs> we really should be praising him. Bro, that's, an excellent, that's an excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up. So the second Matthew Stafford interception... It reason to play by play interception by Matthew for Stafford sure. intended for Skoranek. For sure. So that's on him. Unfortunately. So that's on him. Okay. It wasn't a great throw. Yeah. So the it's first interception, which was instead about Jesse Bates, it says pass to Van Jefferson incomplete interception Stafford, right? No, so, it's no incomplete. It's just no, an interception. No, okay, here. Interception Stafford. So both interceptions from the context you've given me are on him. So he made mistakes then. He made two mistakes in that game that could have cost him. But when it mattered the most, which is what I've constantly said, if he's going to make his mistakes, he's going to make them early. Look at his stats this season. Fourth quarter, 14 touchdowns, zero INTs. Zero. 
We've been trying to tell you this for months been, too, bro. I've been, We've been telling you this bro, for months. I've really months been trying to catch you to understand. He's the best fourth quarter, like second half quarterback I never said in the I didn't league. Like the thing is, but you forgot who he was, and that's the problem. It was the whole trust Look, thing, bro. It, it's the one. It's Matthew Stafford had a great postseason run. He really was the. He was. This was what the Rams were missing to win the Super Bowl. That's flat out. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's the first year he did it, which makes it even more remarkable. But can we wait a little bit? Like, I know it's his first season. It's his first season here. Can we wait at least until he's in a postseason one more time with the Rams and see how he performs in there? Like, I, like can we just see it one more time? I mean, bro, he went the entire season being not, the best not, fourth quarter I'm not quarterback saying, in I'm the not league. saying Stafford isn't great. This is crazy. Bro refuses. Like whole, I want to see it one more but time. Bro, the You're whole like you don't that, trust man. him. Like he was the best fourth quarter quarterback in the entire league. Arguably the best second half quarterback in the whole league. Three game winning drives in the playoffs. Game winning drive in the Super Bowl. Won the Super Bowl. What possibly oh, else? You know, you know what? Now not he fully. already has changed his postseason record from zero and three to now a positive four and, four and three. three in his first season, leaving the worst franchise in sports. And that can easily be four and four next year. And can you know, easily perform for and, next and, year. And four four is still pretty. Good. I don't want to no, hear it right, right now. Like Rogers I don't want to like, hear it right now. Go on this run. We're barely forty eight hours removed from the Super Bowl. Barely. Right now, all we should be doing is singing praise for Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Not one, great. not yeah. two, but three game winning I want, tries. I just want to go back to. The, I just want to go back to the point a little bit that what you said. What the interceptions are actually on Stafford, and it wasn't because of the drop, and it wasn't actually an arm punt, which Joel has said in context a lot. Those two were actually on him. What you're saying from just reading the play by play. That that's your stance on it. But again, all right, what but is now they're back breaking plays. Again, what does what does that have to do in the grand scheme of things when in the fourth quarter? Stop cutting me. Especially when you say you can't trust him. Exactly. As long as he doesn't make mistakes in the fourth when quarter I'm just, game when I'm he just drives, speaking, I'm just why speaking can't to the, I'm just speaking to the fact that No, talk that, about the actual point that really should matter between us. I'm where I'm you have speaking, constantly you said I'm just speaking the, to the so fact. Do you, do you, you trust Matthew trust Stafford? I gotta see one more time. Bro, I, I gotta see one more time. Didn't we have this discussion? Didn't we have this discussion? If he wins the Super Bowl, you said you were gonna trust him. Did you not say that? I gotta see one more time. Oh I'm sorry. I gotta see one more time. One more time. Did you need another year from Josh Allen to know he was like that? He was elite? I saw it last year. I know, but I'm saying the first year. Did you need another year from Josh Allen to be like, nah, he's top five? Top five? He was on the brisk of top five before the season. I'm saying year the first year Josh Allen broke out, once that season concluded and they lost to the Chiefs, were you like, okay, you know what? He was good, but he has showed it again before I could be like, nah, he's really the he's really the guy. To an extent, yes, but Josh Allen didn't remain the same though. Like before the season, he was on the brisk of top five. And this season, he's ended up as a top two quarterback. No, that's what I'm saying. So coming into the season, he was borderline top five with one elite season. Yeah, but I kind of think like Josh Allen is on the trajectory of like he's young. He's only I, going here. I know, but Where I think that like when Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl, he won that at a very, very young age. Yeah. Since that loss, he threw a backbreak interception in the Super Bowl, and he's not have he's not had playoff success since then. I'm not saying I don't trust Russ, but yeah. I'm saying can we get a can we get another year? Like with Baker Mayfield last year, after that playoff win versus the Steelers, we were we were touting him as oh yeah, he's please don't the, say we. He, well, most people we. were like oh wow, he is a franchise guy. The Browns got their guy. He snapped their losing streak in the playoffs. Talking about Baker here. I've been out on Baker. No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now we see one more year. For, I'm not saying Stafford's going to have that same trajectory. I'm just saying, at least in the playoffs, like we can still see him just, not come up. I don't. 
He, he, we can still see him come up short in the playoffs. I, and, but I don't really care about his time in Detroit. Like you always bring up, I saw him make bonehead decisions in Detroit. When he goes to a new organization, he has a significantly better coach, better weapons, you better know, everything. You want to you so know? I don't, I don't care about 2010 and 2020 when I just saw 22 games of Matt Stafford being clutch, being the best fourth quarter quarterback in the league. How can you not trust you, him? You want to know? Why? You're just hating. You want to know why? You're hating. In the game of football, once an offense is mightily successful in one season, which Matthew Stafford was with the Rams, defenses scheme up for that offense. Who played better this postseason, Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow? I think Stafford played better. So what are we, on the stats, what, why are we still going the, on, man? The stats show that, but I think the if you look at the context of it, what Burrow did with that offensive line, I think I would give the edge to him. That's a remarkable feat, bro. He people was great. He people was. with those offensive lines don't get this far. They don't even make the playoffs. I agree. So what he did, given the top context, awesome. it's Burrow. He was awesome. I will say this. Defenses adjust. Can I see one offseason where defenses adjust to this new spread look that the Rams give out to teams? They're before? also going to have a healthy Cam Makers next year coming back, too. Okay. I'm like, hey. I'm look. Yeah, this shout out to shout real. out to the chat. They gave us twenty dollars. This is what I'm saying, though. Can I at least get an offseason to, to to see what defenses adjust, how they adjust to this offense? Can I watch film in the offseason and then but, I mean, I know and then, and then come up with my conclusion? Like, why do I gotta be like right now I trust that for all the way? Because I, I wanna see how they I, adjust. I know I know the Rams changed a, a bit. They had more less play action, more straight dropbacks, but we still know what it's gonna be next year. Bro, it's gonna be a zone listen, running hey, scheme. Hey, 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 and hold it's on. gonna be this big year, players off but, but let's just they had more straight dropbacks. It was a zone, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a zone running scheme, but they ran more shotgun and they spread they, out the they, they spread out their offense more. But okay, but now now the Rams go back. We could do the shotgun. We just won a bowl. And we went to a bowl being this run heavy zone attack. They could do both now because they're gonna have a running back there. It's not gonna be Daryl Henderson. Can I just get an offseason see how defense is just that's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking bro, for. Sean McVay's, that's all I'm asking McVay's for. McVay's been doing this but, for four or five years now, and they haven't. And how many teams how many teams have gone back to back also I think they will win it's a not, playoff game it's not game. about them going but back again, to back but again if Aaron Donald if Aaron Donald retires the trajectory bro, bro, bro. of this team is completely it's different not, it's not about them going back to back I don't. I could care less if he wins another one I, I think he's already solidified his legacy with this one I could care less if he goes back to back so then what Can, does it matter about let me see him do it again I just want to see how defense is adjusted but you're telling me he's he already plays. cemented his legacy then what does it matter about what happens he's, next season he's already broken the narrative of him of him being a volume stats guy in Detroit I never said he was that. I never said he no, was. No, you a, just said you couldn't trust him. Come playoff that's it, time. That's it. Okay, I so never, three straight but, on, game winning drives. Hold on, what more hold do hold you on, want? I never said he was a bridge quarterback. I never said he wasn't as okay, good as he is. I don't care. I, I, I don't care no, about no, any no, of that. But that matters because because all, all that matters to me with you is that you told me you couldn't trust him, bro, 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 and that the game winning drives in Detroit meant nothing, bro, bro, bro. So you needed to see it with the Rams. I didn't say it meant nothing. I said that. It, it didn't mean gonna, as much. It's going to happen it at a higher volume much. because he's always down. Okay, that's so, what I said. No, agreed. So that's a fact. That's a fact. Okay, so fine. That's a fact. Fine, though. bro. Fine. And his first postseason run, it happened again with a significantly better team that was supposed to be a plug in automatically. You plug in Matthew Stafford, it should be an easy Super Bowl. Three straight games of having to have him save you? Three straight? I can understand they maybe one. I can, at, like, if you told me two, fine, I'd believe it. Three straight? And you're still sitting here with a straight face telling me that you need to see it one more time? I wanna, it's egregious. I, can I just see how they adjust? That's it. That's all I'm asking for. That's sure. all I'm asking for. Whatever, Can man. I just see how Whatever. they adjust? We got to acknowledge this guy who yeah, really busts Yeah, we us. do. 
Jay, Joe Burrow passer rating was 100 plus. Matt was 89 plus. Joe Burrow did better in his second year in the Super Bowl than Hall of Fame quarterbacks like Brady and Big Ben did. His average release time was 2.4 seconds. And Stafford was more than 3.5 seconds. Switch QBs and Matt does worse than Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow does better. I, I agree with that 100%. You switch quarterbacks, the Rams still win. Because you can't win a Super Bowl. And they when actually your went comfortably. Line is that they terrible. actually went comfortably. I don't I don't know. They actually went comfortably. I don't know about that. Are you giving Matthew Stafford the, the face mask call on T. Higgins also? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if everything Because if that was the case, yeah. then Joe Burrow barely, barely would have thrown for two hundred yards. He wouldn't have. He would have less than no, two hundred yards. But I'm assuming I'm assuming he would have gone. I would I'm giving uh, him uh, that yeah, courtesy. Facts, facts. I'm giving him the courtesy. He would have where I could be a complete and say that he'd had significantly less than that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Stafford has had teams that have been just as talented as his Bengals team with Detroit. That's a fact, though. He has had teams. This Bengals team isn't the most talented. They went on a great run, but it's not the most talented. You wouldn't say they're the most talented in the AFC. No, no, they're not the most talented in the AFC. Hell no. In 2014, the Lions had the third-ranked defense in the NFL. The offense was middle of the pack. Okay, we're we're still talking one season here. So I I know, but I'm saying, okay, what I'm saying, though, is that Joe Burrow did something that Stafford couldn't do in Detroit. That's bring a lowly franchise to the Super Bowl. All right. Well, I need another year. Let me see it again. I don't blame you. You can have another year. No one's discrediting Joe Burrow. I was going to say. Never, I, yeah. It's crazy. I actually started by saying when you spoke about Joe Burrow and you're saying that he deserves credit, only done nothing but give him that because he deserves that. What he did this season for the Bengals is amazing. No doubt. But I don't care about that. I only care about Matthew Stafford, particularly when it comes to speaking to Joel Moran. Yeah. It's that simple. Matthew Stafford has been your guy. And you have talked multiple times about how this Super Bowl makes him a Hall of Famer. I think, have you, did you go as far as saying first ballot? I'm not sure. No, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Do you but when think, it's all said and done, because he has years left. Okay, okay. But as of right now. He's a Hall of Famer. Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? He's a Hall of Famer. Um, I'll tell you what, you are not top 11 in completions, top 11 in touchdowns, top 12 in yards, should have multiple Pro Bowls on his name where he was not a Pro Bowler this year. However, he was number two in touchdowns, number three in yards, and he did not make the Pro Bowl. Now, I'm sure that he's fine with that, given the fact that he just won a Super Bowl. So I'm sure that's irrelevant to him. Doesn't have an all pro this season. Oh, excuse me. Doesn't have an all pro in his career. This year could have been debatable. That being said, Rodgers is the MVP. Brady led the league in, all, in, in touchdowns and yards. Fine. I understand. But you're telling me that you have this guy who, for 13 years, was in the worst organization in sports, statistically was still great for Detroit, has an over 5,000 yard season, which was his first season healthy in the NFL, over 5,000 yards. Has multiple forty plus yard, uh, forty plus touchdown seasons. Now you add a Super Bowl to that resume. The very first year where narrative is going to play a part. Brady Stafford back to back new teams. Full. I think that you look at when it's all said and done, he will be top ten in completions. He will be top ten in yards. He might be top he five will, in yards. And he might be. He's a yards machine without a doubt. He will be top ten in touchdowns. What's going to make him not a Hall of Famer? Why? Because he doesn't have all pros. Say Drew Brees has won. Because let's be real. I understand that all pros matter, but you're looking at it in a time where media loves narrative, right? Aaron Rodgers was great this year. You can't deny it. 
You still have Mahomes, who they want to continue to feed as the face of the NFL. Josh Allen's coming up. Do I still think that Stafford could potentially creep in there and sneak out an All-Pro? Sure. But there's a lot of young names that they're going to want to try and push their their name above. But I feel like that doesn't have to do with anything with Stafford at all. Why why am I worried about All-Pros when I have a Super Bowl? Yeah. Why am I worried about all pros when statistically I'm one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game? Yeah, I was gonna say I think I don't think Ben has any all pros. Don't think Eli has any all pros. Drew Brees has one. I want to say so. It's not like all pros are the end all be all, and especially when it's something that you know could be like. Are we talking about Stafford being like the one of the greatest single hand quarterbacks of all time? No, we're the talking only, about him being the, a Hall of Fame. The only argument also, I have, you so, go, you the go. only argument I have, because we made the same argument about Eli, is was Stafford at any time the best quarterback in the NFL? Probably not. This is probably his only year, maybe one other year where he's top five ever. So that's the, top five too. Yeah, was that, Steve Young ever the greatest quarterback in the NFL? You could argue it, yeah. No, you can't. He was in the best team. Yeah, yeah, he was in a great situation. And he sure. was amazing. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want it to sound like I'm saying Steve Young wasn't amazing. Yeah. But so was Stafford. He was, but you we just have to be consistent. About them in the same sense is ridiculous. We just have to be consistent if we're and saying that about, that? E- about Eli. Because Steve Young is like a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. And Stafford, when it's all said and done, is on the trajectory He's to a Hall be. of Famer. I'm He's not a sure. Two-time all, if you, Steve Young has three All-Pros. If you have an All-Pro, that means you were one of the one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL at the time. It, that's a fact. So he was. Just want to correct Again, you on he that. was on this, the Niners who never lost a game. I, I know. But, I mean, what are you going to do? I agree. Like, I agree. Got, oh, no, he, no, no. Agreed. Thing, Agreed. Agreed. Right now, I agree with Drew. He's a Hall of Famer. He's not a first ballot one right now. Um, we discussed on the way here, he probably has two, maybe three elite seasons left. You know, the way quarterbacks are going nowadays, it wouldn't shock me. What, what scares me the most, really, is what is this Rams team going to look like? Because... We have hints of Sean McVay hinting at retirement. Aaron Donald. Odell just tore his ACL for the second time. Um, you know, Cam Akers didn't have the best playoff run after the Arizona game. So Andrew Whitworth as well is probably going to retire. So the team is more worrisome than just Stafford. Because if Stafford can't go back to the playoffs and win multiple games and possibly even another Super Bowl, it's going to be a bit harder for him to get into the Super, into the Hall of Fame. But the question is, is he a Hall of Famer? Versus the validity of the Hall of Fame. Because there's some Hall of Fame guys in there. Like, we just watched this past Hall of Fame inductee class. Other than Richard Seymour, there's a whole bunch of guys I'm like, who who are you? <laughs> respect you know, Sam Mills. Man. I'm, I'm going to respect them because they were way before my time in the 60s and 70s. And, you know, I'm sure they deserve their credit. And I'm sure they've been great. But there are some questionable players and quarterbacks in there. But when you look at Stafford and compare him to other quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame already, he already has... 50,000 career passing yards, which is between Elway and Warren Moon. They're both in the Hall of Fame. He has 323 passing touchdowns, more than Warren Moon, Elway, Unitas, Montana. He threw three touchdowns on Sunday. Elway had three touchdowns and five Super Bowls. So when you when you look at the numbers and compare him to other quarterbacks who are already in the Hall of Fame, I mean, he kind of stacks up. And he has multiple seasons, multiple elite seasons left. He's going to end up top 10 in passing touchdowns. We mentioned it. Possibly top five in passing yards. At least one Super Bowl ring. A great a great playoff run with multiple game-winning drives, including in the Super Bowl. And then when you look at the, at the run he just went on, he dominated the Cardinals, who we know they're not in the same tier. Still a divisional rival. A team that beat them earlier in the season. He led a game-winning drive with 42 seconds left against Tom Brady, the defending champs in the Buccaneers. The greatest player ever. Game-winning grab... Game-winning drive against San Fran, again, in the Super Bowl. It, it is close, and it's just his first season. But if he's doing this his first season, 
As long as McVay's there, who I really care about the most, I feel like they'll be able to figure it out. Right now, he's a Hall of Famer. If he has another Super Bowl, he's probably first ballot. Okay, to your point, to talk about the passing yards, I just want to mention this real quickly. This is a pass-heavy league. And for Matthew Stafford, who played in a pass-heavy league, the volume is going to be there if you play long enough, especially in a situation in Detroit where in his entire years, they had one 1,000-yard rusher, Reggie Bush. So for the most part, he was passing all the time, down all the time. That's why he has these passing stats. Joe Flacco's 19th all-time in passing yards. Do I think he's anywhere near the 19th best quarterback to ever play the game? Hell fucking no. And again, I'm not saying that he's the uh, top 11 quarterback. That, I know, I know, but, I, but, I'm just, but I'm just saying. Th- that's why the volume thing... It's a longevity it, it stat to yeah, an extent. It's a longevity stat. It's not really sitting with me. You talked about the context of him in Detroit. Okay, Detroit has been a horrible situation. I'm not arguing that one bit. But... When talking about the Hall of Fame, context for the most part goes out the window, for being honest. We, they don't care about what you did in a bad situation. It's about what you accomplished, what your, re, what, your resume, what your resume is. Let's look at the quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. I'm actually going to pick out quarterbacks in the current Hall of Fame that have the lowest amount of accolades. George Blonda, four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, three-time AFL champ. Joe Namath. Five-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, AFL champ, Super Bowl MVP. Ken Stabler, four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ, MVP of the league. Bob Greasy, eight-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ. Warren Moon, nine-time Pro Bowler, one-time Offensive Player of the Year. Kurt Warner, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, two-time MVP, Super Bowl champ, MVP. Jim Kelly, Five-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, lost four straight Super Bowls. Jim Kelly's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I know. Terry Bradshaw, three-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, three-time Super Bowl champ, two-time Super Bowl MVP, and MVP. There are 26 quarterbacks currently in the Hall of Fame. The one with the least amount of accolades, at least individually, is Terry Bradshaw with three Pro Bowls. You know what it sounds like? That winning's a quarterback stat. That's what all of that just sounded like to me. That's exactly what have I been saying all season long. Okay, whatever. You said that you said it it's isn't. not. You're saying that it isn't. I'm saying that it is. And that's what he's saying. You think it is? That you're, look, I don't think I mean, look at the list. The, look at all those championships and like all. Warren Moon didn't I mean? win a championship. That's one. Bradshaw's in because he's Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Warren Moon didn't win. Jim Kelly didn't win. Bradshaw won. Look at Bradshaw's. Look at Bradshaw's stats. Namath had one, and he, I mean, listen, I'm a Jets fan. I love Namath, but His stats, <laughs> I know, his stats are putrid. So are Terry Bradshaw's. When yeah, you look at one. these. That's why they, that's was why they amazing really in this playoff run, also on top of a ye- okay, career but what of I, what being I'm, amazing statistically. What I'm, under, what, I'm, what I'm saying when I say winning is not a quarterback stat is that those, te- those Steelers teams did not win because of Terry Bradshaw. Oh, hell no. That's what I'm saying. Uh, hell no. But the Hall of Fame, Matt. The Hall of Fame... Ki- this it carries a lot of weight for sure. Yeah. That's why Eli Manning is going to get in. Let's just be honest. I mean, he should. I be. think he should be a <laughs> Hall of Famer. He's a okay. Neither or here or there. What? Neither neither here or there. I think he should be a Hall of Famer too. Okay. He's a four time Pro Bowler though. What? Why? Are, why does Pro Bowl Mac matter Jones to you? Was a Pro Bowler, bro. Mac Jones. Hold up. Hold up. Hold he up. was the twentieth best quarterback this year. Mitch Trubisky has a Pro Bowl. I understand that Pro Bowls don't hold a ton of weight, but. When your a joke. When your career is done, that's how they measure you. That's it's just a fact. 
That's why you can't look too deeply into these things. Terry Bradshaw is the one with the least amount of individual accolades. He sold three chips. Okay, but three-time Pro Bowler. Macaroni he has, has one. Pro like <laughs> Terry Bradshaw had three Pro Bowls, but the reason why he's in a Hall of Fame is because he was an MVP. He was a three-time Super Bowl champion. The lowest amount of all pros for a quarterback in the Hall of Fame is one. Matthew Stafford has one Pro Bowl. He has zero all pros. Should he have Matthew, been a Pro Bowler this year? Yes. Matthew Stafford has has had as many Pro Bowls as he had times he's led the league in interceptions. He was tied first with Trevor Lawrence this year. Matthew Stafford. What does that matter this year? I don't give a damn. Who cares? That's a useless stat <laughs> no, no, to me. That's not a useless stat because it's it just go. It just it feeds Bar- Bar- was like top ten interceptions. It feeds too. narrative. He, he didn't lead it. He didn't. He wasn't he, tied with he the had, rookie. He had three. He less. wasn't tied with he the rookie. Had three less than Stafford this and year. Stafford was number 14. two in touchdowns so, and number three in yards. Can I finish? Based Ugh. on this current Pro Bowl criteria of a quarterback having a minimum of, of three Pro Bowls and at least one All Pro. Matthew Stafford has one all one Pro Bowl. He's missing two more, and he has zero All Pros. He's at least missing one. But you know what? He can, e, but you know, but you know one, what? Eli Manning will get in with four Pro Bowls and zero All Pros. So Stafford, he can get three Pro Bowls and still make it. He what has I, two Super Bowl Drew, Drew is what going I, to and what I'm saying, Okay, and you're right. You're right. Stafford, a Super Bowl champion, doesn't have the Super Bowl MVP. Hit in terms of Hall of Fame case, Eli has a better case than him. There's no doubt. As of right now, Matthew Stafford is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. This isn't a Hall of Fame resume. You're right, though. His career isn't over. If he plays four more seasons at a high level, can get two more Pro Bowls, he, the, he's not mentioning the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I don't it does not matter. He should have been a Pro Bowl bro, this season. It, it matters, doesn't matter. It matters to it the validity of the Hall of Fame. Kyler, Mur- Kyler Murray it missed ma- like four games and was a, a Pro Bowler this year. Bro, Matthew it Sta- matters it to the validity, validity of the resume. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. Can you stop it? To the validity that matters of the to you. Re- that matters to you. What? Pro Bowls does matter? that matter to you? Hold on. What? Do Pro Bowls matter to you? Pro Bowls matter for not winning. Well, Stafford doesn't have either. He has a losing record. He just won a bowl. He, he just, just won the damn has, Super Bowl. He, he has a losing record as a quarterback. And what about, his, play, what, what about his playoff record? He has a winning, he has a winning record four in the playoffs. Three. Mark Sanchez has a winning playoff record in okay, the playoffs. Okay, and what, what does that have to do with he's anything? Four and two. Are, is, he top, is he top 11 in, in yards? He's not top 11. He's not, but that's more of a volume ele- stat. That's more of a volume stat. What I'm saying is that all of these I, guys, all these guys who are top 10 in yards touchdowns all have a ton of volume. What's Hold up. They all have a ton of volume. Hold up, hold up. Let me just ask you guys this. What's the problem? Like twenty-two years. What's like. the problem with saying Matthew Stafford is two to three years away from solidifying himself as a Hall of Famer? I don't have an issue what, with it. What's the problem with me saying can he at least no, get two? Your, hold your on, issues Pro Bowl. No, my issues Pro Bowl. Because that's what you keep okay, saying. So you, you okay. keep harping on Pro Bowls. He must have said Pro Bowls like three times in his argument, right, which Drew. is what I'm all having a stroke over. All right, all right, you're right. All pros, that's that's valid then, right? Okay, that, fine, that's, yes. that's the glory. Was, you didn't what, what mention okay, that fine. once to me. You didn't mention that once to me. And I that's did the biggest all blemish. I did mention all pros. That is the biggest blemish. Joe, did I not mention all pros? Did I, me- I mention? I did, did mention. No, you did, I did but you it. continuously say Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl. He can make a couple more Pro Bowls. You want to know why? What does that matter? You want to know why? You want to know why? If Pro Bowls are what you think it is, which. Anybody can get in, right? That's, that's that's what you're telling me. Yeah, literally anybody. Because Mac Trubisky, Jones just did it. Mac Jones. Okay. Kyler Murray missed three games, four games, however many games okay. he made, and made it over Stafford. Okay, thanks for that. Josh thanks Allen that. didn't make the Pro Bowl this year. Are we going to hold that against him? Okay, answer me that. Th- thanks for that. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. The Pro Bowl. I'm is, interested to hear what he's going to say. Thanking me for that. Thanks for that. I'm going to cross Pro, my legs and get comfy. The Pro Bowl to you. is so easy to make. 
So why can't Savage just make two more? Why can't why can't he make two? Just make just make two and you're on the whole you're in the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm gonna just guarantee? Make I'll just make two. I'll, I'll guarantee you right now he'll make the Pro Bowl this next season. Because they have to, right their wrongs yeah, for him not do. making it this season. Make up. So there's one. So you want to ask for two more? So yes. to fit your narrative? No, he needs it's three not, more. Hold up. He it's needs not, three it's more. It's not fitting it's, a narrative. It's a lock. It's He's not making fitting it a next narrative. season. Guarantee. It's not fitting a narrative. It's fitting the criteria of what makes a Hall of Fame quarterback in the NFL Hall of uh, Fame quarterbacks. Brother. There are 26 Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the that are inducted. The one with the lowest amount of Pro Bowls has three. The one with the lowest amount of all pros has one, which means according to this criteria, he needs two more Pro Bowls at least to be in the Hall of Fame. He's not a Hall of Famer just yet. That's it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. This isn't my narrative. This is the criteria of the Hall of Fame. This is not my narrative. This is the criteria of the Hall of Fame. That's simply it. Is it too much to ask Matthew Stafford to get me two more Pro Bowls? He's 34 years old. He can play. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you okay. at least one. He, he can play six more years in the NFL. What's so hard about getting two Pro Bowls? Maybe even an All Pro. And now he's cemented into, into the Hall of Fame. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Is that too hard to ask from for, from Stafford? How many of these guys were first ballot? I can't name you that because I really don't know. Uh, uh, that was a, that's a lot to ask of you, but. What you're telling no, no, me, I'm, I mean, I if you just have it right here, you what, know what, what you're, what you're telling me, I'll look. What you're telling me is that Matthew Stafford, with this Super Bowl championship, cemented himself in the Hall of Fame. So, what you're basically telling me is that Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins are a Super Bowl championship away from being a Hall of Famer, like outright. They don't have the numbers. They don't have Stafford the numbers is. that he does. It's that simple. Derek Carr is going to have the numbers he has. And Kirk Cousins is, is definitely going to have the volume he has. Yeah. Definitely. Not he probably won't finish top ten, but he's a four time Pro Bowler. Derek Carr's a four time Pro Bowler, so they have the Pro Bowls over him. And the Hall of Fame, it is shown you don't have to have the volume. Joe Montana's twenty first in yards over his career. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. All right, here we go. I'm gonna do us a favor and look at all of them. There are fifteen first ballot quarterback Hall of Famers. Peyton Manning, Brett Favre. I'm sure we can all agree on these. Derek Carr is also damn near 20,000 yards behind Matt Stafford. Okay. And the, he's also 31 and has about like nine years left to play. And how many how many years do you think that Staffy has? I think Stafford has a good 3-4. Left of playing? Yeah. How old is he? 34 years he's 34. old? He just turned 34. Okay. At uh, a high level, right, at least. Troy Aikman, Warren Moon, who who has the least amount of accolades, first ballad. Uh, Steve Young. Eight-time Pro Bowl. No, I never said Warren had at least my night close. Okay, all right. Eight-time right. Pro Bowl. All right. Steve Young, Dan Marino, John Elway, Jim Kelly, Joe Montana, Dan Fouts, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, George Blanda, Johnny Unitas, Bart Starr. It's funny because Matt right. Stafford is 12th on this list. He only has 12 years played. And you look at all of the guys on the top. I mean, Brady, 20 years. Breeze, 20. Peyton, 17. Brett Favre, 20. Ben Roethlisberger, 17. Phillip Rivers, 16. Like, everyone's going to be playing for 15-plus years. So the whole longevity set, while I understand it, yes. But if you're going to be top in the league, you're going to be playing for 15-plus years. Sta these numbers that Stafford puts up, at the time when he retires, he's going to be top 10. But with the pass-heavy league, with all these quarterbacks, he's going to get passed. Eventually, yeah. Okay, but, but after, he's, alone, after, he's, on, after he's in the Hall of Fame. No, no, I know. All but, right, so real quick. Vanity Snipes, shout out to you. Thank you for donating $1.99. He thank said, you, pull up you, Richard Sherman's tweet, enough said. Which It's basically what we've spoken about yeah. already, about the All-Pros. Again, 
it's in a time where you had Rodgers, you had Peyton, you had Brady, you had who who else won a, a pro a, a pro uh, excuse me all pro in that time Andrew Luck. I'm just naming off the top of my head here. Richard Sherman, he's situations were better than his. All right, he, ben, maybe. He Shout threw out for five thousand yards, forty-one touchdowns, sixteen ints, and wasn't in consideration for so an all-pro. For one, shout out to Vanity Snipes. He gave us two dollars. He donated one ninety-nine. We're gonna pull up the tweet. Sherman says, "I'm gonna talk about it on the podcast, but the Hall of Fame bar is incredibly low now, like a participation trophy. No All-Decade team, no All-Pro, no MVP, one Pro Bowl, not even MVP of the Super Bowl. Never considered the best in any year he played. At least Matt Ryan." Has an MVP. So that's what he talked about. So my question to you is, do you think he's more deserving of the Hall of Fame over a guy like Matt Ryan? Even I, though Matt I Ryan, think they're both Hall of Famers. Who, do you, who would you elevate, though? Who would be one? Like, if you had to pick one guy to make it, who would it be? I think when it's all said and done, I'm going to look at Matthew Stafford's career and like it a little bit more. Yeah, Matt Ryan doesn't have the ball. He was damn close. He doesn't have it. Matt Ryan is a four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. He was All-Pro and MVP, I'm assuming, same and season. And also, I want to tell you this. He has thrown over 30 touchdowns three times in his career. Hasn't thrown for 40 touchdowns. Yeah, you're right. But Stafford has thrown Stafford for... Stafford did it twice. Stafford has thrown for 30 touchdowns twice and 40 once. Twice 40. I, You're probably right. Um, Ryan has a better completion percentage, yep. better passer rating, yards per attempt is better, has had a 60-plus QBR 11 times in his career. Stafford has six, and same amount of game-winning drives in their career at 42. And the choke job by Matt, Matt Ryan in the playoffs... In the 2016 playoffs, he completed awesome. 71% of his passes, yep. 338 yards per game, nine touchdowns, zero picks, 135 passer rating. The playoff run Stafford just had 70% completion percentage, 297 yards per game, nine touchdowns, three picks, 108 passer. Ryan also had Julio's whole career, Tony Gonzalez beginning part of his career, Matthew Calvin Stafford, Radley Matthew, later Matthew, in Matthew his career. Stafford didn't Calvin. have Calvin. That's it. Okay. And plus, what do you mean that's and, it? And that was, plus, that's all and he plus, had. And plus, Matt Ryan had Kyle Shanahan for multiple seasons. He had a competent, he had, he had a competent he had organization. What happened? Atlanta, not Atlanta's Detroit. not a competent organization. Compared to bro. Detroit, it's night and day. Compared Stop to it. Detroit, Stop it. Stop Atlanta's it. Atlanta's not a competent organization, bro. Compared to Detroit, I mean, you're, oh, you're, you're t- right. Because once Shanahan left, Matt Ryan went to shit, and they never went back. No, never he, sniffed it. Wait, hold up. You think he went to shit after he left? After, compared to the Shanahan years, MVP year. Okay, that's fair. That, that's that's actually not a fact. That's actually like bold-faced lie, actually. 2016, Matt Ryan had 38 touchdowns, 7 picks. The next year, you're right, he had a down year. 4,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. In 2018, he had 35 touchdowns, 7 picks, almost through for 5,000 yards, 4,924. So that's a flat-out lie, What were the bro. Falcons' records? That's a great stat line. In 2018, it was... Um, Was had one good year. There was there was a seven. There were seven and nine. They had oh, tw- sounds they had, ver- sounds very Detroit Lions ish. <laughs> that was it. Well, yeah. Hold up. Matt I just Stafford dealt with that for. I just I just I just told you that That's the Falcons aren't. No, I'm I just told you, you that I'm the Falcons you. aren't a very organization. All right, keep. I want to okay, keep so, here. So you're, so you're, so you're t- no, this, can this I hear 2019 and 2020? Yeah, I'll tell you in a bit. I want to hear it now. I will. I will. Don't tell me because he's been good. I'll tell you this. Go read it. Let me, hold on, wait, let me just finish this point. Okay, Lions, Lions are the worst organization in football. They're 32. Atlanta's like 28. Like, what's the big discrepancy? Oh, you know what I'm no. saying? Like, Atlanta's one of the worst organizations in football. They haven't had a competent defense. Even in 2016 when they made the Super Bowl, they were one of the worst ranked defenses, bro, statistically. It's Shanahan. 
Okay. Bless Matt Ryan with the MVP. Because right. so if Matt Ryan doesn't have the MVP, 20, Matt Ryan doesn't have the MVP, we're not told, we're not even sniffing Hall of Fame. He has the MVP, and that's what blessed him. 2019, 2019 threw for 4,466 yards, 26 touchdowns, 14 picks. 2020, he had 26 touchdowns, 11 picks, 4,400 yeah. yards. He, he peaks with Shanahan. Listen, which is fine. He had Julio. He had, I'm pretty sure Ridley was on the team. He had one of the best offensive coaches in the NFL. So that's sick. Golden Tate wasn't a good receiver for the Lions. Golden Tate was solid. He's not Julio Jones. I know Roddy White. Jones, was he, but is he Roddy White? Roddy White too. Damn, thank you. Roddy White was good. Damn he was, good. He was really he was good. Damn good. Golden Tate. That's for damn sure. But you had Calvin Johnson. You had Nate Burleson. You had okay. um. You lost. Me. And Brandon Pettigrew was a good tight end for them you too, bro. End of the list. We're talking about Tony Gonzalez. We're talking about Julio Jones. You're right, but I'm like, can we stop acting like? The Falcons have been this competent organization. Let's say Devontae Freeman multiple years who was elite. Michael Turner multiple Bro, you seasons want, you, who was great. I, I just want you look, we're not gonna talk about it on the show because it's gonna take way too long, but you guys you really just love Matt Ryan, bro. No, it's because I understand his career, what his career has been. Yeah, like, I Shanahan respect it for what him. it's been. Shanahan so blessed him with an you, MVP. You, the way you, that you appreciate Matt Ryan is how you should appreciate Matthew Stafford. You guys are very similar. You love Matt Ryan. You love Matt Stafford. I don't like. I don't dislike Matt Ryan. I know, and he doesn't dislike Stafford. But uh, it, it's very it's similar. Not that. It's well, just that you discredit us. the yeah. hell out of. Yeah. He'll tell us he likes that. You discredit. You discredit the hell out of Matt Ryan. That's what I like. Look at his look at his stats as a rookie. Look at his stats in the second year. Yo, he, Vanity Snipes going crazy. He led he led the Falcons to the playoffs very early on. Matt Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. Look at his career. Stafford year two put up like five K and forty touchdowns. Vanity Snipes said, "Can he finally admit that Cup is the number one receiver in the league? He just had the greatest wide receiver season ever." Yes, Cooper Cup ha- had the best wide receiver season in the NFL. He is number one for this year. That's yeah, number saying. one. Yes. Nice. Ah, ah, there okay. he is. Okay. Five dollars speaks, bro. Okay. <laughs> Five dollars speaks. Yo, that is funny. Yeah. I just want to say this: Look at Matt Ryan and what he's had to go through his career. Because you can say the same for Matthew Stafford. I know. I never. Okay. All right. Bro. I agree. I agree. When he first got traded to the Lions, I have a YouTube video up on my channel. To the Rams. Love. Yeah. To the Rams. I had a YouTube video up on my channel praising the move. I tweeted about it multiple times. Pick a side. Pick it's a not pick side. A side. It's, it's not a pick a side. It's one thing recognizing somebody's greatness. Another thing not being able to trust him too much. That's just what it's been. Bro, what? I never. Three game winning drives to the Super Bowl. Can't trust him. I never. No way. I never said he wasn't. I never said he wasn't great though. Come on. Look at look at I never so said he wasn't great. I wasn't so I never said it. I never look said at, it. Look at but Matt I don't Ryan. trust him. Oh I don't trust him not one bit. It's blasphemy. It look, truly look is. At, look at can Matt. we wait one more year? Yes. Can we? Yes, can we? Can, can we I wait hope one we do. more? I hope we do. Can we have defense scheme for Who's him? better, Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford? Matt Ryan is better. Yo, you're drunk, bro. Matt Ryan is better. Matt Ryan wait, 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 is not right better than no, Matt. No, right now. Right now. Stafford is better. Okay, thank Christ. But I'm talking about like for their career, Matt Ryan is better. I almost just had a stroke. I, he's probably dead ass too. He loves Matt Ryan. Bro, Matt Ryan is definitely on the same tier, if not better, than Derek Carr. Though I just want to let you know that. Not right now. Yes, he is. Bro, you're, you, you crazy. I'm, no, be honest with me. I know, like I know you know football, but I want you to be 100 percent honest with me. Okay. How many Falcons games did you watch this year? Maybe none. Okay. <laughs> How about you? I've no. I maybe, shouldn't maybe say maybe no. like one or two. I just watched the Jets I, game. I've seen. I've seen definitely of course, plays from Matt I've Ryan. Seen pl- I've, I've seen, seen, seen a lot of bad plays never, from the I Falcons. Haven't watched a full, a full game. I haven't watched a full Falcons game. Yeah. I've seen plenty of plenty of games plays here and there in the off season. It's bad. In the off, at least this Bro, is there, this there is, was throws where his arm looked dead. This is what I do in the off season. I go through every single game and I rewatch every single game. I try to do it during the regular season, but sometimes I don't have enough time. From what I've seen from the Falcons. That's why I appreciate Matt Ryan. Okay, so what, what are the Falcons going to be next year? 
This is this is a, this is the worst division in football now. I will say this: they should win the division. The reason why the there's fa- no excuse for they win the division. No, no, there is, and this that's what I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> this can I finish? Ian, Ian can I no? Finish. Can I finish? Holy fucking shit! Or is it gonna be Darnold? Can I that finish? Him. Okay, go ahead. Tampa Bay still has the best roster in the division. Who's their quarterback? That's to be to, to Yo, be determined. And, and they're hungry. Did you see who they were looking at? Deshaun and Russ. That's to be determined. It's a whole league. But let me. Fair. That's, that's to be. Point. That's to be determined. But I'll say this: the Falcons have no money, bro. Yeah, they have no money. Calvin Ridley has. I don't know if he asked for a trade directly, but it looks like it's trending that way. The Falcons cannot sign anybody. They really can't. This roster has a chance to not even get better, which is why I hope they trade Matt Ryan. This roster has a chance to be the same going into next year. So that, where are they going to be next year? Probably finish around the same thing, like seven and nine. I'm telling the defense is one of the worst defenses in the NFL, bro. I know, man. It is like you know, right now, if you go, but if right, you go into you, next year with Sam Darnold as a quarterback, you have the Bucks picking up God knows too. I if mean, they pick up Jimmy G, G, they're Jimmy still G. a favorite to win if the it's, division. If it's Jimmy G, hundred percent, hundred percent. What I'll say is this: right now, what's going on with Matt Ryan in Atlanta, to me, is very reminiscent. To what the Saints went through with Drew Brees in the middle of the 2010s, to where the and not it's different in a, in the sense of Falcons don't have Sean Payton, they don't have an explosive offense with dynamic playmakers. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. They've had they have over the last they have one years. of the worst they have one of the worst weapons in now. they have one of the worst weapon weapons group receiving groups in the NFL, probably worst. And in it's the NFL. only because Calvin Ridley. Uh, had I was just saying, if Calvin, if Calvin Ridley's issues. healthy, well, you have, you have Ridley to take that into that's account. Better than that's probably that's, like at least seven. But you have to take that into account. The Falcons have no freaking defense. It's one of the worst every single year. You can't win in this. Ah, league. the rush defense was solid last season, not this past season. You can't win in the NFL if you don't have a defense. You I, can't. I you can't. That's uh, why, to an extent, you can Chiefs, make the playoffs. Chiefs won a, a bottom su- twenty-five defense. You can make the playoffs. Chiefs won a Super Bowl with not the best defense. They were ranked seventh in the I, NFL. I just saw no, the Bengals the go against the Super Bowl Fran? with the worst yeah, old line in football. Because I remember the year against the Buccaneers, they were top ten. No, no. Versus, That's what I'm wondering. Versus San Fran in the second half of the year, they turned it on to the point that they finished as finished. a seventh, seventh That's defense. Okay. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. You can't win in this league with a bottom 25 defense, bro. The Falcons have no money to get anybody. So this roster could be the same. The reason why I appreciate Matt Ryan a little bit more than everybody else is because I saw what he went through. The offensive line. You didn't see line, what Stafford went through in Detroit and didn't think, man, I should support this guy? I did support him. I said he would finish top five in MVP. But order. then you quit on him. I didn't quit on him, bro. You quit on him. I didn't quit on him, bro. You call telling the world that you don't trust him. The, ra- the, Raider, the Raiders. Look at that smile on the, his the face. Raiders, this smile on his face says the it all. Raiders, Look at that grin. The Raiders, Come on remember, now. Matt Ryan's better than Derek Carr, remember. The Raiders had the seventh worst defense. They made the playoffs. I know. The Chargers were the fourth worst defense. Game away from the playoffs. Okay. No, I just want to just throw it out there. I don't want to hear that be the be-all, end-all. Because I saw Joe Burrow elevated team with... And arguably second worst, probably the worst, right there with Miami. Terrible offensive line. If you're a lead quarterback, you elevate. You make things happen. The difference. I'll tell you the difference. Please, enlighten me. First, I'll go team by team, actually. <laughs> the Bengals team, they have a galore of weapons that Ryan doesn't even have close to. It doesn't even sniff that. The offensive line, you're right. It's just as bad. Their defense is good. It finished like top 18, I believe, in the league. Are we talking about the Bengals? Okay, let's not talk about the Bengals. I was talking about their O line. Okay. 
You mentioned the okay, Raiders. Chargers the Raiders and the Raiders. Raiders. Yes. The Raiders have one Raiders of the Raiders who have no weapons. Hold up. Minimal. Minimal weapons. Minimal weapons. Ridley and Waller is I mean, excuse me. Renfro and Waller is definitely better. Mm, no, it's not. Oh, that's they close. didn't have Ridley that's this close. year, bro. That's, they didn't that's, have Ridley this year. Hmm. It's I'm, Pitts and Cordell Patterson. That's the best two weapons. Yeah. I was yeah. I'm just saying Ridley, they're not amazing. Renfro, solid dude. He's magic. Ridley, Ridley Pitts Waller, is better than Renfro Josh Waller. Jake, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. Josh, Josh Jacobs and Ooh. Kenyon Drake averaged four yards per carry this past season. That sounds pretty average. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. But like the Falcons don't have any running backs. Like Cordero Patterson, I play running back. What I'm saying is that the Raiders beat them in that. They also beat them in offensive line, even though they're not good either. Okay. But you said okay, defense. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was getting to. But you cut me off. All right. Well, defense the, Raiders, the, the Raiders about. defense, the rush defense isn't good, but the pass defense is. 17th, I believe, in terms of yards per game allowed. Um, and then the uh, the Chargers, they have one of the worst run the the worst run defense in the NFL. Yep. But their pass defense is actually not that bad. It's not. Didn't Derek Carr kind of torch like them? the Falcons are worth like they give up points, they give up passing yards, they give up rushing yards. They are not good in any anything defense wise. They are not good in. They have one corner, AJ Terrell, and one corner doesn't change your defense. Yeah, better than any player at Derwin. Okay. I'm just saying. That's why I appreciate Matt Ryan a little bit more. But, you know, either here or there. Love Matt Ryan. <laughs> Bro loves him. <laughs> Watch. Once he get, I just he, like, don't know why you absolutely adore this quarterback. And you I, just, adore I just think, look. Matthew Stafford. I have a fascination with quarterbacks that are in bad situations. No, you don't. You don't. You really don't. You don't. Yes, I, I don't do. want to hear you, it. You can't say End that conversation. after the hour segment we just had, bro. Next yes, topic. I do. We talked an hour about Stafford. Next topic. Next topic. This year, I Derek Carr, most underrated quarterback in the NFL. I went on. Better than Matt Ryan. I went on great. I went on a bunch of monologues about how bad the Raiders have been in surrounding him with talent. Yeah. The same thing I said for Ryan and if you listen to the show, I know we didn't have much listeners like a year and a half ago. I said the same thing about Stafford. Like Stafford's always been somebody I've been like, he gets into a good situation, he'll blossom. You put Matt Ryan with the Rams instead of Stafford or Derek Carr with the Rams instead of Stafford, you know, Super Bowl, there's so much luck that's involved in winning. Like so much things have to go your way. But do I, do I like my chances with them winning? Yeah, I do. You know, I'm not going to say they would outright win it because we know it's like, you know, there's a lot of things Matt, involved with Matt it. Matt Ryan's quarterback what? If Derek Carr is, you know, is he the twelfth best quarterback, the fifteenth? Where is he? They're in the same tier. I'll yeah, say like just, 13, 14 range. Yeah. You know? Sounds replaceable. 13, 14 range. I mean, <laughs> I guess. He's not <laughs> nah, Derek Carr is better, for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll see. <laughs> At you, this you point better in hope time. you better hope Matt Ryan just get traded to Denver. I'm just saying. Or oh, in yeah. Indianapolis. Because then you're losing yeah. the supporter kid. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, I understand. We're together again. I understand. Yeah, because bro, if Derek Carr, same thing. If Derek Carr goes to the Colts or or I mean, obviously he's I just not said to that Denver, though. But yeah, no, I agree. But I still think Derek Carr would do more. Do they trade know. him in conference? Hell no. Oh, in conference maybe in division. Not no. no. Uh-huh. Matt Ryan, you're saying? No, no, no. I'm sorry. We're talking about Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. But oh. I think he's gonna. He's gonna stay. I think he's staying. Yeah. They have no. Let, tra- let's talk about the loser of the Super Bowl real quick. The Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals lost twenty three to twenty. It was a crushing, heartbreaking loss. 13 and 8 overall record. <laughs> All everybody's talking about right now is that the Bengals have a bright future. They'll be back. Joe Burrow oh is hungry. God. Jamar Chase tweeted, damn, after the loss. You know he was feeling it. 
are the Bengals' future as bright as we think it is? Do you think they can eventually get back to the Super Bowl? Getting back to the Super Bowl is a tough task. Very. It really is. Dan Marino went his first year, never went back. I'm sure people definitely thought after that season that Dan Marino would take the Dolphins back to the Super Bowl. Ask my dad. He's dreading that decision being a Dolphins fan. He hates Dan Marino as much as he loves him. That's crazy. He hates him because he made him a Dolphins fan for life. Dan Marino's a goat. Oh, he lo- come, that's yeah. his guy. Like He has so many signed memorabilia from Dan Marino, went to his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. He absolutely adores Dan Marino. But he holds it against him for making him believe at such a young age, and now he's basically had a whole life of torture. But that's changing. <laughs> it's changing very changing soon. With Tua. It's changing very soon. Tua, the guy. Next Marino. With this offensive line, the fact that, hey, <laughs> I don't think I let that one seep through the cracks, 100%. Um, to see this team make it to the Super Bowl with this horrendous of an offensive line, to come back 18 points down against the Chiefs in Kansas City to win that game, there's something about this team that really is special. And now if you put together an offensive line, look at how fast – the Chargers put together an offensive line for Justin Herbert after one season. Look at the Chiefs. Look at the Chiefs again is a great example also. It is possible to rebuild it. You bring in Armstead, immediately that fixes one problem. You draft however many offensive line. I joke about it all the time. If a team drafted offensive line with one through seven, I wouldn't bat an eye. If you need offensive linemen that badly, do it. Because that is the second most important criteria, in my opinion, for building a team when you when you have your franchise quarterback, that's number one. Number two is putting a line to protect him. You ultimately cannot win without an offensive line. Patrick Mahomes experienced that last season where he was dominant throughout the entire season, dominant in the postseason. His, off, his left tackle and his right tackle went out, and it was hell for him in the Super Bowl. He tried as hard as he could to keep him afloat like Joe Burrow did, but ultimately the pressure wins. I think that do they have a chance to make the Super Bowl again? Yes, yeah. with the talent that they have, Jamar Chase is proving to be everything. He could be the best receiver in the league. You could argue he that is he already. is the most talented wide receiver in the NFL right now, as stands currently. You can argue he's the best. Honest to God, you really could. And to everything, taking everything to account, you can't do that right now with Cooper Cup. Yeah. You can't. I if you say talent, we got to give Cooper Cup his respect I'll, I'll for at least one year. Cooper Cup, at least forty-eight hours. At least Cooper forty-eight Cup, hours. Cooper Cup had. <laughs> He had the best. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> he had the best receiving season ever. But like I, we saw, Jamar Chase versus every big time cornerback matchup dominate. Marlon Humphrey, who was a top ten corner, Jamar Chase absolutely obliterated him. He, I think he got. It was an even matchup before with Jalen Ramsey. I would say, but we were a lot of people were going into the game thinking that Jamar wasn't going to do anything on Jalen Ramsey, yeah. and he hit him with that stutter step. That's the best corner in the league. Like, we've seen Jamar against these top-notch corners give them the business. He had 200-plus yards on Marlon Humphrey. I'll be honest, though. He had the great play that Jamar made. Jamar is just a special type player that he made a one-handed catch with his off— with, No, that was his right hand, so it was his dominant hand. He had that one catch in the fourth quarter. That was it on Jalen. On, thir- on the third down play, he would have caught the ball had Joe Burrow threw it with a little bit more zip. It, it was very, it was a very low pass. He and, beat Jalen Ramsey on that play. And really quick— one of the funniest things, one of the most egregious things that PFF ever has done was <laughs> issue Jalen Ramsey stat line where he gave up four receptions, 100 and, 160 yards, uh, let up over a 120 passer rating. But really, it's 75 yards accounted from 
a play that should never have happened, and Jamar Chase and is amazing. Ramsey had a good game. He did. He did have he a did. really, he really good did. game. He, really he did. stopped a touchdown, a slant to T. Higgins. He did. That was that, a game-breaking play. That, yeah, that was the same drive. He left a huge play to Jamar. The only play that I really am, if I'm being, if I'm nitpicking, nitpicking yeah. is the play that Jamar Chase had where J- Jalen tried to jump in and get the interception yep. to end the game. If I'm nitpicking, you know that you've been dominant all game in terms of frontline pressure. You as a whole, at you the individual have had a, a really solid game. There's no reason to bite on it, knowing the situation. You just have to play on Jamar Chase. Don't try to make the big play, and then if you if you flop, then Jamar Chase gets a bigger play. Now back to the topic at hand. I do believe you put an offensive line. I think it can take a single offseason to put in a solid offensive line behind Joe Burrow. Defense has shown that it can. We just brought in Trey Henderson. Jesse Bates was absolutely excellent for you. You brought in Mike Hilton. This secondary, Eli Apple definitely didn't have the greatest performance in the Super Bowl, not by any means. Twitter definitely let him know it. McCole Hartman, Ty Hill, Rashad Bateman, Lamar, Lamar, uh, Marquise, they really went in on him. But. They do have talent on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, they clearly have the talent to be among the best offenses in the league. It's a matter of putting an offensive line in front of of Joe Burrow, and I do think that they are more than capable of doing that just this one offseason. So I do think that they will be back. Yeah, one thing we talked about when we had Mike Sands on was, do you think the Bengals are going to get aggressive, right? And he mentioned how last offseason was really... First time in a while where the Bengals went out and spent money and really like invested into this team. And that makes me think, especially after going to the Super Bowl this year, that ownership hopefully will see that and and put even more, you know, resources into this team. It's easy to sit here and be like, oh yeah, the Bengals will be back, right? We just saw them go on this this really good run. Joe Burrow is we got Bleacher Report out here saying he's gonna be the MVP next year. So there's an incredible hype around them. They have a really cool quarterback. They have one of the best receivers in the game. They have a young head coach, a great running back. So you know, everything about them is just cool. And to an average fan, you might think, oh, yeah, you know, there's not down my mind. They'll be in the play, the Super Bowl. Maybe they might even, um, maybe they might not make the Super Bowl, but they're in the playoffs at the very least. And that's not always the case. You know, year to year, 50% of teams who make the playoffs don't make it the following year. You're saying Joe Burrow's the next Mark Sanchez? Not saying that. Uh, He's much more talented than Mark <laughs> Sanchez was. But when you look back in history, I mean, look at Rodgers in 2011, who made the, the Super Bowl, didn't go back. San Fran in 2013 with Cap in that core, where we thought, you know, this is a team that's going to be have to you have to deal with them every single year, year in year out with Harbo and all those. Could boys. they go back? That's the question. Yeah, correct. And but if, the, the question is, any team could go to the Super Bowl. You know what mm, I mean? I don't know about any team. Well, well, what are we saying? Can they go back to the Super Bowl for the rest of our? You know what I mean? Like with this for the rest core, of, I mean with, with this exactly. core with Burrow. Yeah, yeah, they could make the okay. Playoffs. Exactly, they could make the Super Bowl again. I don't think they have a better than fifty percent chance. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, you know, I agree, um, but. You know, I, I don't want to sit here and even one other team that that stuck out was Seattle with you know LOB in 2015. Ah, uh, they went back. They, in fact, they did. They um, went back to back. Yeah, and they should be two time champs if not for Pete Carroll absolutely fluffing. That was a great play call though. Um, by Bill Belichick. It was a great play by uh, uh Malcolm Butler. Yeah, no, the Pete, greatest defensive play the call ever Pete made. Carroll made was not no, it was that. horrible. It was no, it's one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my I, life. I once thought like you, but I no, listened. There's nothing you can tell me. No, otherwise, I, I listened Marshawn to Marshawn Lynch is the MVP for the Seattle Seahawks. Is clearly the best player for them all night, all year long. He wasn't good in those situations. And Marshawn Lynch? No, no. Statistically, he wasn't. And he just got them pa- to the one yard. Patriots. Line. Patriots played a goal line formation in that play, and the, and there was going to be a free defender coming free on that play had they ran the ball. Like, I listened to a podcast with Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, and Sean McVay talked about it, how people chastise Carroll, but 
it was good thinking. It yeah. just it, the execution wasn't right, but it was good thinking. But that, that's why I'm disagreeing with you. I don't want to sit here and just you know shit on the Bengals because listen, you guys have a really talented team, and you just made the Super Bowl. That's something that I can't say I've ever seen my team do. And you know you have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and all these guys who are young, even T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd's only 27 years old, even though it seems like he's been in the league forever. And what what's really good about it is they only have five players on their team who are going to be 30 or older, right? The only significant one really being Riley Reef. Their entire core is young, signed long-term when you look at Hendrickson, Burrow, Chase, all of these guys who were drafted in the last couple of years and really turned this, this team around. They also have an estimated $57 million in cap, third most in the NFL. So they're going to be able to bring whoever they want back, plus bring in whoever they want to sign in free agency because all of these players just saw how Joe Burrow turned around this entire franchise. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of players who want to go and play with Burrow and play with the Bengals. The biggest thing for me about this Bengals team is I look at the AFC and I look at the AFC North and I know Lamar is going to be back and I know the Steelers. I don't are, want to hear this. The Steelers are the most or one of the most well-run organizations in the league. They're going to pick up a quarterback who's going to be better than Big Ben, who has not been good the last two years. And even though I'm not a fan of Baker Mayfield and the Browns, they have a really good roster, a really good head coach, and they're going to be a team that that's going to be winning over these next two, couple of years. No matter how much I hate Baker, they're going to be in competition. So, so you're going to die on this hill. They're going to be in a really tough division. And then you look at the rest of the AFC. You got the Josh Allen's, the Patrick Mahomes, the Zach Wilsons. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be <laughs> difficult for them to come out of the AFC. Right. It's going to be stacked. Oh and then you got to think you have Herbert still coming up. There's rumors that Aaron Rodgers might get traded to the AFC. So. It's very easy to sit here and be like, you know what? The Bengals, they have money. They have a young core. They have a, a franchise quarterback. Are we are we all sold on Zach Taylor? We think he's the long-term head coach. We think, think he's he the guy. Him. Okay. I, I'm not 100% sold on him. Uh-huh. I think this is Joe Burrow more than anything being able to elevate him. So it's easy to sit here and say that, but I look at the, the AFC North. I look at the AFC in general. It wouldn't shock me if they just missed the playoffs next year. Oh, my God. I'll start with the point that you made about Zach Taylor. I think Zach Taylor proved himself as coach this year. Um, I, I know that people are, there's still a lot of doubt on him. I've heard him being compared to Matt Nagy. Um, when he came from Sean McVay's system, he spread out the offense. I thought that was an innovative move by him. He need, He's not even the play caller. It's Brian Callahan. But I think the... What the bank, what he needs to work on this offseason is converting on earlier downs. The Bengals are very reliant on big time plays, and they have big time playmakers. But they're very run heavy on early. They're downs. Re- reliant on big time plays, and they need to adjust this offense to the to the point where they're converting on early downs, and they're not heavily reliant on these streaks to Jamar or jump balls to T Higgins as much. Can I ask you real quick? Chiefs are similar, where they rely on the big play. To win games. But this year they showed that they could be patient and move the ball down the field. But uh, they still had a lot of big plays that influenced the games. Well, yeah, when you have Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, it's Exactly my point. They have Jamar Chase. Yeah. They have T. Higgins. But These I are don't, big play I don't know guys. If, I don't know if teams are going to defend the Bengals like they did the Chiefs this year. Do they get that respect right away high, like this? With yeah. too high? They, could probably, they probably do defend them with too high, I'll be honest. The thing is, too high is tough when you have two people that can go over the top. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like both Jamar and T. Higgins both have those physical capabilities to beat them over the top. I actually think that's the perfect that's the perfect that's why you play too high. You have man and then you have the two safeties over the top. But then again, all Joe Burrow really has to do is stare you off and one of these guys can break can can get open. I'll say this. Do I think the Bengals will be back? 
They have Joe Burrow, right? <laughs> They'll be back. Joe Burrow is different from other quarterbacks in the sense that he's just one of the best there is. And you guys know I put him in the elite tier. I put him up there with the Mahomes, with the Allens. Not Stafford, though. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Burrow doesn't have the talent. You're right. But he has the intangibles. He has the leadership. I just put him in that different tier with guys. I think he is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. He got sacked 70 times this year. 19 times in the postseason, which is the most a quarterback has taken in the playoffs in the last 20 years. In the Super Bowl, the Bengals had the third worst pass blocking grade of any team all season. It was like 100 plus games played, more. They, were, they gave him no time, and he still played a pretty good game in the Super Bowl. He managed to do what he can do. He didn't make mistakes. Well, I wouldn't say mistakes. I'll say he didn't make back-breaking mistakes that cost him the game. I really don't think he, he made many mistakes. He managed the game. I don't really think he made for the amount of time. Aaron Donald had eight pressures he against the Bengals. He was going to do what he did. The Bengals had six in total as a team. I mean, Donald's going to do that regardless. And Von Miller. <laughs> yeah. The Bengals have $60-plus million in cap space. But if they cut Trey Wayne's, they have 10 more million, which means they have 70 That's huge. million. They got all the bread. Riley Reef, Ogunjobi, Uzama, Bates, Quentin Spain, BJ Hill, Eli Apple are all their, are all free agents. Like guys who I think they could possibly bring back. And Auden Tate. I can't forget about him. Auden Tate. <laughs> Look, I think this offseason is about getting offensive linemen. Brandon Scherf, Andrew Norwell, Ali Marpet, Teron Tar- Tar- Armstead. Ryan Jensen, Mark Glowinski. There's guys. Got to get somebody in there. If I'm the Bengals, this this is my dream offensive line. I'm for real list for realism purposes. I won't like get every big time guy, but Teron Armstead, Quentin Spain, I'd bring him back. I know he got beat by Don, but I mean it's Aaron. <laughs> Everyone Donald. does. Ali Marpet, Andrew Norwell, and Jonah Williams. I'm moving him to right tackle. Jonah Williams cannot be the left tackle next year. They drafted him high. He was supposed to be the franchise guy. He gets beat too much on the left side. He has to be on the right side. You mentioned the AFC North. I actually think the Bengals are ascending in the perfect time where the AFC North is getting weaker. I agree. You talk about the Steelers getting a quarterback. It's not that easy to find one. Ask the Broncos. Oh, Gar- oh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo better than ben. Hear me out, Garoppolo though. would be better than Ben. But Garoppolo take, line, takes him over the Bengals. But they're, they're uh, off, Probably not. Their but offensive line's not good. The reason why Jimmy was able to stay afloat was because the Niners' offensive line is top of the league. Yeah. I trust Tomlin. Mm, I do trust Tomlin, too, but it's tough for me. Though. I don't think they find a quarterback this offseason. Would they go with Mason Rudolph? 9-7? Eight and eight, something like that. They that's had the fair. best defense in the NFL, yeah, and true. the Bengals were not good. And their offensive line was not what it was yeah, this season, uh, for sure. I'm still Mason Rudolph is. I'm with you. I'm with the you. The worst quarterback. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. yeah. It might be with the Browns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with the Browns, I don't trust Baker, and they have no receiving. They don't. They have no receivers. They're gonna draft. I was gonna say receivers is the I, easiest I, position to grab outside of Jarvis Landry. They have no reliable receivers. I'm with you, but going into this offseason, they do have to understand. I'm sure they do understand. That's our Stephans biggest. Yeah, I know. Coach of the year. They have a top O line, a great run game. All right, good pass rush. They have Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I'm not. Sold. Ultimately, I agree. I'm, I'm not. I, sold. I agree. And then you look the Ravens had one of the worst defenses last year. Joe Burrow smoked them so bad. Martindale was like, I'm leaving this division. I can't face this guy twice. He left. He left. He's one of the better defensive minds the league has. And he left the Ravens. So I think their defense drops off. Even though I know they had a lot of injuries. 
an unprecedented amount of injuries. And we're talking about Joe Burrow and Lamar. It's not even a debate. It's Joe Burrow all day. Whoa, not a debate. It's Joe Burrow all day. That's how you're feeling? It's Last Joe Burrow. All day. You know what? Let I've been in these shoes. I've been in these shoes. I've been in these shoes. Because I get it. Joe Burrow has all the hype. He's the new cool. He's that guy. I get it. I'm gonna have Joe Burrow gets his time in the sun. He deserves it a thousand percent. We know where I stand. I respect that. I respect that. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in this division. The Bengals have the best receivers in this division. Easy. I think they have the best defensive line outside the Steelers in this division. Their linebackers are there, man. They're getting Akeem Davis Gaither back. Uh, I think I said his name right. Logan Wilson is a standout guy. They got to bring back Jesse Bates. Need to. He didn't even play well in in the regular season. He plays like he played like in the playoffs in the regular season. We're talking about a guy who can be an all-pro next year. So the Bengals, were they? Are they the one seed next year? In the AFC North? No, AFC. Because we I already know That's they're going to win the division. I have to, to see who they pick up because okay. I can't, you know, I don't know who they're picking up. We're two, but in, we're two days removed from in the, the Super Bowl. In the AFC North. Try and give him say something. Bull. In the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not afraid That's to you. say. Exactly. That's Joel. In the AFC North, they will run it. Okay. And it's because Joe Burrow's that main guy. I agree. They'll run it. All right. Cool. And they make make the playoffs, bro, is nuts. Wouldn't shock me. Ah, That's nuts. That's a little crazy. Because he's a Lamar Jackson guy. But I'm a Lamar Lamar Jackson Jackson guy, too. I just know the drastic changes. Like you said, you have to get lucky to get the Super Bowl. You're right. Let's not forget, they were the, what, six seed? They were a game away from not even making the playoffs. No, no, they 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 definitely played their butts up. Comment yeah. comment sections having a field day right now. That's With fine. Bur- Burrow over Lamar for sure. Uh, Lamar's gonna fade away like RG three and Cam. Sorry, <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, Burrow is way better than Lamar. You know, Shouldn't even you know be a topic. Say, you know, so, it's Black Ace Patreon member. Shout out to him. Lamar's still slightly better. Don't want recency bias to get me. You know what they say. You can't talk ball with everyone. Ah, you, can't, you, can't, you can't talk ball with everyone. It's okay. Landon, Landon said, man, I wish Pickasad did like a miscellaneous show. This is my favorite podcast. I wish they would talk about UFC boxing and other sports news. We should do that Patreon exclusive. We have to do a Patreon exclusive like yesterday. That's such a fact. Yeah, we, we're, we've slacking been, we're slacking that. OD, bro. I'm not, to we need, talk a, to we need a blessing. Honestly, we just need to get in the Discord and join the locker rooms yeah. and just talk to our Patreon. I talked to Drew. I was telling Drew like before we go onto a show. There. Before we go oh, onto no, for, a show. We, so do I. Like, you know what we minutes? have to do? You know we have to actually set a, a day. time where a like day. okay, here watch party. This is what we're going to do. Like we have to schedule. I think something that's <laughs> like, really easy the that same we can way do. the same way we schedule these to do these podcasts, yeah. we have to schedule to do those. I think something really easy we could do cuz we're all together. Before we go and do a show for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, just go in the locker room and talk to them before we go live on the show because we're all together anyway. You saw, you saw what Nassim said? I am absolutely in tears. He is hilarious. Honestly, are, you, are people not inviting Joe Burrow to the cookout? I think they would. <laughs> he's, he's acceptable, bro. Listen, bro, we don't have that pass. We don't have that say. That is so funny, though, man. Oh, my God. Nassim is hilarious. Earlier in the show, we talked about Derek Carr versus Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, it's, it's up in the air whether he's going to get traded or not, but Derek Carr, the Raiders are planning to commit to him long-term, and they're prepared to com- commit to him with a contract extension, which could be up to $40 million a season. He has one year left, worth 20 How do you feel about this? Do you think the Raiders can maybe be 
a, a very formidable team in, in an AFC West, which is is very stacked. Yeah. What do you guys feel about this? How do you feel about Go this? Yeah, bro, that's your guy. Yeah, Derek Carr is my guy. I mean, they have no choice. They have he's to. He's my guy, too. Let's stop acting yeah. like he's you not fell my off. guy. You fell off. You fell off. Fall yeah. off. You fell off. You fell it's off. Just, this, the Matt Ryan disrespect is so crazy. It's not crazy. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. It's a, it is. It's a very fine line between being a great quarterback and being a good when quarterback. We, when we watch film this offseason, I want you to be like, I want, I want, I want to ask you questions about specific situations and be like, what was Matt Ryan supposed to do? <laughs> okay. What was he supposed to do? Okay, okay. That's how we, bad we the Falcons that with are. Literally every quarterback ever. Um, <laughs> Not as much as you can with Matt Ryan this season. I'm just like I'm just saying. Anyhow, there's a very fine line between being a great quarterback and being a good quarterback who has great moments. To me, Derek Carr is a really good quarterback who has great moments. The issue in a salary cap league is when you have these players who are really good, but they aren't great, and it's time to pay them. Because like you said, Derek Carr, you have no choice. You absolutely have to pay him. Because it's easy to forget Raiders fans, but before Derek Carr was there, 2013, do you guys take a guess who had uh, the most starts at QB for them in 2013? Let me guess. Don't for tell who? me. The Raiders. The Raiders? Yeah. Don't tell me. 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 Matt McGloin. Nope. He was second, though. Um. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Sean Hill. Nope. Ah. Uh. Don't, I don't think he was a Raider. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was before Derek Carr got there? Yeah. Oh, my don't freaking my God. I just wanted to make sure I'm not. Uh... I can't see it. Just say it. I, I, I'm Ryan not Mallett? Gonna, I'm not nope. going to. Damn. Ryan Mallett. I don't think he was on the Raiders. He was on the Patriots. Terrell Pryor. Oh, how can oh, I forget yeah. about Terrell Pryor? Terrell Pryor. The year before Derek Carr got there. He was supposed to be a star, though. He, yeah. He I mean, this, was. This was three, he, he transferred was. to wide receiver and had over a rack. He's real for that. I mean, Terrell he, Pryor was supposed to be legit. He was, but his one year starting with the Rays in 2013, 3-6, 57% completion, 1,800 yards, 7 touchdowns, 11 picks. So, Raider fans, that's what you guys were dealing with before Derek Carr got there. And McLaurin had some, had some moments. Matt Flynn started a game or two. And then before that, you had Carson Palmer for a couple of years, who was pretty decent. But then Jason Campbell, Jamarcus Russell, Josh McCown, Andrew Walter in 2006. I don't even know who that is. So it, it is easy to remember the dark times, especially since you've had Derek Carr for the last eight years, really been the stable of your organization. And a lot of that is because he's not really the flashiest, right? And he gets overlooked because now Mahomes is there. Justin Herbert's there. They had Peyton Manning multiple seasons in Denver. So it's easy to, you know... Overlook Derek Carr because he's not the best quarterback even in his own division. But you have to pay him. And you're going to have to give him that $40 million because he's your franchise quarterback. He's an above average quarterback. He's a top 12 quarterback in the league. But they missed their window. The Raiders' window to win a championship and to make deep playoff runs was when you weren't paying Derek Carr. Not even on his first contract because I believe he's gotten paid before this. Just not this $40 million because he's drafted in 2014. He's on a four-year deal because he's a second-round pick. So he's gotten paid at least once. But now you have to go and you have to pay him $40 million when the rest of your roster isn't really ready to compete right now. You know, you, you have holes on defense and even on offense. You need to go and, and pick up another weapon. You have to see, can, can Darren Waller stay healthy this season? And he has been the last two, so I don't want to take that away from him. But, you know... The offensive line, who it seemed like they have their franchise left tackle on Colton Miller, but they could still use some upgrades there after they traded away basically their entire offensive line this past offseason. Their defense allowed the seventh most points per game. So they have a ton of, you know, um, a ton of improvements to make on this team. And you're going to have to go and pay Derek Carr, who's a good quarterback, who may, has great moments, $40 million. It's going to be hard to really improve this team when you have such a big cap hit 
taken up by Derek Carr, but you don't have another choice. So they have to do it. It just sucks because they're never going to be able to make a, a deep playoff push. I think they do have another choice. And it's trade Derek Carr. Blow it all up. For picks and blow it all up. They made the playoffs this season of Derek Carr playing hero ball and on top of the secondary being relatively solid. I think you trade Derek Carr to a team that does feel like they can compete right now. Listen, if Tampa Bay comes calling and says, listen, we'll give you two first-round picks, you give us Derek Carr, I'm sure that they would do that. Why? Because why wouldn't you take the draft capital where Derek Carr, who has been very loyal to the Raiders, been the face of the Raiders for however many years now, hasn't he earned that type of respect within the Raiders organization? They took two firsts for for Khalil Mack, and they ended up with Josh Jacobs and Abrams. I understand. And that's they haven't had the best track on record. them. But now Mayock's not in town anymore. Gruden's not in town anymore. You have new people calling shots. Patriot, this is your time to really yeah. trust within the Patriots' history. Hasn't I, I been will. Great I will Patriot say this. I will, I will say this. I'm going to look at the Raiders as a glass half full, more so than half empty, because from what you've said, you're kind of like, listen, let's blow it up. You just outright said it. Just blow it up. I didn't say. Blo- I said you have to pay him, but you're just. You're kind of stuck in this purgatory like, where you're never going to be do, great. Do the Raiders have a roster? No. Or are they a few pieces away from being a Super Bowl contender? I think they're a few pieces away from making the playoffs again. Like, are they ever going to win the division? No. I don't know why not. I, I really don't know why not. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know why not. No, the, the Chiefs? The Chargers? Chargers the Denver's, just have to get, yeah. Denver's a quarterback away I don't from care being better Denver. than maybe really, all I'm of re- them? I'm not worried about Denver. I'm really not. They have Daniel Hackett. Unless Rodgers goes there, I'm really not don't worried about, about you guys. At don't all. talk about us. I'm don't not talk about at us. All. Don't talk about us. You say you don't want to talk about us. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Derek Carr is a top twelve quarterback in the NFL. You can argue he's the tenth best quarterback in the NFL. Can you? You don't find those quarterbacks on trees. Agreed. They're just not out there. The Raiders just brought in a new GM and Dave Ziegler and a new head coach in Josh McDaniels. I guarantee you they did not go to Las Vegas to blow it up, tank, and lose. They want to win with Derek Carr, and Derek Carr is a quarterback you can win with. The problem with John Gruden is that despite having a great quarterback, he always loves to play around with him, mm-hmm. and he was never committed to Derek Carr. First thing this regime is doing is committing to Derek Carr, and that's what I love. Carr's top choice was Josh McDaniels for coach, which means that he wants to work with him as well. Mm -hmm. This past season, 4,800 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, 14 picks, 94 passer rating. All better than Matt Ryan. The Raiders this past season, they didn't put Carr in the Best situations to succeed. Not by any means. When have they? They used 11 personnel most of the time, which is three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back, because the run game was ineffective, despite having Drake and Josh Jacobs averaging four yards per attempt. Jacobs was pretty solid down the stretch. But for the most part, the run game wasn't effective. McDaniels... It's the first round pick on Jacobs, too. McDaniels uses all types of group groupings in his offense. 11 personnel, 21 personnel, which is one tight end, two running backs, two wide receivers, and 12 personnel, which is two tight ends, one running back, two receivers. He uses a lot of different personnel groupings. With a rookie quarterback in New England, with weapons that are not good, he had them as a top 10 scoring offense, 
They were one of the better red zone offenses. They are one of the better offenses in terms of yards per attempt. And that's with a rookie quarterback with no standout receiver, definitely not one as good as Hunter Renfro, and no tight end that can sniff Darren Waller's shoes. The running backs, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, I think the Patriots have better running backs. But is it that far off from Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs? I really don't think it is. Offense is complicated. There's a lot of cadences. But there's no doubt that I think Derek Carr can blossom in this offense. McDaniels is an offensive, he's a great Mm -hmm. offensive mind. Mm -hmm. May not have the best people skills, but in terms of designing an offense and putting his quarterbacks in the best possible situations, he does that. He gives his quarterback a lot of freedom. He gives his quarterback different places to go with the ball, different outlets. And with Derek Carr being one of the smarter quarterbacks in the NFL, this is a great situation for him. They have Waller. They have Renfro. They're a receiver away from this offense really blossoming. Offensive line? Offensive line, they could use help, definitely. Mm -hmm. But I really think it's about having a true receiver. Like, they have to have a true X wideout. But then they need a defensive tackle. The run defense wasn't that great this season. The run defense wasn't that great because of the scheme that Gus Bradley plays in. Uh Cover three usually isn't the best against run defense because you're mostly playing dime coverage most of the time. They have Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe. No doubt, no doubt. They He's have their edge rushers solidified. I actually think they could probably use a corner because their cornerback groups, they were relying on like Desmond Trufant Casey later Hayward, in the season. Hayward, who's and Casey Hayward, Hayward who's, yeah, he's old. He's a veteran, even game. though he played very well. Trayvon Muller, yeah. Obviously, the dream scenario is Devontae Adams. He played with Derek Carr at Fresno State. Yep. If things don't work out with Aaron Rodgers on where he's going, because if, he if he stays in Green Bay and they don't pay Devontae, he might go to Las Vegas. I don't know. That'd be a tag and trade. It probably would be. Devontae Adams is option number one. But you got guys out here like Christian Kirk, who I think would upgrade the receiving core, Allen Robinson, even an older guy like Emmanuel Sanders, Chris Godwin. They they can be in there. Just throw Chris Godwin in there with all those guys. Yeah. So Christian Kirk, Emmanuel, Chris Godwin. (laughs) A-Rob. I I didn't really look at Chris Godwin like that because he's a slot. But I know he can play outside. What I'm saying is that the Raiders aren't too far off. And in this draft, they can get some offensive linemen. This draft is loaded in skill positions. For sure. If they can even draft a receiver or some offensive linemen, maybe sign some guys, I think it puts the Raiders in a good situation. I mean, like I said before, Josh McDaniels, the Pats were the sixth highest scoring offense at 27.2 points per game in the NFL with a rookie quarterback with barely any weapons. And the offensive line picked it up later, but their tackles were not good. With the Raiders, with Derek Carr, with Renfro, one of the better slots, with Waller, one of the better tight ends, I really don't see how this offense can't be a top 15 or 10 offense in the if, NFL next if you year. Pay, if you pay Derek Carr 40 mil a year, he's going to be a, what, top three quarterback paid in the league? The thing about that is that you can you can kind of hide the money you pay guys you because of the restructures and with the new NFL media deal, that 40 mil doesn't sound as bad. I think... You keep Derek Carr no matter what. Hundred percent. You have to. You, have, you to. have to. To run this system, this complicated system, you have to have a quarterback capable of doing it. You pay Derek Carr. It's just they. To me, they missed their window of being able to really go in and, and go for a championship. I mean, we, we With mentioned this roster right now. You do genuinely believe that they could I'm make not, noise? I'm not saying I feel it's, like there's a lot of I'm, pieces missing. I'm not saying it's a championship roster. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is Isn't that, that the goal. It is the goal, but you have so, to take steps to that goal. Were you the Bengals a championship roster going into last year? Hell no. Not until last year, but they overachieved. I'm saying, like, going, sorry, I know going what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you, you mean. have to. You have to take steps. 
I don't necessarily believe that just because a roster isn't a championship roster now that you have to blow it up. Yeah. I don't think that. To an extent. Yeah. Because like, if you have a you, franchise, if you have a franchise quarterback, don't blow it up. But like when I'm looking at the Saints, I'm like, they don't have a quarterback. Then I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Blow it up. But Derek Carr's a franchise guy, 100%. which is why I'm saying that they like have to ride talk, it out with Derek We're talking Carr. about the Seahawks and potentially moving on from Russell Wilson. Well, that's because the rest of their team sucks. I still look at the Raiders, and I don't think the rest of their team flat out sucks. I just think that they have a bunch of pieces missing, that it's going to take more than one yeah. offseason to yeah. fix. And with paying Derek Carr $40 million, who I still have my reservations about, who I do believe is fringe, top 10 fringe, closer to, closer to in my opinion, closer to 15 than 10. How? I who do just, you put above him? I would, Kirk? I probably would take Kirk Cousins after this season. Matt Ryan? No. Dak? Yes. Easy. I don't think it's a, that easy. But I'm I think I think Kirk, Dak, and Derek Carr are like neck and neck. And that's mm. 9 to 12 range. That is yeah. 9 to 12 range. Let me not disrespect DC. Let me see him get a weapon. A real number one where he made, or I, wouldn't, I won't say made. He definitely played a, a strong part in making run for what he was. Let me wait before I, I start to slander DC. He's in my division. I, I already feel some type of way towards him. So let me let me be let me do my job and be open minded. Yeah. Before we go on to the next segment, a uh, quick shout out to DraftKings Hoops fans. The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs. Three sixty windmill. Good. New customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Not the Celtics up 103 to 61 on the Sixers. Come no on. No way. Bro. No way. Come on. Y'all are different. We're like y'all, that. Y'all, no, no, nah, y'all are nice. We're the like Celtics that. have changed their identity. They're a defensive, defensive team. That's where we should have always been. I saw today they're a top 10 defensive rank, but offensively 18th offen- in offensive rating. They're That's embracing. So surprising. They're, they're, they're right now. Tatum, 28, 12, and 6. They're, what about they, JB? 29, 8, and 3. Go, go! Right now, their culture is similar to the Heat in terms of their defensive oriented now, defensive minded. That's exciting, but that's because James Harden isn't playing though. If he was playing, it would easily be smoking the, the Celtics. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> James Harden is better than your franchise. Just drunk. Right now, you're taking James Harden. No what, doubt about it. Look what Nico I, sent me. Look, look at him, man. Just so handsome. Nah, Nico is so tough for this, man. Talking about Jason Tatum? I got Tatum. Yeah, JT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question, right now, easy eyes closed, you're taking Harden over J- uh, Jason Tatum? Yeah. Easy eyes closed? Pretty much. Dude, he does not believe that for a second. But easy eyes closed, hand over my eyes, doing spins around the <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Harden's a diva. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Hard, James, he's going to win a championship this year. I've been waiting. <laughs> you better hope he doesn't, man. I will be on you. I'm man. not. I'm not on the basketball show. I don't give a damn. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I don't want the Sixers to win, though. The Indianapolis coach uh, might release Carson Wentz. Uh, they're undecided on keeping Carson Wentz, and Jim Ursay has said he's willing to eat money to upgrade at the position. Chris Ballard said, we thought we had it until the end of the season. Ursay was reportedly livid after Week 18, the Jacksonville loss, because this is a team with a league-high seven pro bowlers that traded a first and a third for Carson Wentz. Is this a good or bad move? Are they giving up on Wentz too early? You in the Discord chat said that, Serge, you're going to be proud of me after this Wentz segment. I'm curious to hear what, you want, what you're going to say, Joel. I want to know where you side on with this. I'm apparently the resident Carson Wentz hater. Oh, no, no. Per no, sources. No, no. Per no. sources. Per you. I'm, you know what I am? I'm a realist. That's what I am when it comes to Carson Wentz. Okay, okay. Because first of all, I don't know why it took till week 18 for Jim Ursay to be upset over what this team has done with specifically specifically talking about Carson Wentz. Because if you look from week 10 on, that's eight weeks of the season. He had one game over 225 yards. They got figured out. He had two games of two plus touchdowns. They have no weapons, bro. I don't. I don't give a damn. They have no weapons. I do not care. I yep. saw Zach Wilson eat with no weapons. I don't. Eat. I don't. Two twenty-five. He did two twenty-five once. It's twenty twenty-one. Twenty twenty-two. That's abysmal. You're gonna make me look up Zach's. All right, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. You don't got to do all that. <laughs> like, come on, bro. He, he he had games though. He had games. Uh, he like eighty-seven against the Bills. They're the Bills. Two thirty-four, one hundred two, one seventy, two hundred two, two twenty-six, one forty-five. Oh, 51. that's that's two games over two twenty-five. Fair, fair. Okay. All right. So and one was against the Buccaneers. All right. So. Swiftly moving on from that, Zach Wilson confirmed better than Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz, to me, has a very low floor. You know, that 2020 season, is it a bit of an outlier? Sure, because he came back, bounced back this year a little bit. His turnovers were way down compared to that season. But I still look at him, and kind of the same breath, my friend to the left of me here, how he doesn't trust Stafford, which is blasphemous. I don't trust Wentz. Get over it. Wentz, no, Wentz no. makes multiple boneheaded decisions a year or a game. And one that just sticks out is him getting sacked, throwing the ball with his left hand, which still baffles my mind. But when Mahomes does it, he gets praised. Yeah, because it's Mahomes. Because he completes it. Wentz, Wentz gets intercepted. Get out of here with this trash. Well, please, let's not do Mahomes versus Carson Wentz right now. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Sorry, bro. I have an agenda. But like I mentioned, I'm a realist. And when I look at this Colts team, who are they, who are they upgrading to? They don't have a first-round pick because they traded that away to acquire Carson Wentz. They also don't have a third-round pick. So looking at a second-round pick, are they going to go and blow it up and trade a Darius Leonard or a Quentin Nelson? Because that's where you're going to need to do. Heavens no. You want to upgrade a quarterback? That's where you're going to need to do. Because if you don't want to upgrade, and maybe you want to be stagnant or about equal to Carson Wentz, Jimmy G, Jameis, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mitch Trubisky, Andy Dalton, like these are your options. Because if you want to go and upgrade... (laughs) If you want to go and upgrade at quarterback, how are you going to do it without any draft picks? And the Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is a bit interesting because I don't think they're going to release him because if you release him before uh, June 1st, $15 million in dead cap. You can't release him and not have Sam Ellinger be your starting quarterback. What is interesting though, you could trade him. The Colts would save $28 million if he's traded, which is a ton of money. I mean, there's no quarterback for agents, but there's a ton of money. And next year, his contract isn't guaranteed. So if a team is really interested in Carson Wentz, I don't know who would be that interested, but there is, I think, some trade market out there. Because Steelers? Maybe. I don't know if they want to trade him in conference, especially a team that probably be competing for a wild card spot. 
I don't know if they if they would do that, but the Steelers was the first team that came to my mind too. Because a team could look at Carson Wentz and say, we could trade a third-round pick right now, probably pick him up, and then just a one-year deal. If he ends up being great, Saints. cool. That, that's that's an option. If he ends up being great, that's awesome. We have a quarterback for this year. Maybe we could – he's extended, he's signed through a couple of seasons. But if not, you could cut him. There's no dead cap, and, and you could just be on your merry way you give him a third-round pick. But if you're the Colts, you have to stick with Wentz because you have no other options. You can't go out and trade – for Deshaun, first of all, I mean, same division. I can get Watson. You can't trade for Russell Wilson. You're not trading for Aaron Rodgers. Unless, like I said, you are blowing it up and you're willing to give up some of your young stars like a Darius Leonard or Quentin Nelson. That's the only way it happens. These teams are going to want draft picks for the quarterback. The only other thing I could possibly see, which I don't think would happen, is Kirk Cousins. But I still don't think Kirk Cousins happens because you're going to have to give Wentz in the first. If I'm the Vikings, that's what I need at the minimum. And I still would rather just keep Cousins. Why do I want Wentz? So the Colts, while I love I love Ursay saying, I'll take on the dead money. I don't care. I want to upgrade a quarterback because that's what I want to hear from my owner. I want him to not be satisfied. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're stuck with Carson Wentz because they they don't have draft picks. They don't have a first this year. They have Carson Wentz in a first to move. You're not going to get much better than that. Listen, I'm sorry. If you want to go, you can go. Yeah, you've been talking all show I have long. been. I have I, been. I but rightfully of, so. <laughs> rightfully so. This is kind if of my show today. Go, if you want to go, you can go. All right. I mean, we're pro- I'm interested. You're in or out? I'm out on Wentz. Out? Yes. Mm. Y'all have seen the light. I'm ecstatic. I'm not out yet. Dude, I'm not out yet. They're pass block this season. But you're not out on him either. You want them to keep Wentz. They don't, yeah, because he's better than Jimmy G. Okay. He is better he, than Jimmy G. He has G. a higher a higher ceiling than Jimmy G. Lower floor. And I'd rather take the chance. I'll say this. Their pass block this season was bad. I, I know it was, but I want to say that I think it's because of Wentz. I think it's because he holds the ball too long. But I'll say this. Their number two weapon was Zach Pascal with 384 yards. Next after that was actually Jonathan Taylor, their third leading receiver this season, who is the best running, second best running back in football. Derrick Henry is, in my opinion, number one when healthy. T.Y. Hilton, who missed a plethora of games, and then Mo Ali Cox. They need weapons. Before we can properly... What are we making this face about? Something different? No, I was trying to spell it disrespectfully, but I got it. All right. Good for you. I'm glad you could spell that word. They need weapons before I can truthfully, completely say I'm out on Wentz. Their pass block was terrible. Their only solid weapon is Michael Pittman. And in my opinion, he's not a one. He's not a one. He's definitely not a 1A. Pittman? Pittman. I think he's a solid, one of the better number twos. I love his skill set. I don't think he's an alpha. He's a great two. He's a, oh, excellent. He would be one of the he's better. He's a low tier one. Agreed. Yeah, like that Ravens game sticks out where he but just again, made some is crazy he, catches. Is he one of those receivers that can be the only lone wide receiver option and eat still consistently? No, but no. Not, I don't know. If there's really no one who can. Mm, we saw I, Cooper Cup disappear the, for but 75% he's still, but he's still, of the game. But he still broke out when you needed him to. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Mike, obviously Mike Clemens sound. That's, that's what I'm saying. I just think, given the fact he was 27-7, and seven, the stats don't say it all again. This is one of these situations where statistically doesn't sound bad, but towards the end of the season, he was downright bad. Against the Raiders, he was horrible. Against Jacksonville, he was even worse, which which is... <laughs> like, that should be terrifying. <laughs> I, you should be terrified. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm not totally disagreeing. I just think you need to put him in... Just give him another weapon. If he has another weapon and he's bad, hey, 
I'm not really. I'm not. T- I just I don't, don't really know care. if another weapon like really uh, changes uh, Wentz. Oh, like you unless have, you're getting a top ten receiver. Like, okay, maybe Chris, Chris Godwin comes and, and signs for. Maybe I don't even think they have the cap for that. I, I'm sure they do. I'm sure you can make you, it. Happen. I have it up actually. You saying they do have the money for it? Yeah. You saying we need to see Wentz with receivers bothers me. Why, bro? His number two had 300 yards, he, barely. He did it with in Philly. He never had a great receiving core. It bothers he had, me. He had like tight ends. That was and a it. good old line. But did it? Did it with this? What you're saying with those receiving core is the exact same stat line. What do you mean? Okay. They had from that year, 2019, where they made the playoffs. Yeah. But they were what eight and eight, nine and seven, yeah, one of the two. It was the NFC East. 27 and seven. This season, 27 and seven. Context though. Okay. Week ten on, he was abysmal. He was horrible. Yeah. He was horrible. But it was understood that this was Jonathan Taylor's offense, which is fine. Uh, agreed. Yeah. But, so what's the so if so you're telling me this is Jonathan Taylor's offense and Carson Wentz can't even be a game manager in this offense? But he was a game manager. They were winning mm-hmm. games up until the last two weeks. Bro, they were a lock for the they, playoffs uh, until they mm-hmm. choked it against the, the Raiders. That's and what Jaguars, I'm saying. When you needed Wentz to I, I do literally anything other than be a game manager, folded. Unfortunately, true. Like you're never. I think gonna, that's actually different. It actually, um, it's actually not true. Okay, go on. And I, I will I will explain why. I don't like the points you made because he's 30. I mean, we know who Carson Wentz is as a quarterback already. We know. I don't think getting he's only been truthfully like horrible one season. Yeah. 20, uh, 2020. 20. But the flaws are still there in his in his game. And he's 30 years old. I don't think you can teach an old dog new tricks. I don't think like it may make make his stats look better getting a number one receiver. But this team should have been in the playoffs. The Colts would suffer a $15 million dead cap charge if they release Wentz outright before June 1st. That'd be nuts. But they would save $13 million. So, actually, this, and Jim Mercer said, I'm going to take, I could take the money hit. I just want an upgraded quarterback because what I saw was abysmal. Just, yeah. If they trade Wentz, they'd save $28 million on top of the remaining money on his contract. Let's be honest, though. They're not trading Wentz. Nobody's trading for Wentz. I 100%. Even the Saints? Mm-mm. The Saints are like, hmm. Commanders? But, bro, you look at Wentz's contract, you get out of it next year, no dead money. Okay, but this is my rebuttal to that. You don't think teams are looking at Carson Wentz like, hmm, I could trade for him, pay him $28 million this season, or I can just let the Colts release him, pick him up for a one-year contract with 10 mil, Col- I don't think and I'll be good. Him. It makes Why? no sense. Let me finish. <laughs> Moving on from Carson Wentz, if they release, the, release him, Gives them $51 million in cap space to play with this offseason. That's why it makes sense. If I'm another team. But you don't have a quarterback. Okay, this is. Can I finish my solution? God damn. I know, but it's. it's I, don't like, I don't like the start to the solution, so. I'm going to name some alternatives. All right. There are some cheaper alternatives on the market. Jameis is getting named, yeah. no doubt. I wasn't even going to name him. I'm shocked. You're lying. I'm You're shocked. lying. You're lying. I, he's literally not written here. He's not written here. Okay. <laughs> I'm shocked. Teddy Bridgewater. Rather have once. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, that's rude. I'm sorry, Teddy. I'm Rather sorry. Jimmy Garoppolo. Marcus Mariota. Rather have once. What are we talking about here, bro? Can I finish? Holy fucking shit. I'm sorry, bro. These options no. really aren't great. I don't need you to I, finish. Th- that's why I said cheaper alternatives. I, I, can <laughs> I get into my high tier uh, ones? Oh, my God. All right. All right. Holy moly. I would love to know how they're going to acquire these high tier players. Okay. Okay. Mm. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Bro, you made fun of me. I didn't make fun of you. That's fair. It's fair. Okay. It's fair. High tier ones. Russell Wilson, 
Deshaun Watson, which he it's they probably don't get there. It's not individual. No individual no. trade. Aaron Rodgers. Hell no. I'm sorry. I'll shut and, up. And that's probably it. <laughs> You're being rude. You shut it. Shut up. Shut up. The problem with Carson Wentz is that he struggles with easy throws. You talked about when they asked him to be anything more than a game manager, he couldn't do it. I would argue the opposite. When they asked him to be a game manager, he couldn't do it. And, and that's the problem with him. He is a quarterback that is fixated on making plays outside of the pocket, playing hero ball. He doesn't take easy completions. And that's his problem as a quarterback. He still has sloppy mechanics, sloppy w- footwork, the left-handed pass against he has, Tennessee. He has no options. It's Michael Pittman. Pray to God that Jonathan Taylor breaks out a 50-yard run, and that's the offense. I don't care about the options. I care about the process. And the process in which he makes these decisions fair, is what is flawed that's to unfair. me. That's unfair. Because Zach Pascal's not that dude. T.Y. Hilton's not that dude anymore. Carson Wentz led no game-winning drives in 2021. Six of Carson Wentz's seven interceptions came after halftime, and he had a 59% completion percentage after halftime. That's down 6% from his regular season numbers, which is at 65%. You look at Carson Wentz's stats through each quarter. He gets worse. His worst quarter is the third quarter, but in the fourth, he's not much better. Five touchdowns and three picks in the fourth. He is not a quarterback who can succeed in this offense, in my opinion. Frank Reich tried to fix him. He couldn't. I know the numbers don't look bad, but Frank Reich even said it. We need a quarterback that's going to take the easy throws. Chris Ballard said it. We need a quarterback that's going to make the layups. Carson Wentz doesn't make the layups. The quarterback that sticks out to me that I didn't name because I was saving it was Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. The the fraud Matty Ice? I want to see Matt Ryan on the Indianapolis Colts next season. I like that. The Falcons are wasting his career right now. They have no cast base. They're they're trying right now, their big dilemma is trying to keep Cordero Patterson in, in the building. Falcons, for the love of God, trade Matt Ryan to the Colts, and I guarantee the Colts win this division. There's no doubt about it. Matt Ryan with this offensive line, you talk about Michael Pittman. Yeah, he's not a great one. He'll succeed with him. Bro, Give him Jonathan Taylor. Do you, He'll do his thing with him. Do you know the dead cap hit if they trade Matt Ryan before June 1st? They could trade him after. They could. Yeah, they could. It was training camp, I guess. I know it's a lot. A- after the draft, too. That's why trading him is tough. You take forty million dollars of dead cap. It's it, yeah, and all you could get is one first. Yeah, I don't. I like it. I like. Don't the get me Falcons, wrong. I love the idea. The Falcons are not going but, anywhere anytime soon. I love the idea. You need to address though, the weapons before you d- can really overevaluate the quarterback if it's, if right it's, now. And if it's not Matt Ryan, and bro, damn. If you trade him after June first, it's twenty four million, twenty five million really dead this year, and fifteen million dead in twenty twenty three. You're taking a huge financial burden. The Falcons I mean, are not doing anything. I know. No, no, but for sure. I know. It's an unrealistic scenario, and that's why, based on the numbers, Matt Ryan probably gets stuck in Atlanta, and I'm going to be crying. I'm going to be crying for him. In 2023, though. When he's like 39. He's going to be that much better when he's 38. Like it's a year away. Yes. <laughs> if it's not Matt Ryan, give me Jimmy G. You'd rather have Jimmy G than Wentz. I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo than Wentz. He's a road warrior. I can trust him in big time games. 
I know he didn't show up these pops, but he was injured. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a great quarterback. He's a mid-tier quarterback. We understand that. But we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo in a Kyle Shanahan offense that's run-centric succeed and go far into the playoffs. The Colts, who have an elite defense, who have Jonathan Taylor, give him 300 carries a season. Jimmy Garoppolo just has to hit the layups that Carson Wentz can't hit. If they get Jimmy G, they can win the division. He's a big-time player. He shows up. He has leadership that George Kittle has raved about. Debo Samuel came out defending him. That's my quarterback. Regardless of what you guys are saying, he wins. Check the win-loss record. I'm not a big fan of quarterback as a winning stat, but Jimmy Garoppolo is an upgrade over Carson Wentz, and I stand on that. I don't think Carson Wentz is a viable option for the Colts next season. And Jimmy Garoppolo is on a one-year deal. The Colts don't have to commit to him long-term. It makes sense. It makes sense. Get a receiver for Wentz. Go get go get a Christian Kirk with Michael Pittman. Go get a tight end. Maybe Dalton Schultz comes along. See what Jimmy G does. That's my guy. He's a road warrior. And you have him playing in a dome? Come on. I need to know what exactly Jimmy G is doing different outside of Carson Wentz. What? Hitting, hitting He's the, safer. Hitting, hitting, hitting he has the a flats. Higher, he has a higher no, floor. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Hitting the flats. That, that's important, though. He has a higher that's floor. That's important. That's the difference. He has a higher floor than once. So you're telling me right now, as currently stands, this crew of weapons, you're winning more games with Jimmy G. Yes. Oh, I don't know. That's so hard for me. Michael Pittman's solid. I'm like the second best was under 400 yards. Can you level with me? Jimmy Garoppolo went to a San Fran team in 2017 Debo, that was 0-5 George and Kittle, 5 with them. Whatever you want to say about the, the scheme fit, Elijah Mitchell was amazing. Brandon Ayuk's a solid number two option, especially when you have George Kittle. They had a plethora of options. In 2020. And he had Shanahan calling plays. Yes, that's huge. And Come on, man. In 2020. We'll be going to a worse division, though. You're going from the best, probably. But to are they are they better worse. than the Titans with Jimmy G? No. no. Why not? They're not. Because I mean, Titans have shown the last three years they won the division. Why can't they be better, though? I don't I, understand. I think Tennessee. Tannehill's better. The, the rosters are close because the Colts have better defense. This is the last thing I'll say about Jimmy Garoppolo and about the Colts as a whole. I like Fable more. Yeah. I still take the Titans. I freaking forgot what I was going to say. There we go. So let me just try to wing it right now. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, I just think is a safer option than Carson Wentz. You need a quarterback to hit the flats. And I actually just remembered the flats was a key word. Naheem Hines last year in 2020 with Phillip Rivers had 70 receptions. That was down by 30 receptions this past season to 40 with Carson Wentz. Yep. There's a reason for that. It's because he doesn't hit the flats. Jonathan Taylor also didn't take over last year until late in the You're season. You're right, but the Naheem Hines definitely had a reduced role because Carson Wentz and, and wasn't taking an easy Ta- stuff. And Taylor should not be coming off the field for Naheem Hines. I want a quarterback that's going to play safe, especially if... Why? This the, is the why. NFL is the complete opposite This is that. why. I want a quarterback that's going to manage the game if my scheme is revolved around a running back that can hit 2,000 yards. The that's two, really it. The two quarterbacks just in the Super Bowl were Stafford with the most interceptions and Joe Burrow with like the eighth most interceptions. So being Things safe, change every year, though. Being safe, I understand what Jimmy you're Garoppolo saying. Jimmy Garoppolo is their 2019. But you need It's like Mahomes is upside. one of the riskier quarterbacks there are I just, in the NFL. I, I don't see the upside with Jimmy G. Like I don't he, see... I'm not saying I not see the I upside. Not much with Wentz either, I'm not seeing the upside, but I'm saying that... You're not committing to Jimmy G long term. It's would, a one year, twenty million dollar deal. Wait, and how are you? How are you getting? We're gonna trade a second for Garoppolo, I guess. Okay. 
You don't have a first. Now you don't have a pick to the third round. So you're telling me you just traded a first and a third for Wentz. Now for a, a probably worse quarterback, but apparently in, in Joel in your situation. Uh, a not, very uh, marginal. Jo- a, a better scheme, a team fit. You're trading a second round pick now. Now you don't have you don't pick. They don't they don't have a third this year. Like these are va- these are good picks. So they don't have a. Fr- I'm pretty sure they don't have a first or a third this year. They would have a second, which they would trade for Jimmy G. They have a fourth. What what are we doing here? I'm not in love with it. I would just rather Jimmy G over Carson Wentz at this I, point I'm in time. Not like, I like Jimmy G over Carson. Wentz. I'm not going to push back crazy. And I, I will say this: guys. last offseason when the Colts were pushing for a quarterback. My number one guy was Matthew Stafford. Check the tape. Roll it back. That's my guy. Yeah, saying, say one more time. what did he say? <laughs> Check the tape on what? Uh, what did you say? Oh, Stafford yeah. was my guy to go to the Colts. I wanted him on the Colts. Ah, it's a Good thing shame. he went to the Rams, though. He got a championship. Yeah. But I w- the Colts, that was my number one option. That was my number one pick. Ah. I trust Stafford. Now this. <laughs> I trust him, man. Now, whoa. whoa. <laughs> what did I say? I didn't trust him, man. <laughs> I'm so sick you are of you. A sicko. Man went from saying, can we wait one more year? Can we wait one more year to I trust? <laughs> Watch when they scheme his ass up, man. Oh my god, man. So what what do we think happens here? I'm crying. Do we think I, I think they release Wentz. I do. I really don't he's I would be shocked if he's the Colts quarterback next year. What do you think, Drew? He's playing. He's staying. I don't know what's gonna happen. They should keep him. Think so? They should. Jimmy G's not. I'm not trading a second for Jimmy G to release Wentz. It's like I'm just losing a second for maybe, Question. maybe so a marginally better quarterback, you, you, maybe, which I keep, don't think is true. You keep Wentz this year. Yeah. Next year he's a free agent. No, but you could cut him with no dead money. No dead money. So what's the harm of 100? One more season. I agree. Bring in a Chris Godwin. Bring in someone who's actually going to impact this wide receiver court drastically. So when you'll have JT, you'll have Michael Pittman who could really strive in that number two role and an alpha male with Chris Godwin. Take it easy. Take it easy. All right. Come on. Jesus Christ. Chris Godwin, maybe Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, one of these three. And see what happens. Even a Mike Williams who could take the top off more than Michael Pittman. That opens the field. Anything is better. I'll be honest. They are very similar receivers. Williams and Pittman. I disagree strongly. Uh, I feel like Pittman's better intermediately. Correct, he is. Which is why Michael Michael, excuse me, Mike Williams is an over the top receiver. Yeah, that's where he's. Yeah, that's where he's most dominant. Yeah, but they're every, similar. Every time Pittman does up, that though. too, but he's not as physical as Mike Williams. You just get scared every time he goes up for a ball because he. Like, I will so say, weird. I will say, he de- he definitely doesn't have the body type of Williams, yeah. but but Pittman gets up there and gets it too. Yeah, he's a skinny guy, but th- that's because he has to be put in these situations. No, I think it's just he's good in those situations. I do think he's. I think he's, it's, he's, he's solid, the only player on the team who can do it. Which is like he's the only player on the team who can do damn near anything. <laughs> that's my point. I don't know if I'm the Chargers, but I'd rather want Pittman or Williams. Pittman, I'd rather Pittman. I'd rather have Pittman as well. I feel like they need a a slot. <gasps> in my opinion, do you want to? Keenan Allen type receivers. I'm not saying Pittman is well, Keenan Allen. I'm just he's saying not, in a they're not similar. I don't, I don't mm. think so. I think Keenan he Allen's a slot. A, he's Pittman's a, a decent route runner though. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Keenan Allen is. Yeah. Pristine. 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 Aaron Rodgers was a potential option to go to the Colts, but as of right now, it seems like the Packers want to keep Rodgers. This was reported by Ian Rappaport. The relationship between quarterback Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is in as good as a spot as it has been in a long time. 
leading to optimism and hope that he will choose to return. Green Bay is willing to do what is necessary contract-wise to make it happen via Ian Rappaport. With this report, do you think that Green Bay is admitting that they whiffed on Jordan Love? What other opinion is there to have? Truthfully, why? <laughs> I think he might have a different opinion than both of us. I do. I really do. Jordan Love's going to be the third best quarterback in this draft class, right? I don't think them wanting to keep Rodgers is an indictment on Jordan Love. Ultimately, if you look at the court, think about look, how willing they were to move off Brett Favre for Aaron Rodgers to the was, point where if Brett Favre was coming back, they came out and said Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. Brett Favre, there call, is cost no playoff game. There is no way that you're telling me personally that if Rodgers wanted to come back, they're not welcoming him with open arms. Here's the proof. So why am I thinking that Jordan Love is is or they're holding Jordan Love to higher regard when that's simply not the case? You don't. You can save forty five million. Dump into the rookie contract to Jordan Love, see what he has. Or now you take on the $45 million, you paid the second best, at worst, third, third best quarterback in the NFL. Right? I understand that logic. But if you were really confident in Love, you would take the cheaper alternative. True or false? 100%. There is no cheaper alternative for the Packers here. They're $55 million over the cap. There's no cheap alternative here. So how are they going to give them $45 million? A bunch of restructures, yeah, I, yeah, and they, they would have they would have to cut Zadarius Smith, um, Randall Cobb, Billy Turner, and probably restructure a bunch of deals like Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark, and Preston Smith. And this is just a hope and prayer that Aaron Rodgers could take him to to the promised land again. Well, I mean, he has that's what you, that's what you want to do. No, no, and I, listen, uh, I'm not saying that I'm I'm completely opposed. But now you're cutting one of your better defensive linemen. Who so Darius Smith wasn't there? He all missed year. a good part. A good portion. He of wasn't. The season. No, he wasn't yes, there all I, year. You're right. Uh, you're right. That being said, you don't want him on the team. He doesn't make your team better. With Rashawn Gary's emergence, I really don't care. You want him fair. on the team, but... Yeah, yeah it means Rodgers. Yeah. yeah, fair. It's not too hard. Fair. Fair. This isn't an indictment on Jordan Love, and it's different from other situations. When Brett Favre was on his way out from Green Bay, I mean, he threw an interception that cost him the game versus the Giants. And he really... he. We're talking about a first battle Hall of Famer, Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers also did not have a good game against San Fran. Not to look back at that Favre one versus the Giants, though. It wasn't good. It, wasn't it went pretty. into overtime. It wasn't pretty. Still. Brett Favre was a... It's, it's a first ballot Hall of Famer, It Brett is. It's also, it's also a guy who has had interception problems throughout his entire career and who was clearly on his way out of retirement. He, already, he had already retired and then came back. And he had another and great Rogers year. And has been talking about retirement for a year now. He really hasn't been, though. He hasn't been saying that he's going to retire. Like, Favre's really said it, you know? I, yeah, Favre did it, yeah. But it looks like what he but wasn't still, washed. He, he Favre wasn't. But also, it was after it was at Rogers sat for three years. This Jordan Love's second year that he would be sitting. I mean, his third year he'd be sitting. Realistically, is that what he needs? That third year? <laughs> you never know. What yeah. I'm saying is that he needs God. It's different. <laughs> it's different from a situation like Alex Smith and Mahomes. Alex Smith wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback, franchise changing guy. That's why it was easy to pull the plug on him and just go with Mahomes. That's a different situation. We can't look at this situation with that lens because Aaron Rodgers has won two back-to-back MVPs. Brett Favre didn't do that. Aaron Rodgers is still arguably the best quarterback in the entire NFL. The ultimate goal for a team is to win the Super Bowl. Amen. Aaron Rodgers gives the Packers the best chance to win the Super Bowl. It's as simple as that. 
Aaron Rodgers, who's been not the best in the playoffs as of recent. Unluckily, the Packers had the worst special teams unit in football. Correct. They just brought in Rich Basaccia, who is one of the better special teams coaches in the NFL, well-respected, to fix that unit up. I think he'll do a good job in that. I think they can still bring back Devontae Adams. They can franchise him and, and hold him hostage and then give him an extension uh, by July 15th. I think the Packers are bringing back Aaron. They're bringing back Devontae Adams, and they're going to go for it again. What that means for Jordan Love, do I think that's the Packers admitting they whiffed? I don't necessarily think so. I think that's more of them saying, we can't lose a two-time MVP. And if Aaron, Four. and if Aaron, oh, two back to back MVP, my phone. Mm-hmm. And we can't, Aaron Rodgers means too much to this franchise for him not to retire here. And even but though Brett we, Favre didn't, I know he did. Even though, Jor, even though Jordan Love was huh? a first round pick, what'd you say? He went to Minnesota. I, exactly. Still. Even though Jordan, he made it hurt double. Even though Jordan Love was a first round pick, he's not where Rodgers was year two of his development. And even if he starts, what is he? I think it's way too... He, Jordan he, Love isn't what Jalen Hurts is. He hasn't played enough for us to make any crazy indictment on who he is as a quarterback. He hasn't. I think if Jordan Love was showing us anything in preseason, and limited regular season action, in practice, in training camp, whatever, we would probably be hearing whispers at least saying the coaches that... like We haven't even heard like, oh yeah, you know, LaFleur really likes Jordan Love. He thinks he's, he's a successor. We haven't heard that once. That bothers me a little bit. You're not wrong. But ultimately, the question is, do I think this is an indictment on Jordan Love? I don't think it is. Because you're a believer in him. Well, I am. I, I don't totally... You know, I can respect that. I don't totally disagree I think he you. has talent. But I'm just letting I you think, know, he's I not. I think he's quarterback that. one. If he, if, if he was in this draft, he's quarterback one. In this draft. He's quarterback one in this draft. But instead, he's quarterback five in his own. Well, it was a very stacked draft. And that's way too early to say. I mean, Why? he hasn't played. You can't say that. I don't know, man. There's people that, like, Jalen Hurts sees the most out of his opportunity. Okay, so. so There's a very your... small list of quarterbacks who are drafted in the first round, sit multiple seasons, come out and break out. It's a small, small list. There's not many quarterbacks that sit many seasons that were first round picks. That's true. It's just, when you if you have the talent like that, they're going to want to get you on the field. Not over Aaron Rodgers. No, but they had a chance through this year, this past year. They have a chance through this year. They got him out there week 18. <laughs> Bro, look, sorry. He actually had a great, really great he throw. He looked bad to the against line. KC, too. KC was one of the top defenses at the time. They were really picking it up. I think that was still in their slump, though. That was actually, it wasn't. That's actually it wasn't. when they turned it on. It wasn't. That, okay. That was I was going to yeah. say, because I remember we were talking about that game, being like, if there's any matchup, it's this yep, one. Let's see yep. it. They, they picked it up. Oh, that was it when just they picked happened it up. to be that game they picked it up against that was, Jordan. That was Love. the game they flipped the switch. I mean, they were getting healthy. The Chris Jones back. I mean, they, but I don't dis- reason for that. I don't disagree with you because when you have Aaron Rodgers and you have the most talented or top two talented quarterback in the NFL, you don't want to just let him walk, no matter how good you think Jordan Love might be. I think more than anything, this just tells us without a doubt, they wasted a first round pick. There was no need to go and trade up nonetheless to select Jordan Love. And I know Packers executives, you know, management, whatever, front office thought that 2019 season, Rodgers having a bit of a down year, you know, but still they went 13 and three. They had, he had 4,000 yards, 26 to four touchdown interception ratio. It was his lowest quarterback rate of his career, their lowest touchdown total. 
So like if you really want to nitpick there, but even still like a 26 to four touch interception ratio, if you want to get it ahead of the curve a little bit, I understand what you're trying to do there. But then he, he, um, well, I lost my train of thought. He brought the next season, 2021. He said, oh, you're, you're going to drive Jordan Love. I'm going to be the MVP of the league and have arguably the best year of my career. And then he did it again. So if you're the Packers, you have to be sitting here and just telling yourself, we're we, dumb. We wasted a first round pick. <laughs> and Aaron they refused Rogers, to address the wide receiver Aaron, number two. Aaron Rodgers has needed a wide receiver two my entire life, it feels like. He has not been able to get it. Instead, they wasted first round pick to trade up to get Jordan Love and limited action. Jordan Love has not looked like the guy. In practice, we have no reports and training camp OTAs that Jordan Love looks like he could be a franchise quarterback, that the floor believes in him, that, that the GM, whoever it might be, we don't hear any Devontae Adams quotes saying, oh, Jordan Love's looking good this year. You know that? We're going on year three now of Jordan Love sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. My money is on. He's not going to pan out. That's all. I'm good. <laughs> you can have your money on that. You can bet on that outcome. It might be minus like 500, though. You can bet on that outcome. I don't disagree with, with with what you said in terms of they probably wasted a first round pick because with extensions talks with Aaron Rodgers that may potentially happen, they're going to have to trade Jordan Love. I I believe they're not going to sit him for like five years and ha- pick up his fifth year option. It's I was, was going to say happen. his fifth year option has to be picked up next year. I think they trade him to a team that wants a quarterback, and then we'll we'll see him play sooner rather than later, and then we'll make the indictment on Jordan Love, but. <laughs> For you to run victory laps right now is funny. I'm not running because a victory when, lap. When We're he, just laughing. When he, when he pans out, <laughs> I want to come back to this table, look you in your face, and be like, I told you it's quarterback three. Over Tua. Oh, my God. I mean, Tua has an MVP campaign this next season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that's what Jordan Love over T. Higgins, man. That hurts. Oh, my God. That hurts bad. Claypool, you're into that type of Jettis? guy. No. Nah. Okay. Jettis was 17? Yeah, Jordan Love was 30, 26. No, that's why I was wondering. Jettis was 20, uh, 22. Okay. They took him over. Brandon Ayuk was... One pick before 25. Yeah. Damn. Patrick Green was 28. Damn. That's easy to look back at all the, you know, his picks. Another quarterback problem that's brewing is Kyler Murray. He's frustrated with the Arizona Cardinals right now. Chris Mortensen reported, Murray is described as self-centered and a finger pointer per source. Murray is frustrated with the franchise and was embarrassed by his playoff loss to the Rams and thinks he's been framed as the scapegoat. And Mike Garofolo said they're looking for Kyler Murray to step up, to, to step forward in a number of areas. Maturity is the main one they talk about. I'm wondering about the other areas that they're talking about, though. I think of maturity leadership. Uh, he's on his phone during halftime, was reported. He calls his girlfriend during halftime. And there was also a report by Mike Garofolo that came out as well that when they were getting smoked by the Rams, he refused to check back in the game in the fourth quarter. He refused to. You're the Kyler Murray guy on this I panel. Am. You I think do love he's him. an elite quarterback. You do, rank him I up do. there Thank you. with the top Appreciate guys. Yes, you both guys are Kyler Murray you. guys. I do. So what do you feel about this report? Are you, know, are you still all in on Kyler? I am all in on Kyler. This report definitely does hurt to hear as... I do want my quarterback to be a leader in the locker room. And up until this point, I've I've thought that he was a leader to the point where DeAndre Hopkins shows him that respect of being able to actually criticize Hopkins and the things that he's doing on the field when he's doing something incorrect. 
that takes a certain level of respect, especially when you're getting Hopkins, who has been top two, top three for a majority of his career, for him to allow that, it speaks volumes to how great Kyler is already this this early into his career. But I actually was speaking to Joel when we came in a little bit earlier. Are there great quarterbacks right now that aren't leaders of their teams? The only one that immediately comes to mind is Aaron Rodgers. But even still, that's what the media is showing us. In the locker room, I'm sure people talk about Aaron Rodgers being one of the best leaders in in the clubhouse. But from a, a face value, the only one that immediately came to my mind was Aaron Rodgers. A lot of these other quarterbacks are great leaders. Derek Carr, if anything, he's an amazing leader. Matthew Stafford, amazing leader. Tom Brady, amazing leader. Patrick Mahomes, amazing leader. Josh Allen, amazing leader. Joe Burrow, amazing leader. Even if leader. you don't want to look at the Lamar best Jackson. of the best, Jalen Hurts, someone who isn't the most talented quarterback, but and he gets praised for say, his I intangibles. I was going to save that for your, for your yeah. shit, because congratulations, sir. That was a good tweet. That was really cool. That was a good tweet. Um, we'll wait till he goes. Um, you can say it if yeah, you Yeah, you sure? Yeah, you yeah no, Joel tweeted that if Kyler Murray had Jalen, he wishes that Kyler Murray had Jalen Hurts' leadership skills. I, the tweet was, if Kyler Murray had Jalen Hurts' leadership skills, he's a top five quarterback. See, but even still with that in mind, I do believe that he has the skill set, all the intangibles, to still be a top five quarterback. Yeah. He has an amazing arm. He's one of the most accurate passers in the league. He's one of the more the more skilled mobile quarterbacks in the league. In my opinion, he is the best mobile quarterback given the fact that he is the most accurate on top of being one of the most productive rushing quarterbacks. Ah, I... Let me let me take it easy. Josh Allen, I think I because Josh Allen, I grew up with 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 Lamar, Kyler Murray as those are the three elite mobile quarterbacks. Because Josh Allen has earned that respect. Sure, definitely. I think that even still with that in mind, I'm I'm still all in on Kyler. And if you're Arizona, you should be all in on Kyler because there's been one reason, one real reason why this team has been on an upward trend, and it's because of Kyler Murray. It would be a huge mistake if you decide to move off of him or his his rookie contract's up and you want to trade him for, for capital. You would get a bunch, but at the same time, why would you trade Who cares? the biggest positive yeah. of your team that you've had in years, especially at the quarterback position? No disrespect to Colson Palmer. He, he did a solid job, but Kyler Murray, talent-wise, yeah. is at a whole different level, in my opinion. Yep. For sure. I think injuries really hindered this team. We saw... Hopkins go out, and they really had to rely on A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, who Christian Kirk's a solid number two option. He's not a number one. A.J. Green is not a number one at this point in time. Their number one option was Zach Ertz. He's, at this point in time, not a number one option. James Conner was excellent. He ran out of juice as well. Chase Edmonds was hurt for a majority of the year. When he came back, didn't have the same role that he had because Conner was so dominant. Defensively, J.J. Watt was hurt, came back for the last game, but it was too little. Chandler too Jones. Chandler Jones, another one. Their secondary is not that great as is. There's a lot more than just Kyler Murray. And if you want to really hone in on Kyler Murray, in my opinion, that's a mistake. You have so many other worries that, excuse me, you have so many other things that you should worry about, in my opinion. Kyler Murray is not one of those. So, to, to really hone in and, and and make this report on Kyler Murray is a little irresponsible, in my opinion. This isn't the first time we've heard this about Kyler. I've heard the same thing last offseason. 
I, I don't remember the exact reporter who reported it, but I remember hearing last season that maybe it was a podcast I was listening to that there's people in the Cardinals organization who has questioned his leadership and who who really knows how much of that is true. There's been plenty of reporters came out and said the whole like calling his girlfriend at halftime thing is nonsense. And I think if you're a Cardinals fan or just a fan of the NFL, you just throw out this report because the one thing that matters in this league is do you have an elite quarterback? If you have an elite quarterback, you could go and win a Super Bowl. You could go to the playoffs. And I think that's what we saw. Drew spoke on it. They had injury after injury, offense and defense. Cliff Kingsbury coming into this year was on the hot seat. We didn't even know if he was going to make it through the entire season. But because of how great Kyler Murray is, he was able to make it through the season. Week 8, week 10, they were one of the best teams in the league. They were undefeated, 7-0. He goes down, and we kind of saw um, two years in a row now where Kyler Murray has gone injured with lower body injuries and has come back and just hasn't been the same guy. That's what worries me the most. So if I'm a Cardinals fan, I think the main priority is making sure or figuring out a way that he stays healthy for the entire season because you can't have it three years in a row that he falls off in the second half. When it comes to this report of him being disgruntled and upset, I understand. I mean, he got they got blown out. They got embarrassed in the playoffs, his they first did. playoff game, but... I mean, Josh Allen didn't have a good first playoff game. We saw him lateral, you know, and, and do some really crazy stuff. And he ended up obviously going on to being a top three quarterback in the league at this point. He almost won the game, though. I, I know, but even still, he didn't have a great game. So it's okay if he's upset with the Cardinals. But I also look like they made moves. They went and traded for DeAndre Hopkins. They brought in J.J. Watt. Yep. They were making changes to the team. Brought in Rodney Hudson and upgraded the offensive line. Brought in James Conner. So they made these moves to show Kyler... We know we have sp- something special, and we want to capitalize it on now while we're still on while you're still on your rookie contract, and we can make all of these moves happen. At the end of the day, Kyler's elite. He's, my opinion, if you want to talk just talent wise, he's arguably top five. So what strictly happened, talent? What happened last show? Why didn't you name Kyler as elite? He's not there. He's borderline. When he's healthy, sure. But we we talked about this that it's so two is he years elite or no? Yes or no? When he's healthy, yeah. So Stafford, no. No. Interesting. I think I think Kyler Elite is better than Stafford. I mean, sorry, Kyler Healthy is better than Stafford. You think? Do you disagree? What do you think? Uh, you got, uh, you're pulling out the right heartstrings. I know. Those are your two guys. Whew. Like, I see Kyler and Stafford on the TV. It's the mobility for me, man. Kyler could do more. Yeah. Because he can make all uh, the throws the, Stafford No, could. he cannot. I think no, he, he cannot. His no, arm he cannot. strength is nuts. No, but he can't make the same throws. Maybe not the no-look ones, but all the regular, like, Okay, sure. If he can't make a no look and he's arm angle wise, he doesn't do as much as Stafford does. But I think who has more arm talent? Can I bring in throw on the run and from his left to his right, Kyler? Uh, that's if you want to say point. straight in the pro- pocket, it, it's pretty close. But Kyler still has a great arm in the pocket. It's Matthew Stafford. The scrambling outside the pocket and being able to make throws, you got yes. me. Because Kyler Murray is unbelievable. Yes, for sure. So you have an elite quarterback, and the Cardinals don't have a choice. You're going to have to figure it figure it out. I don't really care if he's not the best leader. J.J. Watt's a phenomenal leader. DeAndre Hopkins has been around the league. He's a leader. So while, to Drew's point, I would like him to be a leader, I don't think it's the end of the world if he doesn't get along with everybody and it's not vocal. I think it is. Uh, for a quarterback, Agenda need, pusher. Agenda pusher. A quarterback needs to be the leader of the team. It's as simple as that. I can't think of a quarterback, an elite one, who's not a leader. He's also Everyone like 23, 24. He's 24. Young. Yeah. He is young. You have to be a leader at the quarterback position. There's no other way to put it. With that being said, what do I think of these reports? I think it's pretty telling. I don't think 
for me, at least it's surprising. I never thought Kyler was the best leader. I never thought he was. I never. I, like, I, where did this come from? Other what than do you this mean, report, where did it come have from? we ever questioned his leadership? I heard it last off. The other really? day. Yeah. I've never heard this. The other day we were talking about Burrow versus Kyler and I put Burrow over him because of leadership. But I, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not coming out of nowhere from me, at least. No, but to say that you always have questioned his leadership, I though? have questioned it. And Ugh. I'll tell you the moment I questioned it was, the first moment I questioned it was when he was doing the pre-draft interviews and he was going on networks. He went on Dan Patrick's show. And if you go look back at his pre-draft interview from Dan Patrick, I will say he didn't ask the most... He didn't ask the best questions. He asked him about whether he's going to commit to the NFL or MLB. That was the big thing at the time. And the interview was awkward. It was very awkward. I kind of, I sensed the awkwardness just watching it. Like, why isn't this guy like, you know, saving grace or he's just, he's making it more awkward. The questions weren't the best. And I understand he probably didn't want to talk about that at the time. But if you go back and watch the interview, You'll understand what I'm talking about. Explain it to me. I'm, I'm curious. Dan Patrick basically asked him, are you going to commit to the football or baseball? And Kyler gave one word answers. And when Dan Patrick would ask another question, Kyler was just kind of like, uh. and it would just be silence for like 10 seconds. Like it was one of the more awkward interviews I've ever seen. Okay. That was when I was like, I'm not in love with this guy's, you know, moxie and how he carries himself. Because other quarterbacks, I believe, like, you know, just the elite ones, I think they go into that interview, and even if they don't want to be asked those questions, they still answer it in a professional manner. The playoff loss was embarrassing. What I'll say about that, though, is, I mean, the day after I came on the show and I said, he, what was he supposed to do? I don't I think agree. he was in a position to succeed in that game. He also did miss a lot of plays, though. I'm not going to just, you know, coddle him. He missed some plays. There were some plays to be made there, and he just wasn't decisive enough. That being said, I do think these reports are coming at a pretty telling time because contract extension talks are starting to heat up. You give him whatever he wants. Blink check. That's yep. the problem. Arizona doesn't want to give him whatever he wants. They, want, they want to negotiate. And we saw th this same thing spurred up with Lamar last last season or this past off season where his contract extension, talk, extension talks came out. This is just an attempt, I believe to lower his value. So they don't have to pay him market value as one of the better quarterbacks in the entire NFL. That being said, I think the, the problem with Arizona is less Kyler Murray's leadership and more Cliff Kingsbury's. There's a track record with him not succeeding in the second half of the season. Arizona, like I said, he Cliff is on the hot seat this year for me. Yeah. If he doesn't win a playoff game this year, he's out. And I'm bringing in an experienced coach, maybe even a Brian Flores. You know, I would, I would, Brian Flores, I think in Arizona makes a lot of sense just from a leadership standpoint and him knowing, him, him finally knowing I got a quarterback that can win. No disrespect to two of what. What do you mean that can finally win? I think that's Brian, where your mistake is, especially when it comes to Tua. I think that's Bri all he does. I think Brian, <laughs> I think Brian Flores looks at Arizona as like Kyler Murray can win me a Super Bowl. I don't think he definitely doesn't do that with Tua. And that and what was did Brian Flores do for Tua exactly exceeded expectations every single season he no, was in Miami. Tua did that. <laughs> okay, the defense outperformed. Agreed. 
That's him. Yeah. That's I him. I don't know if Tua exceeded expectations. Dude, 16 touchdowns and 10 picks this year. He missed time as well. Okay. He would have had a Matthew Stafford. Oh, excuse me, a Matt Ryan stat line this season. I don't want to make this about. Wouldn't two. that be something? I don't, oh, wouldn't don't that even, be something? Don't even compare it to a former. I'm just MVP. saying that's what it would have just happened. He would have had the same stat line just, as Matt Ryan. He, he just that, holds that that Derek Carr's pedestal. Just stop, just stop it. Just stop. It. I'm sorry, bro. I'm just telling you facts. No, you're not. You're telling me two versus Matt Ryan. It's not even close. It's really not. I'm saying it's stats wise, it would have been close. I don't. And I then mean, I really would have been chatting. I mean, Carson. Because I'm telling you right now, also, if Tua plays these games, playoffs guaranteed. Carson Wentz had 27 touchdowns, 7 picks. Is he better than Matt Ryan? At this point in time, it's debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Stats aren't everything, mister. (laughs) (laughs) I do think Cliff gets one more year, and then he's out as coach if he doesn't win a playoff game. I think that's more of the Cardinals' problem. And they need need another receiver outside of DeAndre Hopkins. The scheme is too Hopkins-reliant. The yeah. offensive line is older. They need to get younger on the offensive line. And they need to get a corner. Yeah. If I'm Arizona, I'm signing J.C. Jackson. The secondary I'm doing that. And yeah, one I thing, like that. One thing, too, uh, Kyler Murray told the GM, whoever it was, that he wanted Rondell Moore. He's like, get me that guy in the second round. They drafted him, and he didn't really turn out to be much. He's five, it's, six receiver. Exactly. He's a very small guy. But, I mean, like, they Kyler Murray shown, relate. Yeah, that's true. He's, I mean, he's got, like, four <laughs> inches on him, though, still. Like, he... I think they have shown enough to Kyler be like, yo, you're our guy. We'll do anything for you. We'll draft who you want. Bring in the free agents to help you succeed. Now it's just a matter of... They ran out of juice, though. When they all were together, they were dominant. A and one. What happened? They was ran out Kyler of juice. Hurt? Mm, but they still were winning when he got hurt. So that I don't want to hear. Yeah, but his numbers, the guys guys his numbers took a, drip, a, a dip. They did. Because the other guys fell apart. The most D-hop telling gone. game... But it's two years in a row where he's gotten hurt and second half numbers have gone down. The most telling game... Was the one versus the Lions? That was the gimme win, and they lost. That that's the most telling game was that game. Like they didn't look prepared in that game. And Pally actually, we were. It was a uh, your birthday party. Uh-huh. He actually was talking about how that's a trap game, and like the Lions could win that. And I was like, fuck no, <laughs> it's uh-huh. not happening. And now, now they Pally's won. A smart dude. When it comes to football specifically, he and is I was watching like, smart. damn, bro, they really fucking lost. But I, I, shout I out think, to MVP, hundred percent. I think it's more. Cliff's problem. Uh, they need to upgrade this roster for sure. I'm also not in love with Kyler Murray's leadership, and I'm I stand on that. I'm really not. I don't. I think he has the talent. You're right, but he just lacks in other areas. But what? What do you do? That's a personality thing. There's nothing to fix. I was gonna say, like, what? What option do you have if you're the Cardinals? All right, do you right, have any reservations guy. on his talent? No. All right, no. so your only reservations are on his leadership. Yes, and that's really halting you from putting him in elite category. Also, that I, I don't, I don't also think he has a production of being in the league category. I don't think so. Production? No. Last season? No. Where he had almost twenty six touchdowns, ten picks. That's not Josh Allen. That's not Aaron Rodgers. That's not Patrick Mahomes. Before that, he got hurt, he was that's MVP not MVP level. That's not Joe Burrow. Before he got hurt, he was MVP level. But he got hurt. That happened. A hundred percent. Okay. That, that's I don't think my he's biggest on, striper. He's thing. not to me. He's not Lamar either. I think Lamar's better. I know you think Kyler. I'm going to throw up. Lamar Jackson is better than Kyler Murray. Let's give an MVP he some He had, respect. last season, 11 rushing touchdowns, 819 yards. He threw for almost 4,000 yards, 39-71, had 26 touchdowns, 12 INTs. So he counted for 37 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He's a freak. In total yards, almost 5,000. Yeah. He's just a smaller can guy. We, so can, we, can we put some respect on his name? Because if we're talking production, what more do you want? Yeah, it's hard to... It's pretty Please... Come on, and stop he missed it. a couple games, right? No, last year he played all of them. 
Oh, he just got hurt in that you, Thursday night game? He just played hurt. The stats okay, you had are wrong, bro. What are you talking about? I'm on pro reference. He had 423 yards rushing this past season. Oh, I said last season. Oh, you talk, oh, you're talking about 2020? I'm sorry. I'm on this past season. Okay, but I said last season he got hurt this year. I mean, you're right. In 2020, he was awesome. He was amazing. You're saying production he doesn't have it. I just even if you look but at this the past game year, stats, I'm sure he's I go amazing. I go year by year. Oh, I'm mean, sure you do. I do. Sure you I do. It's I go, a year by year league. It is a year by year league. Sure. Is it not? For sure. Did you have Cooper Cup number one last year? Duh. But oh, okay, we didn't. Yeah, okay. I didn't, I didn't have Alden Tate above Jamar Chase. I'll tell you that. Mm. I didn't have him above Jamar Chase either. I don't know what you're talking about. We saw the bro. We saw the clip together. For you guys to assume I said that is ridiculous. I don't see why Arden Tate can't play as well as Jamar Chase. It was a hyperbole that you exaggerated. Oh my god! No, we went on to like a fifteen minute debate after that on it. No, we didn't. Not no, on that. No, I'm that, tell- what, no, your, that your changed the whole vibe of, like of that the, show. The preseason Jamar Chase. That's like saying like Hoodie Mellow is better than Michael Jordan. Like this weird like little, you know. I don't know what you would call it. It was it was a specific thing. I, I was, was going like, like this very specific time where like Hoodie Mello is better than Michael Jordan saying like all I said Jamar Chase, Alden Tate is better. Bro, all I said was that if he doesn't catch the ball, why can't Alden Tate do that? <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. Bro just throws out his entire college production, his fifth overall draft capital. will be like, nope, can't catch in the preseason. On to the last segment of the show, top 15 to 20 free agents. The off-season's coming up on this show, on the football episodes. We're going to start previewing teams in their off-seasons and what they should do. Then next month, we're going to talk about draft stuff. Let's just preview next episode a little bit. Let's talk about some top free agents. Cool. Um, I'm going to name five. Then you can name five that I don't have, and we can go from there. Devontae Adams, Teron Armstead, Chris Godwin, Brendan Scherf, and J.C. Jackson. These are five guys that are slated to be free agents Devontae Adams, I think he's going wherever Aaron Rodgers goes or he's going to the Raiders. I think that would be a great fit with Derek Carr. Teron Armstead, I want to see him with the Bengals. And if not, the Jaguars. They have some of the most cap space in the entire NFL. Cam Robinson is not their answer at left tackle. And I think if the Jaguars can get Teron Armstead, Doug Peterson knows that tackle play is crucial in his offense, they could go after him and be aggressive. Real quick, do they need him if they're going to have the first overall pick and they take Evan Neal? Evan Neal, right tackle. Taking a right tackle number one overall would be something. Don't they have Cam Robinson who can play yeah. left tackle? He's, a, he's on a Cam uh, Robinson to me side, is not, he's not the answer. He's on okay. the franchise okay. side too. One, I know you were talking about Armstead. One name that I have is Orlando Brown who didn't like playing right tackle, but that might be because he wanted to get paid like a left tackle. So I think Orlando Brown could be a player that plays right tackle in Miami and gets paid like gets paid a left like a left tackle. Um, so I think that's one area that that could happen. I feel like Armstead should come to Miami personally. Oh yeah, Miami has the cap. Do you think he could play right tackle? Can Armstead? He's played left tackle his whole career, as far as I know. I don't. I don't doubt that he can, but I will say that like he's an All Pro left tackle. I'm not moving him from that position. I understand. Got a point. That makes sense. Um, a couple other names I have here, Marcus Williams, Saints safety, um, Saints are in cap hell, so they make the money work every year, but two teams that I like, Jets, not to be, you know, we, we need we need to help at safety, Marcus May just tore his Achilles, he's probably not going to be brought back, um, and Baltimore too, who had a plethora of injuries at the safety and cornerback position, um, Mike Williams, we discussed a little bit earlier, I think two spots, Mike's kind of weird because I don't know, I don't know many teams that would go out and pay big for him, but mm-hmm. two teams I like are the Colts, as we mentioned, and the Lions need a ton of help at wide receiver. They might be a team who are willing to go and a overpay ton? for him. I don't know about a ton. They have Amon Ron who? Hey, hey, that's why I don't say a ton. 
They need help. Not a ton. Uh, is Amon Ra one, bro? He played like a one this year. I don't think Amon Ra is a one. Okay. I, I do like right. him. Do you think he's just as good as Elijah Moore? I'd rather have Elijah Moore. I'd rather have Amon. I'd rather have Elijah. Um, I'll name just one other here. Um, I was going to say, can you say some for me? Sure. Um, okay, fine. You can just go. All right, thanks. Vaughn Miller, free agent coming into next season. I, I, I would assume if Aaron Donald's returning, I do believe that Vaughn Miller will return as well. And they want to run it back. I also had Bob on this list. One other spot, reunite Denver. Denver, hundred percent. I we it makes sense. We need another rusher. Just come back he, home. He just needs to see the quarterback go there first. That's why. If we get Rodgers, it would be very intriguing for him to come back. Chandler Jones is another one that's a free agent. We have the money. We need an edge rusher. Bring in Chandler Jones. I would not is be this opposed. Going to be the Broncos. No, no, no. <laughs> well, probably, but. It, it makes sense here. We need yes, we need yes. a rusher, and, and Chandler Jones is one of the best, if not the best, pass rusher available. Mm-hmm. Arguable with with Von Miller, of course. J.C. Jackson. I don't know if you brought him up. J.C. Jackson is probably the most highly touted free agent prospect for not excuse me not prospect free agent sure. cornerback. There you go. And Stephon Gilmore. Probably, I think J.C.'s a little bit more enticing He's for younger. his age. Yeah. Correct. You mentioned it. Arizona would be very solid. Other teams that I would think would be interested in him. Hmm. Minnesota needs all the help they can get, truthfully. That wouldn't be a bad location for him either. But if I'm the Patriots, truthfully, I look at the fact that I just let Gilmore walk, given the fact that J.C. Jackson was going to be my guy, I would probably think that the Patriots are going to give him some type of money to come back and play. You might have talked about it earlier in the year that there's – People in New England who don't really know how J.C. Jackson will be after he gets paid. I'm not sure if you said it or I saw it somewhere else, but there are reports out there that people don't know if he's going to play to the same level after he gets his money. That's like a reservation with a lot of players, though. Jesse Bates is but, actually going to be a free agent next season, too, and yeah, that's no, pretty big news yeah. given the fact that he just balled out in the playoffs. He's going to get a He's going to want his money. Since he's going to have to. I think the Bengals They have to. They have to. They have a ton of money. And, and last but not least, Allen Robinson. Unfortunately, he has not played – not nearly as well as he's played in previous seasons this last season. He was a shell of himself. And it's unfortunate because the Bears had been playing with his money. They tagged him. They tagged him. They didn't give him the long-term contract. And unfortunately, this was just his contract year that he just did not play up to the expectations that I'm assuming that he wanted to. And definitely what we had expected out of Allen Robinson coming into this year where Mooney became the number one this season for the Bears. I still think that Allen Robinson has something left in the tank in the right situation. You put him with a good, solid quarterback, he definitely could still be productive. You put him in a situation where the Colts need an alpha number one a wide receiver, that would be a, a solid fit for them. Miami needs another option. Bring him outside. Allen Robinson, I would not be opposed did to you, that did either. Did you mention the Chiefs? The Chiefs one team where Allen Robinson needs to revitalize his career, sign a one-year deal, maybe Odell-esque Son like he did bitch. with L.A., because he could go there and that put up 12 That would be very nice. They would cook the Broncos. Yeah, bro. Mm. I don't know. Our secondary solid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're losing Kyle Fuller. You're losing I'll Callahan. live. I'll leave. I want us to resign him. I want us to re- resign Kareem Callahan. Jackson. I think he comes out. back. No, no, no. I think he comes back. We could bring. He's older. He's made a home in Denver. Yes. I think we could definitely convince him to stay if we bring back Rod. If we bring in Rodgers. But you bring in Rodgers. A lot can happen. I would want Tay. I don't need Tay. Bryce Callahan him. also is for agent. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a definitely a huge one. That's probably he's probably the third best available. So Fuller, corner. Callahan, Jackson, three big time guys that are yeah for sure. Ah, yeah. Fuller's like Gilmore, uh, Bryce Callahan, J.C. Jackson. 
Fuller's getting up there in age. Like the Bears cut him. We signed him for a one year contract. Kyle Fuller was good for us. He wasn't excellent. Gilmore's like thirty one. Yeah, no, he's up. No, for sure. You think but that Gilmore stays Gilmore. in Carolina? I feel like they traded him to make him stay. It would be a second, right? Yeah, they would if they don't if they don't resign him. I think that's like a waste. Yeah, he's training a second and letting him walk is something. But that's Carolina's dumb. Mess, that's something dumb that they would just rules rules get fired. Uh, I don't know if you guys mentioned, but. Brandon Scherf, I have. I, I actually have him going to the Jets. I hope we do sign him. Dolphins, we another tried one. tried to get him uh, Literally any free, year, didn't we? any free agent. He got tagged. He got tagged. Yeah. Any free agent offensive lineman, Miami should be absolutely hawking. Yep. Dalton Schultz, Jets. Yep, that, I have that. But <laughs> do you want to... We spoke about this. You're going to have to pay him 17... Excuse me, I'm sorry, not 17. Whatever Dallas Goddard's paying, you're going to have to pay him a little bit more than that. Are you willing to do that? What's Goddard, Goddard going to pay get, I think he's getting... Don't I feel pull. like Schultz is going to get like... Four over like four years, forty-eight mil. I will say this: if if, if I'm the Jets, I I draft whoever we draft at four at ten. If the guy that we don't want is not there, I trade back and I I draft Trey McBride, 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 McBride in the yeah. first. In I, the first, I might. Oh, Goddard, he's, he's catching a lot of steam. He's he the is. best tight end prospect no, in this draft. Sure. Goddard's contract is four years, fifty-seven million. Okay, so he's not getting four forty-eight. Are you going to pay 60. him more? That's fifteen. That's we spoke about this on the show a couple weeks ago. That's tough. Randy Gregory is also free agent. Cowboys. Mm -hmm. I I think he resigns with the Cowboys. This Carlton Davis, he's a free agent too. I. Where do you guys think Tyron Matthews? Do you think he stays with the Chiefs? I think he's a Chiefs for lifer at this point. I think he goes to the Ravens. You saw that tweet he had. They showed a picture of uh, someone tweeted out a picture of him playing Madden in a Ravens jersey, and he had what do you say? Like he said, he said, no, he said, I. It was like, man, y'all are aggressive with it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Something like something, that. Something slick. Um, a couple other I had. We didn't mention Chris Godwin. We talked about on the show, but I think he either. I think there's a chance he takes a one-year deal somewhere coming off the torn ACL. Really? You don't think he stays in Tampa? He could. Mm-hmm. I think Tampa either buys in and say, we know what? We don't care about it. We'll give you a three-year deal. Or he's going to go a one-year deal and maybe try to play for like a Buffalo or a Colts or something where he could, you know, really prove himself as the number one, even though Stefan Diggs. Um, and then another one would probably be who do I have here? Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's a free agent. I know you Miami, don't want him. Another one. I was gonna say Miami was my choice, but it sounds like he's interested in saying Buffalo Denver would too. be. Int- I know. And Lenny Fournette is a is a option too for Buffalo. Interesting. I, think. I like is, that. This is the last player I'll say. I think it makes a lot of sense. Akeem Hicks is a free agent, and he's one of the better defensive tackles in the NFL. Raiders. And Raiders. I think the Chargers, Raiders. I actually want the Chargers to be, get them. I wouldn't mind that either. They need an interior presence yeah. to stop the run with how much dime they play. I feel like Akeem Hicks is the perfect player for that. How old is he? He's like 33, I believe. He's yeah. getting up there in age. Probably one-year deal. Yeah, he's definitely on the older side. So, uh, do we know what division? He's 32, we're? actually. He turns 33 November 16th. Okay. Yeah. Do we have a preview for next episode? Do we know who, who we're doing yet? I really don't know who we're doing yet. All right, last one I'll say. Odell, what happens? Mm. We have to talk about that. Torn ACL, prayers for Odell. I don't think he gets a multi-year contract. Do you think he retires? There's a chance. I hope not. 29 years old. I understand you just tore your ACL the second time. I I don't want to see him go. I I feel like he has a home in L.A. Like I feel like L.A. fits his personality and him perfectly. Now, question. How long is he out for, do you think? Do you think there's any chance in the world he's ready by week one? You know, doctors in LA do something different. So, you know, Cam Akers came true. back early. I was going to say, yeah, he's if he's on that training set that Cam Akers I'm going to say if he's going to come back with the Rams, he'll probably be back around week five, week six. Yeah. 
That's in my opinion. I actually best think case. it's like week ten. Yeah, after. man, I think so too, bro. So he probably sends a one year deal with LA. I think that's fine. Yeah, probably best bet. All right, last one, Antonio Brown. Go. Sorry, AP. Do you think he is coming back into the NFL? Ravens, if Ravens. Anything. Yeah, I don't think he does, but probably Baltimore. I think you're right about that. Landon asked, "Can we do a Hall of Fame snubs next episode?" I think we could do that. Yeah, we could definitely do that. That's man. the biggest snub by far. I actually put up Patreon questions on Patreon, but we're gonna do them next episode. My brother sent one in. Did you yeah. see it? No, was, not yet. Uh, I don't think I've even seen them yet. But this is gonna do it for episode 155 of the Pick Aside Podcast. Everybody that tuned in, we appreciate you guys. Everybody that gave a super chat in the chat, Thank it's you. much appreciated. Thank you guys so much. We should probably go live more often. Maybe make it a weekly. I, thing. It really is not that hard, truthfully. No, it isn't. No, a couple buttons here and there. No. I agree. And it's way more fun to interact okay. with the fans live, truthfully. Okay, three hours, twenty minutes. If the first segment wasn't an hour, it was we, an hour. We might have cracked under the three Stafford. Hours. The Hall of Fame one was like forty minutes too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But we're, honest to God, we're, it was we're, we we're had to. On track. That was the biggest segment of the show. Yeah. I don't know. I've kind of like I want us to have shorter episodes, but I kind of like have already settled in with the fact that. It happens. It's not our personality. Yeah, but that's and, why I think having less topics and letting ourselves have these long debates is better than having 12 topics. That's a question that we can leave for the fans also. Yeah. If you guys want us to do less topics but still have the length of the debates that we have, let us know in the comments. Or do you guys like the fact that we have a bunch of topics and we just chop it up for three and a half hours? You know, because I think because I look at all other sports podcasts and no other sports podcast goes over two hours. Like even with even first takes, undisputed, they have commercial breaks. Yeah. So at the end of the day, when it's all condensed, it's like an hour and forty something minutes. Ours is actually three hours of just straight talking, talking. Yeah, like it's just straight talking. Two minute DraftKings ad. That's really it. That's why. Like I, I don't know. Maybe that makes us stand apart. Because I mean, Joe Rogan's the biggest podcast in the world, and he does like three plus hours all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sometimes it should be like four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's on some different timing though. They'd be talking about weird shit. Yeah. So, like some, it's interesting sometimes. Yeah. I, have to, I really, I don't think I've watched a single Joe Rogan episode. Not a single one. I didn't even watch the Kanye episode. Mac 910 was like, are you guys interested in the world cup? When it comes around, I definitely tune in. As long as America makes it this year, I'm in. Over three hours yeah. <laughs> until Joel trusts Stafford. Joel. Yeah, I still don't trust them. You're crazy. Can bro. we wait one more year? I, I can't want wait to. to watch that. I want back. to. I can't wait to watch that back. I want to wait one more year. I hope you know. What do you, you have to wait? It? Like, what can Stafford do? Now? He has to go back to back. So what if? No, he's got to go back to back. I just, I, I'm just. You know what's funny? What Yo, put like. it like this. Can't trust Stafford. Three game winning drives. Three words. Oh my god. I ha- I actually have a question for you guys. Actually, and this is a hype. It's not a. It's a scenario actually, and if it happens. I want to actually know where you guys would stand on it. All right, let's hear this. Let's say that the Rams make the playoffs next year. And in the first game, Stafford throws a back-breaking interception that loses them the game. What is your guys' reaction to it? You're wrong. I'm still wrong for saying I can't trust Stafford? Yes. If that happens. Because he has this entire season being the best fourth-quarter quarterback, winning a Super Bowl, three-game winning drives, and he has one bad interception in the first round of the playoffs, and that just throws out the entire 2021 season. I don't think it throws the entire one out, but I think I have some validity validity in what I said. So it's Not been, at all. Yeah, I do. No, not at all, actually. I think so. So it's he, had, no, no, no. he had some boneheaded plays. Like, versus the Rams, bro, that like, that was a boneheaded Niners, play. Niners, okay. you're saying. And versus again, the Niners, that was a boneheaded play. How is it boneheaded? He's trying to make a play happen. He, he threw it up to nobody, bro. I mean, Van Jefferson was in the vicinity. Bro, it, 
He threw up to nobody. No, that's not true. He really threw it up to nobody. I mean, there it was wasn't a receiver throw, there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it wasn't a great throw. That's what like, he just No, he just like threw it up. He didn't get hit on the play. Was it wasn't down? like a bobble. I think it he was just second. threw it up. It was second. I was going to say, definitely. So what third. I'm saying is that like, you know, what's what's no, your you'd tone? be wrong, bro. You'd be wrong. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue against you guys trusting Stafford. I don't really care who you guys trust. We're on the right side of history. We trusted Stafford as won the damn bowl. As of now. 14 touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Zero interceptions. Zero. What what could you possibly want? What more? As of now, you guys are right. Yes. No, there's not as of right now. We're going to be right forever. I was going to say, we're going to be right for the next seven months. I hope you enjoy this. All right. I mean... I will enjoy it. I love Stafford. You know I love Stafford. No, 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 no. I love it. Stafford. End All right, it. guys. I want to thank you guys for tuning into the Pickside Podcast. Three hours later, here we are. We want to say a special thank you to all you NFL fans who came in and tuned in to the show. Brand new fans that came in and really made this atmosphere different for us. Really special. We really are grateful. For sure. Like he said it last season, Pickaside really didn't have that great of an NFL fan base. This season, completely turned around. Special shout-out to the Finn fam. Special shout-out to the Rams. Special shout-out to the Jets Nation. Special shout-out to Broncos country, without a doubt. We really are appreciative of all you guys. Joel's Minnesota fans. Joel's Chargers fans. Got to give them some love also. Joel's the biggest Minnesota stand that Joel's there is. Joel's Tate fans. Oh, Unfortunately, he that's a chance. That too. And, and our Cincinnati Bengals fans, truthfully, yeah. they definitely showed out on our videos as well. They loved our content. We really do appreciate you guys, even though we weren't the highest on the Bengals all season. I did say you guys would make the Super Bowl at one point or another during the season, and I appreciate you guys showing love. But I think I think next year I'm just going to say at any point during any show that team? every team is going to make the Super Bowl, just so I can put it on TikTok. Well, thankfully, I said Rams the whole year, yeah. but AFC, I was consistent. I don't know what's going to happen. I said that so many times. I will say this. I don't want to discredit your Rams run because, you know, you predicted them to win for sure. We're going to discredit this Rams run any type of way? Yes, uh, slightly. Because I was trying to look for clips to post on TikTok of your montage of picking the Rams to win. Uh There was no point where you were like outrightly like, they will win no matter what. Like when the Von Miller, when the Von Miller trade happened, are they Super Bowl locks? Your answer was, it only helps their case. Because I, it was a known fact that I was supporting the Rams. No, I know, but like you know, I, I just think you know that that just the wording of it. Like you weren't as emphatic. If the Rams would have lost, everyone would have said that. Oh, Drew was wrong. That's what would have happened. Not the no, Rams were my I'm, squad. I'm just, I'm, just ta- I'm just, I'm just talking about the emphaticness of it, though. There's nothing you could say, King. I'm not saying something I can say. I'm just saying because I tried to get a clip like midseason predictions. You said Bengals versus Rams. You said it outrightly, like outrightly Bengals versus Bengals out, out of the AFC Rams out of the NFC. Right. But then with the Rams, it wasn't like I think they're the best team in the NFL. It wasn't like as bro they Sippen, will win the Super the Bowl right out. What's going on here? He's always got something to say. I'm just saying, when I picked the Bucks, I was like that. Yeah. I was also on the Bucks last year. That's what I'm saying. I didn't want to make this a comparison. I'm like plus twenty. That's what that's I what think. happened. I I didn't want to make it a comparison though. I was trying to come on. This is my episode. Really, we should have it in the titles. Andrew's victory lap. That's what I want. Is, are we going to do an hour episode of just that first segment? A clip segment? You mean? Yeah, I'm saying that no, that it's probably going to be cut up. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah. Because it's one segment, but it's an hour. Yeah, John has some work to do. Yeah, for sure. Good luck, bro. Yeah. 
So that's going to do it for episode 155 of the Pick Aside podcast. Thank you guys so, so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.